Support for Pop Culture Leftovers this week is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PCL20 at manscaped.com. Guys, can you imagine? Greg, we got Handy Greg, Handy Greg, Jake. Guys, you got yours in the mail. I got mine in the mail. Man, I'm telling you, like, Manscaped fucking hooked us up, dude. The box looks sleek as, it looks sleek as hell. And like, you open it up and I laughed when I saw it. It said, it's a whole new balls game. And I was like, that is clever. That is punny, Manscaped. No, I cracked up. Michelle was right there with me when we opened the box, and we were both just cracking up at the box and the logo and just how sleek and nice the box itself is before I know. seeing the razor. I felt like I was going to open a fucking Apple phone. You know what I, I mean? I was going to say the same thing. I was like, oh, my God, am I going to install a new iOS here? No, I'm going to install a fucking razor onto my ball sack. This is amazing. But it, yeah. everything about this package said quality. I'm actually wearing my Manscaped uh, boxer briefs right now. Dude, can you believe they, they hooked us up with boxer briefs? And you know what? It's the perfect boxers to go uh, with, you know, the after uh, effects of this razor. They, it just feels so good in those boxers. Um, guys, imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time for your favorite time in the bathroom. And I, we're one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0 are next level. And I, Greg, I, tell me about a time when, <laughs> tell me about a time or times that <laughs> we heard about one last week, but tell me about a time where you've hurt your balls while trimming below the belt. Well, Brian, as you and the listeners know, I have a tremendously hairy set of balls. And, you know, growing up, I I would, you know, look for a, a, a resource to trim my pubes. And, and uh, this one terrible time, I did borrow a pair of my mom's uh, sewing shears. These are really large scissors that, you know... And when you're learning how to trim your pubes, your first inclination is to really like to tug on the hair to get a nice, clean, clean trim. But if you tug too much, which is what I did, you can actually, you can cut yourself, which, you know, you don't want to cut yourself in the sack. And if you don't tug it enough, you're not accurately dealing with all the nooks and crannies of, of, of your ball sack. So... Look, this is just, it's a complicated business, shaving your balls, and it's something that you have to do because if you got hairy balls, it gets sweaty, it gets ugly, nobody nobody wants to deal with that. So, uh, you know, th this is, look, everything about this product is is absolute quality. This is a, a, a high-end trimmer, and I, I, I personally had a wonderful experience using it. Dude, I did too, man. I used it in the shower because it said it's waterproof. I'm like, I'm going to try this out, dude. And it's like, my, you know, like when I pull the curtains back, it's not like the light in the bathroom's that bright for me. And this thing's got a fucking light on it, dude. And I was able to like look at all those nooks and crannies going on. You know, it, 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 seriously, sometimes your ball sack, if somebody had never seen one before, they thought they were looking at something like an H.R. Geiger film. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a hairy brain. Yeah, it's like a hairy brain. It looks like Michael Stipe's head. You know what I mean? It's so, 
<laughs> and I mean, that's, but after I used this razor, man, it did not look like Michael Stipe's head. This thing was beautiful. My balls were glistening, dude. I was so impressed. I, I love, and like the ease of use and the time that I saved in the shower. Like when I shave in the shower, typically it takes forever. This thing, like just fuck it. It took care of the pubic hair. Like it was nothing, dude. Like before this, my fucking ball sack looked like one of the fry guys from McDonald's or something or like a koosh ball or something, man. After this, it's, I'm telling you, this was like the easiest tool that I've ever used. And I do it. I usually just use a razor. And this thing is so fucking cool. It's sleek. It's awesome. Jake, how did it work out for you, man? Yeah, I also used it in the shower. And I also normally just use like a fucking big razor. And I mean, it's just so it works, but it's so awkward and uncomfortable to use. It doesn't feel the best when you're done using it. And I, I thought that's where this really made the difference. It, it's really lightweight it's really easy to grip it doesn't feel awkward to hold it at all and yeah the light was amazing I, i've never seen anything like it i it's fucking awesome it was great it felt great afterwards yeah manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology I now feel confident shaving my balls. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard links with sizes 1 through 4. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which I don't even know what the fuck electromagnetic induction is, but the people at Manscaped do, and thank God they do, because this thing, I, I threw it on the charger and it was ready to go. It, this thing was incredible. It can help the battery last longer. That's what electromagnetic induction does. It helps the battery last longer. And if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants yeah. to end up with pubes in their mouth. This thing, it's made for your balls. It's made by people that know balls, man. These people, they've studied balls. They've studied nut sex. They know what they're doing. They've made this. This That's what you need, man. We've just been using, I've been using the same razor that I use on my face. I just switched the blade. And it's so, this is just, this is made for your ball sack. This is incredible. Uh, it's time to get your own ball and hair body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PCL20 at manscaped.com. I went ahead, bought my mom one for Mother's Day. She's always complaining that there aren't enough things to do with dad. I said, how about you fucking shave dad's ball sack? And so I sent her one of these for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. You and Dad can... can uh... <laughs> Plus it vibrates. My dad has a famously hairy penis. So <laughs> I think she started that, that, uh, that project on Tuesday. They're, they're, they're on day three of this now. So, But uh, it, Manscaped is, is definitely... Uh, it's it's an awesome product. I'm not gonna even lie. This thing is very cool. I'm so glad that they hooked us up with this, man. I will I will never shave. I th that's the truth. God's honest. I will never shave down there using anything else. 
Yeah, I mean, we never show anything that we don't stand by. And when we do show something we don't stand by, we always shit on it plenty. And this this thing is not that. This thing is awesome. Our listeners, you deserve to pamper yourself. If you're using a shitty-ass Bic Razor, you need to throw that motherfucker away and get yourself a Manscaped. Yeah, now is the time to do it. Please do it now. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PCL20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code PCL20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Greg, what are you going out on? You know, there's nothing like having a nice, clean set of balls. It's, it's, you know, you, it's refreshing. That's the way I would describe it. It's refreshing. It makes you feel light. It makes you feel airy. You get a nice, clean draft down there. You're not sweaty. You're clean. You're ready for action. Clean up your balls. I'm rubbing mine in awe right this second. <laughs> TMI, Jake. <laughs> PCL20 at manscaped.com. Get yours today. Thanks a lot, everybody. Episode 381. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a walk, Brad. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Hello, this is Randall Park, and you are listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey! (laughs) Welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And And we're the Leftovers. Yeah! How you doing? Hey! <laughs> the worst. That's probably the worst intro we've ever done, <laughs> or the best. Oh, Jake, I like what you did there. I like. I thought you were gonna fuck me on my stomach, and then you flip me over and you're fucking me on my back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a master. You're a master. Master of the bedroom. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm your little sex ragdoll, aren't I? Oh, shit, I've dropped my crap. Flipping <laughs> <laughs> me over like I'm a little McGriddle. <laughs> You're going to give me a little McDiddle in my McPiddle. <laughs> Holy shit, Jake ain't McLittle. Oh, boy. Okay, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, you want to start over? <laughs> No, this is good. <laughs> good. Let's weed out all the people that get uncomfortable by shit like that's, this right away. That's true. I was next. I was going to go into my Mick Riddle, you know, but uh, you know, fuck no. it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to move past it. Hey, we got Neil. Hi. <laughs> all right. Okay, Neil. Way to kill Did the you mood. Just hurt yourself, Neil. <laughs> yeah. Neil gave himself a hernia there. I had a little <laughs> bubble stuck in my throat. Yeah, you kind of, kind of killed the mood, man. 
<laughs> Me and Jake had a little thing going on. It's kind of over now. I don't know about you, Jake, but I just, I don't know. It's over. No, yeah, I, I'm totally flaccid now. Yeah. Uh, Neil, how's things going over at the uh, Smorgasbord podcast? Uh, pretty good. We're uh, wrapping up our uh, segment on the Mirror Universe, and we'll be moving on to covering Q episodes next. So chugging right along, waiting for new content to come out. Yeah. Yeah, when, when's, the, when's the newest content coming out? Do we know? I believe it's Lower Decks Season 2 in August. Oh, wow. That, that's what inspired you guys to start the podcast. Yes, it is. That's what gave us our name. Um there's a line from episode two of that first season. And we were completely blown away by that first season. So we're very, very excited about season two. There you go. Uh, we are not alone. Uh, we got Neil here, but we also have, uh, this is special guest, Chris from Volk. Welcome, Chris. How you doing, man? Howdy. Hi. Dude. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. It's surreal. Like, yeah. This is very exciting for me. Oh, I'm very much. We're yeah. excited to have you, man. Yeah, I'm very for much sure. excited. Yeah, I'm very excited to be, uh, you know, shamelessly uh, promoting my band's album out next week, Cashville, just as if I was promoting a uh, Manscape uh, for this wonderful podcast, Pop Culture Leftovers. Man, yeah, Manscaped still still a sponsor until the <laughs> until the end of this month. <laughs> so. I don't, I don't, more people that purchase the Manscape 4.0, the we might continue our relationship with the Manscape. Don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> My girlfriend wants me to get it. So there you go, man. Twenty percent off. You should listen to her. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code PCL20 for twenty percent off and free shipping. All right. I wrote that down. Got it. And you'll be Shut free you. of pubic hair. It's a nuisance. It is. It's a nuisance. It gets all over the place. It's like sand. It's like Anakin's, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like sand all over your dick. <laughs> yeah, man. Excited to have you. We love, we love, uh, we love the song, man. Uh, when you Thank sent you. that song to me, I was just like, holy shit. You're very talented. So uh, yeah, go ahead Thank and you. tell, every, uh, tell the listeners about what you guys got planned. Um, yeah, it's, uh, coming out next week is the actual full on album. Our first LP as a band, uh, Cashville comes out May 28th, uh, on all streaming services. And then on May 29th, um, our label, uh, Romanus Records will be, uh, uh, putting on sale at 3 p.m. uh, special vinyl for it. Um, and the, 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 the premiere one is one that's actually filled with shredded cash, like real, like U.S. federal uh, dollar bills and things like that in the actual vinyl. It's shredded. Yeah, that's you can't like, break it. It looks, it looks awesome. Yeah. Wow. Isn't, isn't that illegal? Uh, he checked. It's not. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would have been cooler if it was. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Um, it's kind. Of, it's. I don't. Is it cooler than what Kiss did and putting their blood in the vinyl? Uh. It's more sanitary. Uh, Probably more sanitary, yeah. I think it's cooler. It, it, like, just on look alone, like, on the blood vinyl, you look at it, unless someone tells you it's blood, you don't know it's blood. But if you look at the cash vinyl, you know what the fuck's going on there. Like, it's pretty obvious. I would have put blood and money in it and called it the album Blood Money. 
That's the uh, follow up. So deep. Uh, yeah, I'm, dude. I'm super deep, Neil. <laughs> oh man! No man, we're super excited for you, dude. Uh, where can people get the vinyl? Uh, the best place would be to go is RomanusRecords.com. Uh, it's run by this. He's like the Willy Wonka of vinyl. His name is Chris Banta. You guys would actually love him to be on your show. He's a huge basketball fan and wrestling fan. Um, but he uh, he makes these zany vinyls. He's put he's putting the cash. He's putting honey LED lights. He's the first guy to put LED lights in a vinyl. Wow. Um, but probably the best thing to do is get on his newsletter and maybe sign up for his Patreon to kind of get a heads up because his last vinyl. Uh, that his last final release was gone in like five hours. I heard he fed a child a bunch of blueberries and then threw her in the vinyl. He did. I just heard that. Yes. Some Willy Wonka shit. Some serious Veruca Salt. Is that Veruca Salt? No. Yes. Yeah. It is. Veruca Salt's the one with the, with the... Oh, she's the golden egg girl. Yeah. Okay. Who was, who was the other girl? Violet. Violet. Uh, (laughs) She was a bitch for a little kid, wasn't she? Yeah. They both were. Yeah, they're kind of, I hate calling little kids cunts, but they were kind (laughs) of, there were a couple cunty kids. Other than Charlie, they were all kind of little cunts. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were all cunts. Every last damn one of them. Uh. <laughs> they got they got what they had coming. Yeah, they all ended up in a in a Volk vinyl. So yep, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Stealing that, that's patented. There you go. There yeah. you go. Oh man, uh, hey, uh, the, another announcement. I uh, my movie finally hit fucking uh, video on demand. The movie that I was in, Without Grace, from director uh, Matthew Chikella, starring Shannon Brown. And then also start, starting me at about the 37-minute mark. And uh, this, I've never acted a day in my life. And it was nerve-wracking. And But, it, man, once it was over, it was, it was very uh, satisfying. I loved it. I would absolutely do it again. And Matthew said if he ever directs anything in the future, he'd love to have me come back. Um, and uh, I posted a few pictures on Facebook and on Twitter, but I actually sent you guys. I sent you guys the video. <laughs> um, so I, I <laughs> Neil, what, I, you're the actor of the group. I want to know what you thought of my debut performance. <laughs> I actually thought your performance was pretty good. Um, I, I did notice a couple of technical things that had nothing to do with your performance that were kind of threw me off but other than that it was it was a fun little thing to watch even though it took like 30 seconds yeah it was 45 <laughs> seconds i do come back at the end i didn't send you guys that but i do come back at the end and have a little moment but uh nice but good job yeah thank you it was a lot of fun it was like jake what'd you think man I liked it a lot. I could tell you got a lot of experience from this podcast because, like, your role there was to something very awkward was happening, and you had to just be like, "Oh my god!" And, uh, <laughs> I feel like this podcast prepared you for that role, so I, I thought you were really good. Yeah. Oh man, I was super nervous though, dude. Oh my god, I was so fucking nervous. Yeah, Chris, you you watched it as well, man. Yeah, you're a natural. It was it was the best part. Like, I think agreeing with Neil, there was like some weird technical things going on that i noticed but i thought you were great you were you were my favorite part well thank you you have to say that (laughs) (laughs) you let me me come on your show so i could shamelessly plug my album 
May 28th. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate so. it. I was, oh God, I was, I was so nervous when I watched it for the first time. I was like, oh fuck, what is this going to be like? Cause you know, I, I recorded that like a year and a half ago. We filmed that. So, yeah, it was nerve-wracking watching it over again. But, uh, yeah, man, it was fun. I would absolutely do it again. It was a blast. How long was that whole process, like, from, you know, film to screen there? Was it was that, like, two hours of work? Uh, I, was, I feel like I was there for about three, three and a half hours. Uh, we shot it, like, I think, like, four or five times from, like, different angles and stuff like that and... And they had me in the shot with them. Then they had others where it was just me. And, um, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was about three, three and a half hours. Then they went on and did, like, another scene after that. And I took off shortly after. But, uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was fun. Did you uh, have to go through the makeup process? Yeah, yeah, I went through makeup. They They put makeup on me. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, holy shit, yeah, and then they, they put makeup on, and then like after, after a while they put more makeup on. They were like, yeah, <laughs> do this again. It's starting to rub off. Probably cause I was sweating so fucking much. Yeah, those lights are no fucking joke. So check it out, you can get on, uh, you can get it on Video On Demand without okay. grace. You can get it on Video On Demand. You can rent it or buy it. And support Matthew Chakella. He's a listener of the podcast, and that's how he, that's how he contacted me. Uh, PCL is his favorite podcast, and he was like, you know what? I want to have my favorite podcaster in my movie. And he had two roles that were extras, but they had lines. So he gave one to me, and man, it was, it was a blast. And, uh, everybody there was super cool. Shannon and his wife were fantastic. That's who I did the scene with. And, uh, Oh God! Yeah, I would absolutely do it again. It's nerve wracking while you're yeah. doing it, but man, yeah. like once you're done with everything, and I don't know, like I don't know if you guys could tell, I was nervous as shit. No, no you, you look. Yeah, you could feel it a little bit, but I, I chalked it up to that was kind of what the performance was. With oh yeah, I had to be because of like what was going on in the scene. Yeah, so I just kind of fed into that. I thought it worked well. Yeah. What exactly was the context of the scene? Uh, this guy, his, his wife, uh, has pa- had passed away and so he's going mm. out like on his first date and she, mm. she has like uh, another voice that talks to her in her head mm. and so he's watching this unfold on their date and he thinks that she's pulling his leg and mm. shit gets kind of out of hand. So, and then I'm just a waiter that shows up. And I see her talking to herself, and that's why I react the way that I react. Oh, okay. So that's why she. Okay. Yeah, those technical issues would be resolved by that context. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was wondering the same thing. It's like she's looking the opposite way. Yeah, the yeah. 180 plane. Oh yeah, that's she's <laughs> talking to like the voice in her head. Yeah, I can't send you the whole. Oh. I couldn't record the whole fucking movie, Neil. I apologize. <laughs> 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 like, that seems like a pretty amateurish mistake for a, a you know a, a director. But it's obviously on purpose. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neil's a big fan, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> I got bad news. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, did the did the lighting take a long time? Because that's what we discovered in that music video. Was just like everything was just lighting, like. 
sitting there for an hour watching Patrick and Bo setting up one shot. It was just like mind numbing. I don't writing rem- takes a long time. I don't yeah. remember, but to be honest, I was probably like going through lines in my head and freaking out. <laughs> so I I really don't remember. I do remember that they were like the first time we did it, I wasn't close enough to the table. If you watch the scene, I am like right up against that table because if I'm back even like a couple inches, the top of my head is not in the shot. So they were like, you've got to get – so we filmed it and then they then they came back and they said, we need to get you closer to the table. And so basically like I had to get – I had to – like my dick was rubbing up against that table. <laughs> and I told him, I said, don't worry about it. I got it. I said, if I have to impregnate the table, I will. And that's exactly what I did is I fucking just pushed my junk right up against that fucking table. Fuck I had to get super table. close. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm manscaped. It's fine. Don't worry. No, nope. <laughs> that was pre pre manscaped. Oh yeah, there was pubes all over that table, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like it looked like the the bathroom floor at an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Mm. All right. I uh, wanted to let our listeners know, everybody that won the Michael Che posters, I got an email this week. Michael Che wasn't able to sign them. That bastard. What the fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Someone could have at least faked it. Come on. I know. So, nobody knows what his signature looks like anyway. Yeah, exactly. Just do like, you know, blob a thing of ink on there and you can say it's Michael Che. You know what? Fuck it. If you want, I'll, send it to me and I'll sign my fucking name to it. <laughs> and I'll send it back to you. <laughs> and I do. I so yeah. Unfortunately, I got the email that he was unable to sign those posters. This only applies to five people. But I'm monopolizing time on the podcast for everyone to hear this announcement. So I could have probably just sent an email to five individual people stating this. But I thought I'd save time and waste everyone else's by announcing it on the fucking podcast. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I want to thank Stephen Farsheed. I love this guy. Had Stephen Farsheed uh, on a uh, on a Patreon episode, also with uh, uh, Neil's co-host on Smorgasbord, and then I also had Stephen Redgrave from Dissecting This Fiction on. But uh, Stephen Farsheed sent me a comic book. He sent you the same comic book, Jake. Yes, yes, he did. I had no idea who sent it to me at first. I had to send you a message. And I was so, like, it's fucking awesome. And I was like, that was Stephen Farshade. And Jake was like, holy Farshade. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you how, how many times I've yelled that. <laughs> holy Farshade. <laughs> <laughs> what a, he's a good dude, man. I really appreciate it. He yeah. got us the, uh, he got us the audio bumpers, the intros for, uh, uh, Randall Park and he did the, uh, the one for Dominique Wilkins. <clears throat> Can't thank him enough. Just a, Super nice guy, and uh, gonna definitely have him back on for future episodes. But um, yeah, check this out, guys. Fans, did you see this article? It came out this week. Fans name most disappointing TV finales ever in new survey, and I got this from Salon.com. 
Salon.com. I did not see this, but I, I can probably guess what some of these are. Uh, one buy has conducted a survey of over 1,500 people to determine the most disappointing TV finales of all time per NME. Uh, Game of Thrones, the Iron Throne, wasn't at the top of the list. Wow. It came wow. in second with 25%. Any guesses on... If it's lost, I'm mad. Or The Sopranos. Jake, oh, yeah. prepare to be mad. Yeah. Oh, so, so they pulled a bunch of idiots. <laughs> lost... <laughs> The series finale lost the end, came out on top with 27.3% of the vote. Puke. Throw that list out. <laughs> was, uh, Gar- garbage. Was don't don't, don't, don't let public opinion dictate at your mood, sir. I'm never going to Salon.com again. <laughs> Jake just removed it as a bookmark from his browser. <laughs> never again! Never again, Salon.com. How many were there? Was it top five? I bet Seinfeld was probably on there, which is another. Seinfeld did not show up on the list. These 1,500 people are morons. Yeah. (laughs) Boy. Uh, Boy. It was uh, the series finale of How I Met Your Mother. Last Forever came in third with 17% of the vote. The final episodes of Sherlock, Prison Break, and Dexter were also on the list. Hmm. Prison Break. Dexter was like, uh, the last two seasons were terrible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the final episode had a lot to live up to. Yeah, that's very true. It's not the final episode anymore. Very soon it won't be. It won't be. Maybe they'll go out on top now, Jake. Yeah, (laughs) I'm excited for the Dexter revival. I never watched Dexter, so I'm not. Oh. <laughs> I never watched it. <laughs> now, if they had another season of Dexter's Laboratory, I don't know. I never, oh, hell yeah. I never watched that either. I'm a, I was a little too old for Dexter's Laboratory, but it sounds like Chris was a fan. Uh, I remember that back in... Is it is it from the same animators of the Powerpuff Girls? Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that was just something that it was like I could watch... Cartoon Network yeah. back in college. Yeah, there right. there was something uh like I I was uh, I was dating somebody who had a couple kids and so I used to watch Powerpuff Girls with them and I was like, "You know what? This show's pretty fucking good." So, I can imagine Dexter was Dexter's Laboratory was a fun show too. God, I guess that's a spoiler for one of the things that we're going to talk about today, but what one of the characters in one of the shows that we watched was like my mom caught me masturbating to the Powerpuff Girls. Like, that, is, that is weird. <laughs> oh yeah, that did happen in the thing that we watched. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that was like that was like when real life meets fiction for me. So All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's fucked up. That is a fucked up thing to say, Brian. Super yeah. fucked up. What, what are you going to do? Mojo Jojo was hot. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. And he was an adult, more importantly. (laughs) Thank you, Jake. (laughs) Saved by the Jaker. What what was kind of like, I don't know, this is a dumb question. What was like the age group that they like? 
tallied because it didn't seem like there was any like older ones. Like, uh, what was that movie or the show that everybody hated? The ending, St. Elmo's Fire or whatever? Or a lot of people didn't like it? Oh, you're talking about, uh, not St. Elmo's, that was a movie. You're talking uh, about St. Elsewhere? St. Elsewhere? St. Elsewhere. Or the one where it shows it that it's dream. like a, it was all a dream. That was Dallas, right? That was Dallas. So was Bob Newhart. So was Newhart. Yeah, yeah. That was a dream. That was a great ending, though. Yeah. My number one is uh, Enterprise. As worst? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. That, that series finale is fucking garbage. The 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 new or the Patrick Stewart one? No, the Scott Bakula no, no. series. Yeah, Scott Bakula. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never. I'm I, still bitter about the Lost Man. I that's. <laughs> It's just a basic misunderstanding. You voted the worst because you're too stupid to understand even what fucking happened. That's basically what happened there. Like, they went too highbrow for most of their audience. And then, so, oh, it's the worst. I don't understand it. I knew they were dead the whole time. Oh. Ah, spoilers, man. I, see, I've never it's seen. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never seen, I've never seen an episode. It was mm-hmm. one of those things that I thought I had set up on my TiVo. That's dating me. But I thought mm-hmm. I had it set up to record on TiVo and it didn't record. And after the first episode, I was like, fuck. I don't know. Well, I guess I can't watch I Lost. I'm not watching. Guess I'm not watching Lost. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, who's that pissing? Back in the day Some, when someone's pissing. Like- someone's either pissing or pouring. Uh-oh. Someone it was, was not me. I guess Neil. Neil, was that you pissing or pouring? I am no. doing neither. I heard pouring. Or... I heard it, too. It definitely sounded like... Oh, pouring. it was me pouring the water. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yes, we can hear you. There's got well, there's got to be there's got to be noises on the podcast, people. Yeah. There's just that's what happens. Yeah. So when, sorry. We, no, it's fine. When we record shit, noises get picked up. I don't think people understand that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to get a nickname like Shifted Tristan. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> Piss and Chris. Chris the piss. Chris the piss. Oh no. no. You did it to yourself, man. I did. (laughs) Guys, let's jump into Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Jake, I'm just going to throw this out there, okay? But it is, there's a possibility that I could be brought up as male actor of the year for the Tuppies. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, Jake. (laughs) I'm not asking for it. I'm just saying there is a chance. There is a chance. Are you allowed to nominate yourself? What are the, what's the ruling on that? Oh, fuck, man. Uh, let's, I'm gonna ask my number one. Neil, can I nominate myself for the Tuppies? No. Oh, fuck. All right, all right. Well, I can't do it. That's a, is that a conflict of interest, Neil? Yes, it is, Brian. Hmm. I thought thought you were really good, so you're definitely on my short list. (laughs) All right. Even if I get an honorable mention. 
It's like the Oscars. You got to do some campaigning first. That's true. I'm going to fucking every episode. <laughs> every. He already submitted his video to me. So he's <laughs> <on some> red <laughs> stuff. Oh, fuck. Jake, are you disqualified because we've had sex? <laughs> well, we had sex this year, and the movie was released and made last year. So I yeah. Think it, okay. it was that COVID stuff. We were like, no, dude, I do not want to. So we were like, let's, let's X, X nay on the sec, X say last year, right? Yeah, it was harder than quitting smoking. <laughs> All right. Mayor of Easttown, I just wanted to get everybody caught up on, um, <laughs> oh man, what an awkward conversation. Um, Mayor, Jake, are you still watching Mayor of Easttown? Yeah, it's appointment TV for me. I, I watch it the night it airs. I watch it. Uh, it, not, it airs on Sundays. I, I watch it the next day on HBO Max. And uh, I'm, yeah, I went from a high taste to an absolute Tupperware. This last episode just fucking blew me away. Chris, Neil, is this something that you guys are watching? Mayor of Easttown on HBO Max starring one Kate Winslet and Evan Peters? Um, second I have not. Oh. oh. I, uh, Chris, I thought you were going to start pouring something again before you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been very dramatic. I'm going to pour out my heart, man. <laughs> you guys are uh, not watching Mayor of Easttown? I am. I am. I'm watching it because of you guys. Oh, not. Thank you. Yeah. Neil, our opinions don't matter that much to him. So uh, thank you for watching Mayor of, <laughs> Mayor of East. What are you thinking, Chris? Um, it's, it is an absolute Tupperware, but it's a painful one after that last episode. Right. Yeah. Like that had that's probably like the thing that tore me up the most this week. It's mm. just like, no, <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to give spoilers. Or no, anything, not, I would not do not on this one. Yeah. I'm just really torn up about it. Yeah. Like, How many episodes do we have left, Jake? I think we're, it's going to the end of May. Episodes. So we got two, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought this episode, the newest episode, was the most feel-good episode of the series so far until that last ten minutes. Oh my uh, god, yeah. Which was very crazy. Like, yeah. it was just, things were like, everything was coming up Millhouse for Mayor for <laughs> yeah. the first like two-thirds of that episode. And yeah. it was like, oh, oh, okay. And then, wham! <laughs> yeah. Wow. And there's still, I, I mean, it's like, we got this taken care of in the story and there's still one more thing to tackle and it's just man this this show is neil you got to jump on this show dude yeah i've been contemplating it but i don't know i've been in a place mentally where i'm not really interested in seeing people suffer a whole bunch <laughs> i get that man and we'll talk about something later which i could only yeah, watch gosh. yeah i could I, i'm gonna let you guys know right now and you know what i'm talking about i could only watch one episode and it's Same. not it's not because of the creator and stuff like that and I, yeah yeah we'll talk about that later but man guys if you are not watching mayor of east town on uh on HBO Max, you're missing out on some great fucking television. Jake, Jake went to the theater again. This has been my Friday night tradition for the past four weeks. And I went and saw Fast and Furious, the fourth film in the franchise. This is the first of the Fast and Furious films that I've watched that I have never seen before. I want to go back like to 2009 when this came out. And here's the thing that I heard from everybody. Oh, it's not that good. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Um, so like I was thinking it was like it was uh, Tokyo Drift that got me off of the 
series and like going back and thinking it was just like no i guess i was just going off like the lack of buzz from this movie um that it just wasn't it wasn't great so i was just like why watch it why watch the 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 newest entry in the fast and furious franchise um it out of the out of the four that i've seen now this is my least favorite but it was nice seeing all the characters back together again Mm -hmm. i did enjoy that and um i know she comes back because i've seen her in trailers but like letty being dead i was just like holy shit what the fuck how does she come back what the fuck and it was cool like this was i guess it was like a prequel to tokyo drift so we got to see han hanging out with with vin diesel and uh there was a lot i did enjoy about it um i'll give it a high taste it but those first three i really loved and so next week is uh fast five yeah. really yeah which is I, most people consider to be the best of the the entire series well i can't yeah, i think it's my favorite I can't wait to see it. I, this has been, I am going to be, I'm going to be so upset when this is all over. Cause I, like, this is like my Friday night tradition is driving to the, uh, this particular theater and watching these Fast and Furious movies for the first time. The, this last one, these last few are going to be like the first time I've ever seen these movies. And man, I've really enjoyed doing this, man. But it's leading up to it's leading up to F nine, Jake, and I'm so excited for F nine to come out, man. This is gonna be, dude. This is a honestly, I'm kind of glad that I never did watch these movies in the past because this has been a really fun way to watch them. And I sit every week. I go to the same theater and I sit in seat F nine. No, yeah, I, I'm super jealous. Like, I wish I could brain wipe myself, especially of the like the last four or five, and see him again. Because wow, the best is yet to come for you. Like, you're getting ready to just go fucking full throttle into the best four movies of the franchise. And uh, yeah, I think Fast Nine is going to be my glorious return to the theater. I, I have not seen a movie in the theater since uh, Tenant, and I think Fast Nine is going to get me out of my fucking seat. Like, I, I cannot not see that movie. I have to see it right mm-hmm. away. You'll be you'll be fine. You've been you've been vaccinated. I think you're going to be just fine, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried anymore. It's just, it's just weird. It's something that I normally would do every week that I've barely done in the last year and a half. Yeah. So it'll just be an awkward return. I, I'm excited though. I, that's the way to do it. I didn't want to come back for some squirrely ass movie. I wanted to see like a big you know franchise temple. Yeah. Nobody wants to go back to the movies for a squirrely ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's been really weird going back to shows. Yeah. Um, oh, I people bet. there. And for a while, people were wearing masks at shows. And then after a while, it's just like, okay, I guess we're not doing that anymore. Uh, every time I fucking go to a Casey's, Jake, nobody's wearing a mask inside. No, no. I, I experience that every day, too. And the crazy part is the sign tells you you have to wear one, but yet no one working at the place is wearing one. Yeah. And what drives me crazy is like they've got it over the fucking mouth, but not over the nose. It's just like, oh yeah, that's the worst. It's like, yeah, I'm wearing a mask, but fuck you, kind of, you know. It's like, Hand diaper. <laughs> yeah, I see people that have it around their fucking neck, like they don't even have it over their mouth. Like they're just, it's like, oh, I'll strap it around my head, but that's as good as it's gonna get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were playing a show. Uh, it was actually in Illinois. I won't say the name of the, the venue, but nobody w- it was inside. No one was wearing masks. Absolutely not. This was just like the first weekend we were out. And one guy even came up on the stage and just got up in Elliot's face and was talking to her. I think like requesting a song. And just like, no, absolutely not. Um, 
So it's been weird. Ugh. Oh man, I want I want you you know that uh, that 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 movie Mask with Cher and Eric Stoltz. <laughs> I want the mask cut where they're all wearing masks over their face. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool, Jake? Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling not to make inappropriate jokes at this point. Oh. <laughs> Are you talking about how the kid is fucked up looking and he probably needs a mask over his face? <laughs> no, I was thinking that he would need, like, two masks to fit over that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because he's got, like, his head is huge. Yeah, he looks like an Maybe Easter. Three. He looks like an Easter Island fucking one of those statues on Easter Island, those heads. Oh, you're a good friend, Brian. That really made me feel less awkward about making distasteful jokes. I know. I know. <laughs> Very distasteful jokes as well. Yeah. Oh, man. Rocky Dennis. Rocky <laughs> Dennis. Now, I love that movie. Fuck it, man. That movie made me cry. See, oh, I, yeah. I'm making it jokes really about it. It emotionally affected me. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I was kind of obsessed with that movie as a kid. Like, you know, and then there wasn't – you couldn't get on the internet and shit. But, you know, I, I was looking up stories about him and the real – the. Dude, I don't know what's true and what's not with that, man. But I think it's a lot of fucking, a lot of it's phony and fake. A oh, lot it's embellished for yeah, sure. 100%. His mom just recently died a few years ago. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. She did, Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not know. That is weird, Brian. That is weird. <laughs> people, people live and die. That is weird, wild stuff. That is wild. <laughs> I, I did not know that. Um, what, Jake? You got no, stuff? no I, I got nothing. You want to say something else fucked up about somebody else that got like elephantitis <laughs> in the head? <laughs> you want to you want to make fun of the elephant man now? Huh? Oh. At least the elephant man's a fictional character. I am not an animal. I'm a human being. All right. <laughs> I never realized that was Eric Stoltz. Yeah, in the mask movie, that was Eric Stoltz. He was like, you know what? I'm not going to be in that Back to the Future thing. They don't want me. I'm gonna. Oh God! Can you imagine how long it took to put the fucking makeup on mm-hmm. him every day? I would have just been like, "Keep oh, this yeah, shit on." At least an hour or two, I bet. I would have just fucking the next fucking like four months of filming. I would just had that shit on permanently. I would. <laughs> I would have looked. I would have looked like. I would have looked like a human potato for the next four months. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no. Oh my god, we're getting canceled this episode, Jake. Yeah, it was bound to happen. Mm. Uh, Snake Eyes trailer. Snake Eyes, we finally got the Snake Eyes trailer. Um, that was a good transition, wasn't it, from what we were just talking about? <laughs> Perfect. Jake, that's years of podcasting there, dude. Yeah, effortless. Effortless. Like, everybody's forgotten about all the insensitive things that I just said, because like, now I'm talking about Snake Eyes. They're like, oh yeah, G.I. Joe. <laughs> Real American hero, right? He didn't have he didn't have a big fucked up head, did he? <laughs> we never knew it. He had a, he had a hey, mask on the whole time. Hey, wear a mask. <laughs> That's true. Snake eyes. Is, Snake eyes is always compliant with the rules, <laughs> <laughs> except in this movie because he doesn't have a fucking yeah. helmet. Yeah, <laughs> Snake. <laughs> No shit. No <laughs> shit. He's a real boomer this episode. Yeah, he is. An ancient <laughs> Japanese clan called the Arashikaj welcomes tenacious loner Snake Eyes after he saves the life of their heir apparent. Upon arrival in Japan, 
the Arashikaj teach him the ways of the Ninja Warrior while also providing him. Did you ever watch Ninja Warrior on G4, Jake? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, I, I loved watched it. it, and then I watched like the American spinoff, and oh, yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved how hard it was. I like it. It was like years before you saw anyone even complete the damn thing, dude. It was like I just saw like the one guy on Ninja Warrior that fucking like did it. You know when he fucking climbed Mount Midor- Mid- uh, what do they call it? Mount Midoriyama. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, man, that show was fuck. Did you ever watch that, Neil? Yeah. Did you that ever watch great. that, Chris? I didn't. Um, ah. I have been, been getting told the job I'm currently doing is working in crawl spaces, which sucks more than anything. Uh, uh, but the guy who's like my boss keeps on saying, well, you're no ninja warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He's no Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really trying to sell out as quickly as possible here, folks. Oh man! May twenty ninth. May twenty ninth. <laughs> Upon arrival in Japan, the Arashikats teach him the ways of the Ninja Warrior while also providing him something he's been longing for—a home. However, when secrets from Snake Eyes past are revealed, his honor and allegiance get tested, even if that means losing the trust of those closest to him. And so, uh, while training, he becomes yeah. This is like this is part of the story. While training, he becomes fast friends with fellow assassin Storm Shadow. Uh, played by Andrew Koji. Over time, that friendship turns into a bitter rivalry as certain secrets are revealed from Snake Eye's past that force him into conflict with the Arashikaj. Golding, the actor who's playing Snake Eyes, uh, says the Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow relationship will evolve throughout the film. And he says there's a beginning where they're brothers. There's a moment where they're sworn enemies. There's moments where they work together to fight an equal sort of enemy. This relationship never sort of ends and sort of, and sort of peeling, but he says sort of a lot. Jesus Christ. I'm sort of getting sick of saying sort of here, Golding. Um, this relationship never sort of ends and sort of peeling back those layers and discovering more. And that's the great thing again about the origin story is we get to see the basis and to see why it's so emotionally charged for both of these characters. And at one point it does turn. Uh, we've got a, we've got a cast here of, uh, uh, Andrew Koji as Storm Shadow, Henry Golding as Snake Eyes, Ursula Cobero as the Baroness, Samara Weaving as Scarlet, Haruka Abe as Akiko, Tahira Deer, uh, Hiro as Hira, uh, Tahihira as Kenta, excuse me, and Iko Uwes is playing Hard Master, which sounds very pornographic. <laughs> very Hard Master. Jake, I, have, you, have you ever watched a Hard Master video? Uh, a few times. I, you know, I went through my experimental phase when it came to videos. I, I'm more of a fan of Flaccid Apprentice, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you like to see the person, like, really work for it. So when it's like it's like Ninja Warrior when someone finally completes it. You're yeah. like, really excited. Yeah, I just want to see I, I just want to see somebody struggling and and sweating as they their floppy dick goes <laughs> <laughs> back and forth and then finally finally success me on this, by the way. success we did it i am now a hard master it will be the first time in the franchise that a film will focus on one of the fan favorite characters instead of portraying a whole team of characters based on the popular gi joe toy line it's directed by robert schwentke he directed red and r.i.p.d did you guys watch red 
I saw the first one. I never saw the sequel. I never saw the sequel. I never got to hear Neil there because he was trying to talk over Jake. Uh, I said my mom loves that movie. Oh, is she, your mom a big fan of Helen Mirren? <laughs> um, <laughs> sure, yeah. And Helen Mirren just seems like a mom choice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mom Helen see Mirren's Helen Mirren's amazing. in this new movie, they're like, oh yeah, Helen Mirren. <laughs> you know, mom's wearing her mom jeans, getting all excited about Helen Mirren. Down some Metamucil or whatever the fuck. I don't know what. It'll... <laughs> I don't know what moms are doing. She just some fucking Martha Stewart thing she did. She made some fucking like Thanksgiving decoration. That Martha Stewart. I don't know what moms do. What do you? What do moms do, Jake? Oh, in the porn videos, what do moms they moms do. Yeah, moms in the porn videos do young boys. They use they do like oh, the yeah, teenage yeah. It's boys. It's usually like they're like son-in-laws. Yeah, they're related to him. Not not even directly related to him. Some yeah, like a son-in-law. Yeah, or like a son's marriage. friend. Yeah, like she's like, oh, the the washer won't work, and and like, he's looking at it, and then she's like, you have a penis, and, you know, and they fuck. <laughs> yeah. Someone's always like, we shouldn't be doing this, but we have to. Uh huh. That's hot. <laughs> That's fucking hot, Jake. Thank you, dude. That's like that's like that's forbidden fruit, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's taboo loving, Neil. Yes, it is. Lots of uh, stepbrothers and sisters getting in on that action too. That's true. That's very true. What did you guys think of the trailer, Jake? I mean, I'm not. I wasn't too hot for this origin story of Snake Eyes. I'll give my thoughts here in a moment. But what did you think about the trailer? Yeah, I think I was a little bit warmer on the idea of the movie than you were, but I think this trailer was dog shit. I'm going to give it a toss it. I, it was only a minute long trailer. And when you see something like that, you expect it just to be 60, you know, seconds that are just really going to sell you on why you have to see this movie. You know, just maybe some of the hottest action scenes or just a plot point that you didn't see coming that just is really like hooks you in and makes you, this is a must see. But I thought for a minute long trailer, it was mostly boring. And I really didn't see anything that had me going, well, I got to get to the theater to see G.I. Joe Origins Snake Eyes. I, I'm way more down on this movie after seeing this trailer than I was before. Do you hear me pouring something? No. Oh, wow, man. That's crazy. I was pouring a drink. I was like, guys are going to call me out. <laughs> <laughs> hey Chris, pour, what do you... pour one out for Snake Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking about while watching it with the, uh, I think it was last week's guest, Bill. Yeah, Bill. He was saying he, he's a bit younger than you guys, and I was, I kind of have was having that experience of because you guys are about the same age as my brother, so I usually like, oh fucking love Transformers, like nineteen eighty four Transformers nineteen eighty four is my favorite film, but. I guess he just wasn't as much into GI Joe, so not to not to not to cut you off here, but the the sorry. series started in '84, the movie came out in '86. Ah, I'm sorry, sorry. I just go sorry. ahead. Yeah, I don't know, Jake. Uh, that was kind of a dick move of me, wasn't it? It's okay. I should know better. It's no, it wasn't film. so bad. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm kind of just flexing my geek. I, I, I was flexing my geek me. muscle there, Jake. I want you to correct me, Brian. It's okay. Um. Um. So I just I wasn't. Like uh, it's this is cool. Um, I was surprised that J- Jake gave it a, a toss it because I usually agree with it. But I'd say a taste it, I guess. Um, 
Uh, it didn't look too bad. I think I got a little bit of a rabbit hole where they started. There was like the post trailer things, and they brought in like Larry Hamas and saying like the backstory. It's it's like an actual origin story. Origin story, and it's talking about like it's going to show how he loses his voice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fine. That's a, that's a story some of our listeners are waiting for with me, Jake. How I lose my voice, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the PCL detractors that don't like me. Man, wait, where's that? Where, where's that moment where Brian loses his voice? Yeah, let me know what episode that is. I'll tune back in. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Oh. Hey, Neil, what'd you think about the uh, Snake Eyes trailer? Um, it looked like a generic ninja movie to me. I, I don't have a ton of experience with GI Joe. I didn't watch the cartoon or read the comics or anything. I didn't even have the toys when I was a kid. So I have no connection to the franchise whatsoever, and this didn't even look like it was connected to the franchise. It just looked like there was some generic action ninja stuff, and which is fine. I mean, it looked kind of like some of the action stuff looked kind of cool. I'll give it a low taste, because it, it didn't make me any more interested in seeing the movie, because I'm not... At all. Toss this shit, Neil. What, what, what's with the pussy low taste it garbage? <laughs> because I don't care enough to taste toss it. <laughs> I, I guess with that logic, I'll toss it too, just because I won't go see it. <laughs> Come on. I have eight bad things to say about this, but I'm going to give it a low taste. <laughs> he said. He said. He said it looked. It looked like a like a just a just a like a you know fine yeah. ninja movie. A yeah, generic action, movie. But some of the action stuff did look kind of cool. I mean, it looked like it was well choreographed. So I, I have to give it at least something. Yeah. God, Jake. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Neil's not going to want to come back if you keep treating him like this, Jake. <laughs> oh, he'll be back. <laughs> Believe me, Jake has abused me way worse than this. <laughs> I, uh... I don't know. I I don't this I mean I think this movie would be fine if it wasn't called Snake Eyes. I don't need this origin story. I I'm still standing firm to that. Like I don't need an origin story for this at all. I it's kind of And I don't know what they did with if I'm sure they've probably done an origin story with him in the comics and I don't know. And but as far as I've ever seen like Dude, he was just fucking this badass in a fucking mask, and he didn't talk and shit. And he had a dog that hung out with him, and he was fucking one of the coolest, most mysterious characters in in the in the uh, GI Joe, you know, universe. And I, I don't need this. I thought I thought the trailer was kind of like it didn't blow me away. I thought the action looks fine, but man, I there was nothing in the trailer that was just screaming to me like, oh my god, I can't wait. And I think it maybe the movie might be better once we get it i mean they do have some legit talent involved in this fucking eco uas playing hard master you know i mean (laughs) they've got no they've got some legit talent in this movie man but like the trailer did nothing to really get me like super excited it's not anything that i feel like i haven't seen in any other kind of like ninja movie so I I will give it the lowest of taste that's to be quite honest with you because it just did it did enough to where it's like yeah I'm going to go see this movie cuz I'm curious 
You know, I mean, that scene with them, you know, bouncing back and forth on like the, the two trucks or whatever, the semis or whatever, like that was kind of cool. I was like, okay, it's going to have some, some action here, but I don't think that they showcase the action in a way or the, even the story in a way that got me excited to watch this movie. No, it was a real fail as far as just getting people pumped up. I thought, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, but I have seen a lot of people get excited for this, so I, I don't know what they saw that I missed. Um, I think you're just fueled by nostalgia. I think that's some people, you could have shown them anything. It could have been literal snake eyes for 60 seconds and they'd have been like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, they could have fucking, they could have, they could have showed that Nicolas Cage movie Snake Eyes from like 1998. Oh, it's a good Brian De Palma flick. It is a great fucking movie, dude. I love that movie. Nicolas Cage had some great movies in the late 90s, man. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah, his career is almost a case study where he was just in <laughs> such highbrow shit and then just blam. Yeah. Golding, Henry Golding spoke with Collider about the new film and talked about the movie's quite different tone to its predecessors. He says, it's not a superhero film. People need to understand that these characters, the G.I. Joe universe, are normal people with extraordinary skills and who have dedicated their lives to it. So even the action is so much more grounded in reality. And somebody explained it fantastically. They're like, it felt like a Mission Impossible movie, sort of the expanse and the largeness of it all. And the world that we're filming in, especially Japan, it feels so kind of grounded and like we're being sucked into a reality. That's really, really not hard to believe. So they're taking a more kind of, I guess, grounded approach when it comes to this G.I. Joe uh, origin story for Snake Eyes. Um, that's cool, man. I, I, You know, and they've got some legitimate stars and some legitimate martial artists behind this. I'm definitely going to give this one a watch. But the trailer itself just really did nothing to kind of like get me like, you know, rushing to like, you know, fucking reserve that that IMAX ticket, you know? So, yeah, that's where I'm at exactly with it. Like the movie could be a Tupperware for all. I yeah, know. exactly. But, but before seeing the trailer, I actually had a, a tingle of excitement and the trailer kind of sapped that out of me. So I, I just had to toss it because it, it just one eighty my emotions for this movie. I was like, yeah. went from caring to completely not caring. Did you guys, I, we didn't talk about it last week. Cause I didn't think that there's really a lot to talk about, but like, did Jake? Did you watch the Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer? I did. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. It didn't do. It wasn't a very good trailer either. I'm still very excited to see this movie. I will give that trailer a low taste. It. Um, none of the none of the laughs. It was very laugh heavy, but none of the laughs really hit me very well. But I'm just excited to see another 90 minutes to two hours of the Venom brand of kind of schlockiness. Yeah. Like, I, I think it could be just as fun as the first one again. Um, they definitely made um, Woody Harrelson look a lot better in this than 100%. the clown bullshit they had going on in the post-credit Venom scene. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah, he looked like he looked like Sideshow Bob. Um. Yeah. When I saw this trailer announced on Twitter, I couldn't have clicked it fast enough because I wanted to see it so bad. And then I was a little bit let down. What, Neil, did you see it? I did. What would you think? Um, I, yeah, I'm right there with Jake on a lot of that stuff, uh, especially Woody Harrelson looking better. Uh, that that hair, man. Oh, but yeah, it didn't really click with me on a on a humor level all that much. And 
I think a lot of that has to do with the, the funny stuff in the first Venom was all was very contextual, and and, and when it, when you just get shown Im- images or little snippets of it, you can't really it doesn't resonate as much. So I, I'm I'm at like a taste it, I guess. It didn't change my opinion on how excited I am about the movie. Yeah, Chris, did you see it? Yeah, yeah. What'd I think, think I'm just gonna echo everybody. Just. Oh, that's um, boring. God damn it. Yeah, so, <laughs> I was Jake, like, before we recorded, like, off air, I was like, man, I hope Chris brings something new to the podcast. And Oh, no. I, mean, I feel like... I'm, like... I'm like Michelle Rodriguez. I'm not bringing anything new to the table. I mean... <laughs> I don't know, Jake. Um, I don't know. Oh, is Chris... Well, let... Chris is still talking. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. What? Okay, Chris, what? what? You just uh, I mean... agree with a lot of what we're saying, right? I think I would actually give it a high taste just because I do have, for some reason, strange, fond memories of the first one, even though I knew it was it was kind of just not a great film, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's like, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll go see it just because it's Marvel. Um, I, I wish Carnage looked a little bit different than just the last uh, villain from the same one, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Was it too early to show Carnage, Jake? Or do you think, like, since the, the fucking title of the movie that it was kind of necessary? Yeah, I think it was kind of necessary. And I, I don't think they really, like, gave us the best look at it. Like, you've seen in, like, freeze frames and brightened up stuff a better look at it than you really see in the trailer. I, I think they're definitely holding a lot back. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're definitely leaning into, like, the... You know, like the comedy from the first one. Because um, going in, we didn't know, I didn't know it was going to be as funny as it was that they're going to take like this comedic approach to it. Now that we know that that's what they did, like they really lean into that in this trailer. And I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. So we'll, I guess we'll see when the movie comes out. You know, it was fine. It was a fine trailer. I wish they'd call it Maximum Carnage, like that awesome video game from the 90s. Jake, I know you hate that. Would that would be a better name. You like that? Yeah. You like it, Jake? It's, I mean, when when the thing you're comparing it to is Let There Be Carnage, yes, I like it better. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's a great, it's a great <laughs> name, but it's elevated by the name they chose. I think that the title is very consensual, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Mm. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. I watched, uh, this is something I didn't tell you guys to watch. It was on, it was on Canopy. I watched it on Canopy, but it's also on Amazon Prime. So if you want to watch it there, you can. It's called a movie from 2016. And maybe one of you guys have seen it. I doubt it. It's called Some Freaks. No. I didn't nope. think so. It's a, it's a charming romance develops between a boy with one eye and an overweight girl, though when she loses her weight after going to college, their relationship is tested in devastating ways they never dreamed would happen. It's written and directed by Ian McAllister McDonald and uh, stars Thomas Mann, Marin Ireland, and Lily Mae Harrington. And I'm not going to get into this one too much. I, oh my God, there's part, there's like, Parts of this movie I absolutely love, but like, there's some despicable characters in this movie. It's really, really interesting. You see like this really kind of sweet romance kind of like happen between, you know, this, this kid, this boy, he's got one eye, some sort of an accident happened. They never get into like what the accident was. And then this girl at the school 
who's like a little overweight and and um but she's got a, such a such an awesome and she's I think she's very pretty and she's just got an awesome personality and they really hit it off and then she goes away to college and she wants him to come and you know live with her there and while she's gone she's doing something that she thinks that she would want him, that that she thinks he would want and she starts to to lose weight she dyes her hair blonde and what happens is she starts to attract the attention of you know some kind of like the wrong people and there's like this one guy who she went to high school with and he was like one of the popular guys and shit like that and he starts to he starts to like like He's never been introspective. Like he's had everything handed to him because he's a good looking guy and he's never really had to be introspective. He's just very, you know, I don't know, just never really not a deep person, very shallow. And he starts to like see that in his life and he hates it. And so he's like, so he's like, there's like, and they don't really say it in the movie, but you can see that he's trying to like, find someone who's a little bit more interesting and deep and he puts this he sets his sights on on this girl and um and it starts to come in between the the two the boy and the girl that had this relationship but um i don't want to spoil too much about this if people want to watch it because you can watch it on amazon prime but um Man, I just, I, I, it was a movie that was, it was hard to watch at times because you see two people that I think really do care about each other and then just things start to change. And the one boy is like worried about her, you know, he, he doesn't want her to be this other type of person. He sees a change in their relationship and he's worried about losing her. And it's a, it's, a, it's a hard watch at times, but man, I, I really, I really like this one. I, I give it a Tupperware. I, um, I, th- I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic movie. And I, I don't know. I was just flipping through canopy and I saw, I saw it and I saw the poster. It looked interesting and I read about it and I was just like, holy shit. I, you know, what caught my attention was the boy with one eye. And I was like, whoa, okay, let's check this out. I don't want, I don't watch too many movies like this and too many, there's not too many romance movies like that. It's all fucking like all these romance movies are fucking like, you know, here's Ashton Kutcher with, you know, both have, his eyes. Yeah, both of his eyeballs. <laughs> his, his two-eyed Ashton Kutcher fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, man, this is a romance. This is a romance about, you know, two people that are different. And man, it's, it's fucked up because they really care about each other. And then like later on, I mean, there's this, dude, there's this fucking scene where she, um, where she says, you know what? She's like, I, I'm, after I lose this weight, I'm going to be beautiful and you're still going to be deformed. You're going to have one eye. You're still going to be, it's like, it's like, what, like, and it fucking like, it tore me up. I'm just like, oh my God. Well, oh, for him to hear that. And I mean, he did something super fucked up. Don't get me wrong, but man, um, yeah, check this out. It's on Amazon Prime Video. It's called Some Freaks. I don't know if I sold you guys on this one at all. <laughs> oh no, you totally did. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend is always wanting to watch romance stuff and she'll choose something and then I fall asleep and she'll get pissed at me. So, there's something like we could come together on. There you go. There you go. Yeah, watch this one, man. It's, it's not your traditional yeah. rom-com or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of fucking, you know, Catherine Heigl bullshit or whatever the fuck she's doing. 
So <laughs> this is different, man. It's it's deeper. It's it's got a message. It's really good. Uh, we all watched. I think we all watched the Underground Railroad. Did you watch it, Jake? I don't remember. No, I did not get to see this. Neil, Chris, did you get a chance to see this? I did. Neil. Yeah, this is the one I we were talking about earlier. Yeah, right? yeah, this is a hundred percent the one that I could only watch the first episode of. And here's the thing: Same. it comes from it comes from a creator that I absolutely love. Moonlight was my number one movie, and this comes from Barry Jenkins. Oh, okay. I love Barry Jenkins. I think he's a fucking yeah. fan, fantastic director. I think he's phenomenal. He's got a vision. He's got a voice, and I love this dude. He did If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, the Underground Railroad, uh, this is a historical drama. It's a limited series created and directed by Barry Jenkins. It's based on the novel of the same name by Colson Whitehead, uh, a fictional story of people attempting an escape from slavery in the southern United States in the 1800s, utilizing a key plot element employing the literary style of magic realism. In reality, the Underground Railroad was a network of abolitionists hidden routes and safe houses that helped enslaved African-Americans escape to freedom in the early to mid-1800s. In the novel, in the series, it is an actual railroad complete with engineers, conductors, tracks, and tunnels. Cora, a slave in Georgia, joins newcomer Caesar to ride the subterranean train to freedom. This one stars uh, Thuso Mibidu as Cora, Randall Chase W. Dillon as Homer, and Joel Edgerton as Arnold Ridgway, a slave catcher. And, um, I mean, this is, this is very good. I'm not gonna lie, but my god, it is fucking torturous to watch. It's torturous to watch. And I couldn't watch more than one ep- one episode, and I was, what I was doing here, because there's only so much of the torture that I can watch, and I've watched all of Roots. I've watched all the the original series i've watched you know all the the different uh root series that came out after like the the spin-offs or whatever like roots the next generation i've watched them all but this is like there's something like in the first episode a man gets like um oh fuck yeah whipped uh, damn he gets whipped and then and then set on fire and i was just like holy shit i i mean like you know i you know i can watch uh uh, Django Unchained, um, but I'm I'm there for two two and a half hours. This is like a whole fucking like you know eight to ten episode series, and I don't know if I can continue. As much as I love Barry Jenkins, and as amazing as I thought that this first episode was, it was a really really hard watch for me. Go ahead. Uh, did you get the uh, what's coming in the season? Thing? I did, and I turned it off halfway through that. So okay, so it looks like there's going to be less of that brutality going forward. Yeah, which makes it so I think I'm going to try episode two. Okay, <laughs> but but yeah, this one was really hard to get through. I mean, it, it's it's unflinchingly brutal. Um, just the, the, especially like the first. Fuck seven eighths of the of the first episode is just so fucking hard. Yeah, um, I mean it's super important to tell this story and, and to show just how bad these conditions were. Um, it's incredibly compelling. I mean the cast is is phenomenal. I really like the guy who played Caesar um, a lot. I thought he w- he did a great job as, 
as well as you know everybody else in it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I did like seeing or hearing uh, bombs over Baghdad during the end credits. Dude, oh, that's uh, all I've been listening to the last two days. <laughs> I was, yeah. I'm not even kidding you, dude. I was fucking jamming to that shit the last two days. I was just like, holy shit, how can? Why have I forgotten how amazing Out- Outcast was? So good. Fucking so, so good. good. <laughs> so good. But yeah, I mean, I'll Tupperware this first episode just because of the quality of the production value, the, the the acting, the writing, the directing, everything. It's all there. It's just it's so hard to watch. It is. And yeah. I, I, I am gonna. I mean, I am gonna try the second episode uh, because it does look like it's not gonna be as torture specific, right? Uh, or centered. So, it, but one, yeah, it took me a couple of tries to get through this first one. Uh, you know, I, 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 like that, that that scene of the whipping and the burning. Just, I, I started just fucking bawling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, man, that, that was powerful shit. And it, it, yeah, it's it's just so hard to get through, but it's very important. It's very very well done. It's fucked up when one's fucking when 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 one fucking plantation owner dies and he's a shithead. <laughs> when he and he's a shithead, but his brother's an even bigger fucking shithead. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I, yeah, you let me know how you feel about that second episode, <laughs> okay. man. I'll give you a heads up if it's, if it's safe to watch. Cause honestly, dude, it, it, seriously, this is what it came down to. It was like, fuck man. I, Cause I love Barry Jenkins. Moonlight was my fucking top movie of that year. I fucking love Moonlight. I thought it was incredible. And here's the thing. It's like, you know, I love, I love watching his stuff. But man, oh my god, this was just so rough and I I was I was like if <laughs> if if it just continues to go down this same path, I I I don't know how much more of this I can watch. This it's just not enjoyable. You know? Yeah. And uh <laughs> Chris, what did you think about the I'm going to give it a Tupperware as well. I'm going to give it a Tupperware as well. I think the performances were amazing. I think, I think that this is, uh, um, you know, I've never read the novel, but I think like, you know, what Barry Jenkins is like, this is super fucking high quality and just like the casting, like for as shitty as the fucking plantation owner is like the guy that they cast is just like (laughs) so good at being, I did have uh, a weird random thought when I was watching it. Doesn't he look like Chris Pratt? <laughs> yeah, he does. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, there were so many white people saying the N-word, I had to look up to make sure Quentin Tarantino wasn't one of the writers. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just because Samuel Jackson said you could say it doesn't mean you have to fucking use it 800 times in a movie, Quentin. <laughs> I know. Yeah, oh. Jesus. What do you think, Chris? Um, yeah, I'm not going to articulate myself very well, probably. Um, then we won't. But, we won't hear from I, you, Chris. Um, I mean, uh, this is like these suggestions are a big reason why I listen to PCL. Mm-hmm. Like, this is to me a, a literary masterpiece, and I really want to read the book now. Um, uh, what did I, I had notes? Um, yeah, it's I, it's an unbelievably tough watch, but it's like. It's my girlfriend and I's, like, new show, like, with Murder Dirter, which, like, we were talking about, that's a tough watch, but this is, like, to the nines yeah. tough watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... How many it, episodes are you through? 
I I got to the third episode and okay. I, I I was like I was just I was trying to impress you guys and I, I got I, I was I was on the Benadryl and I got to third episode and I kind of fell asleep halfway through but then I woke up and I saw the ending and I and it just like it's it's it does stay tough man wow um, the second episode is not I mean it's just it's all I don't really want to give any spoilers but it's just cre- it goes to creepy like um. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Peel. Um, like, uh, like uh, get Peele? out. Jordan Peel. Like, yeah, Jordan Peel. Um, uh, levels. But I mean, I thought it was it was like it was just a cool find because like I uh got got really into magic realism stuff. Um, uh, back like when I was like out of college and stuff like that, and. A lot of those are just super tough. Like if you read like Hundred Years of Solitude and what happened in Colombia and uh, Master Margarita uh, for for the Soviet Union and just that cool thing of just everything is so fucked up in this reality. Yeah, you you have to introduce magic to make any sense of it because it's so horrible. And like I was I was trying to read an article saying it's like yeah it's brutal but it, like it does it's not like horror porn or anything it's not saw it's just like this is the reality and like one a quote i think i took is like especially with magic realism because it's really hard to describe anything like satanic verses by salman rushdie or the plots or anything um but like you can't really articulate it, you feel it and like that's like really felt and like i i, I like my girlfriend and i are gonna trudge through it because i think it's just something you have to experience it's like american yeah. history x i hate saying i hate saying like this is something that's hard for me to watch because i do love the 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 guy involved in this neil i think i think what i'm gonna do is maybe like i know they dropped it all on amazon um maybe i maybe i'll just watch one episode a week i'll treat this as like an hbo series you know yeah i'm, I'm kind of there with you on that you know, as I said, it took me a couple of tries to get through the first episode, you know, having to stop when certain things are happening that yeah. make me really upset. But, yeah, I, I, it's definitely not super bingeable, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. It's definitely not super bingeable. This is one of those that, <laughs> that, uh, I, I was the same, I'm in this, I'm the same camp as you, Neil. I had to, I had to stop it. I had to break this one up. You know what I mean? This is like, I had to break this up into a couple, you know, two parts where I watched a little bit and then I stopped, came back and I finished it. And then, yeah. and then after that, it was kind of like a, <laughs> like a moment where it was like, dude, are you going to watch more of this this week <laughs> for the show? Or are you just going to watch, like, are you going to watch some, <laughs> you going to watch some more Modoc? Like what, like what the fuck? That, that was my exact same. <laughs> decision i had this morning it's like do i want to watch the next one or do i want to go back and watch a little more modok no, i'm gonna go watch some more modok yeah i get it i get it man yeah no chris man it's good yeah. to hear that this the, the, that you're hooked on the series i i, I think yeah. i think that i think there will be some huge payoff uh if we continue to watch the series though neil yeah i think it's really important i think it's especially coming for i mean a lot of people don't like to call Texas the South. Texas is Texas, but I'm from East Texas, which is right on the border of Louisiana. And like, you know, just knowing that this is this is not sugarcoating anything. I I, I experience like even here in Nashville, people who will still regularly use the N word, um, and and just all this denial and like the denial of like the importance of Black Lives Matter, 
like like you just I don't know I don't know this is probably the improper thing to say but like you almost want to clock or what well, clockwork orange some of these people and like like you need to see this and stop saying your bullshit of like it's part of your heritage and your pride. Fuck you. This is also yeah. part of your heritage, you son of yes. a bitch. Yeah. And it's it's part of you know, it's 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 and to deny it is just like like um um I feel like a big problem with where I come from and like why the uh uh things that way are they are is just like rabid poverty and just like no progress on anything. It's like, you know, you have that Frederick Douglass quote, quote, I think it's Frederick Douglass, like, when one man chains himself, or one man chains another man, he chains himself. It's like, like, America's not original sin, but our, like, arguably, like, you know, deepest, deepest sin and just an inability to recognize it and, and ask forgiveness is, I'm getting a little teary eyed, I'm sorry, is, uh, it just keeps us from moving forward and 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 being able to do anything as a country because we can't get over it and yeah like like i i got i was very privileged to live that uh, elliot and i met in berlin germany and like that's the thing that you notice like when you're walking around in berlin you'll come to a house that has a like a gold stone in that like you'll say like this jewish person's name and that that, that was their house and this is where they died wow you know yeah and like we just don't do it like i think we have, have finally got like a, a museum dedicated to slavery slavery in dc like just a couple of years ago so i think it's important i'm yeah. getting teary-eyed this is crazy no and i i yeah it's, it's one thing that it's like we try to we try to just like uh sweep it under the rug like it you know like it never happened and and um you know like there was a there uh, part of watchmen that was like one of the biggest things mm-hmm. of that new that that yep. watchman show is like you know, the, it starts off, and 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 I like I had never heard of like that event that happened in Oklahoma before. Tulsa, the Tulsa Wall Street. I had never heard of that. That's nothing same, that is, same. That's nothing that's taught. It might be taught in certain universities, but it's nothing that's taught in uh, in grade school or in high school. And uh, uh, yeah, or Ellis uh, Ellis, the kid from Chicago in the other HBO show. I always forget the name of. The science fiction writer, um, Lovecraft uh, Country. Lovecraft Country. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, they talk about the kid, and he was down in Mississippi, and the woman claimed that he had yelled at her or something. I mean, like if you go in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, there's a great. Uh, did you guys watch the movie um, uh, Just Mercy? Oh yeah, that's a fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan. They, yeah, they have the Brian Peterson, I think is his name, the author of that book, and he's a lawyer, and he actually got all those people off the throw, or he tries to. Yeah. Um, they have a center down there in Montgomery, Alabama, and it's it's brutal. Like like I was going and seeing how many black people were just killed randomly for stupid shit, like you know, talk to a, a white woman inappropriately, and so they hanged them. Mm. Uh, and and like they have all these slabs just hanging everywhere, and it'll say these people died on this date. And like seeing the county I'm from, and it's called Anderson County, and like there was a massacre in 19, 1911, and it was just heartbreaking. So it's just it's it's a cool thing. Uh, I'm 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 I'm. It's not a cool thing, but it's no, it, it's it, it. These stories need to be told, and the, and these stories can hopefully bring about change in in our hearts, and that's what that's what people need. And, um, don't, don't let people, um, 
that's uh, that's a fucked up thing is I have been around certain people and I've heard certain things from certain people and I think that's when our integrity that's when you that's when you need to that's when when people say something that just doesn't sit right with you you need yeah. to stand up and you need to say something and yeah. I've found that out in my life over the past I'd say over the past 5 years where I've been alone with certain people and they've said certain things and I'm like, no, I'm not going to let that stand. And I could, I could give you examples, um, within just the past four years, three to four different examples of people, not only close to me, but people I don't know that well saying certain things and I have had to set them straight. And, uh, not, 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 maybe I didn't change their mind, but they sure as fuck know that they can't say those kind of things around me. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's, I think that's where, you know. Yeah, I've got to get better at that. Do it. Stand up. Stand up, man. Stand up. Yeah. Let people know. And uh, it's good that you recognize it, but let 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 people know, man. I've let people know that are close to me. Um, people so close to me, I'm ashamed sometimes, and mm-hmm. uh, I I I fucking let them have it. I let them hear it. Um, I've had a guy within the past few years. Uh, I, 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 I was doing a job for him and I, I kind of fucked up and, uh, he said, you know, well, you got to take care of your own. And he's talking about white people. And I fucking, mm. I, 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 I said, I said that th- I can't believe that you're even saying this to me right now. I can't believe I'm hearing this. And I had to walk away, you yeah. know, and I could have lost my job. I didn't care. Yeah. Um, I've also heard somebody say, why isn't there, you know, oh, there's a, there's Black History Month. Why isn't there White History Month? And I've, you know, shit like that. And I've, oh my God. I fucking, well, the rest of the months are White History Months, you asshole. Well, <laughs> I, you know, the same, same person said something about yeah. BET and white entertainment television. And I, I just mm. fucking, I went. And I think that, like, you, you know, let's, Ah, this is getting too deep. I got, we got to get, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, I usually don't go down these, these, you know, these conversations. It's it's the highest of Tupperwares. Like you can't get better than that. It is a Tupperware, but man, uh, I think Neil, I think it's going to be like a once a week thing for me, man, getting back on this one. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those ones that like, I'm, it's so compelling I mean, the writing, the directing, the, the acting, everything is so compelling. The story, obviously, uh, but it's just so hard to experience these things with, with uh, you know, in the confines of your own home. When yeah, yeah. we're all struggling too, yeah. you know. So it, it's a lot of times it's really difficult to get the right headspace, uh, especially now to to watch something that is so hard. Um, I think when people are more comfortable, it's it's a little easier to watch this stuff, maybe. But it, it's still, man, you really have to go to some dark places, and you have to really really reevaluate how you think about things a lot of the time, and that's hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, solos. Uh, let's see. You know what? Let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We'll talk about solos on Amazon Prime. I, my sister's dogs. I got my sister's dogs here. Dude, timing. My cat is attacking me for his food. Yeah, <laughs> these these guys definitely. I think they want to go outside. I think they want a little attention. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come okay. back and we'll talk about solos on Amazon. Okay. 
I sound like Morgan Freeman. I bet most of you do some online shopping with Amazon. It's just so easy. I myself logged in today to buy adult diapers. No, I'm not embarrassed. I have zero shame. And I really don't give a fuck what you think. I'm at that age. You'll get here too one day. And don't think that you won't, you naive asshat. One day you too will be just like Jamie Lee Curtis and shitting your body weight in Dan and yogurt. And the next thing you know, you'll be on Amazon ordering adult diapers saying, holy shit. That freckled face fucker was right. Anyway, the whole point of this is to tell you that popcultureleftovers.com has an Amazon shopping link. What that means is when you click on the link from their website, it helps the show. It doesn't charge you extra at all. You just shop like you regularly would, and Amazon takes care of the rest. It's easy and convenient, just like these diapers. I literally blew up this diaper while recording this ad. Hashtag truth. All right. Hey, we're back. That's what happens on this show, Jake. We come away, then we come back. Yeah, it's it's been a running bit that we've done since the beginning. I know. people. I, do you think people get it now? <laughs> yeah, I think they get it. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I just say I love your bumpers? Uh... Is that weird to say? A little bit. Neil, is that consensual? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you want him to love him? Uh, it's fine, I suppose. <laughs> the Morgan Freeman one never gets old. <laughs> the guy, when I, the, the Morgan Freeman one, I sent the guy the script and there's a point where he laughs about. Yes, that's the best part. He, well, he, he recorded it twice. He's like, that is a natural laugh. Mm-hmm. He sent me, he sent me an, he sent me a message back saying that he laughed when he read it the first time because it actually struck him as funny. So he, he laughed <laughs> and he said, you know, I've recorded it twice, one with the laugh and one without the laugh. And I was like, oh my God, I'm keeping the laugh in. I made this fucking guy break. I made this guy break character (laughs) with my fucking script. Yeah, all all these scripts. um, Everything except for the theme song. The theme song is inspired by stuff that I told them to to say Mm -hmm. and sing and write. Also great. It's also amazing. Oh, the theme song's incredible. But yeah, yeah, Scott from Love You to Death did a great job with that. But... um, yeah, all the all the bumpers and stuff are, are are scripts that I've written and sent to people, and man, some people have just done a great job with them. There's, I See, think. Oh, sorry. go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, just like I remember you saying, I forgot. I got to do a couple things. I got to give a shout out to Kevin Shanks because without him, I would not have known that you guys had even talked about the music video. Like I had, I missed it somehow because I was out of the side of the car. But, like, you talk about, like, oh, I have no talent or whatever. You guys are super fucking talented. Like, your, like, comedic timing. Like, I am nervous as fuck doing this right now. <laughs> uh, just, like, having something interesting to say. Your your guys' dedication to watching all these things. And, like, I really, I as I said earlier, you guys are about the same age as my brother. So I kind of like, oh, my brother would totally have been hanging out with you guys at Arby's eating Big Montana's. Um, shaving, and, like, her, trushy, shaving her trushy. pubes in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like, 
I like really rely on, upon you guys and your opinions and how well you articulate um, in a very um, I can't I, I say like just like a very um, easy grasping way to 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 see why like this would be good and it's not this highbrow critic stuff that you usually get subjected to like I I told Jake earlier I, like everybody and their mom I found you guys on the Avengers Infinity War thing and just how passionate you guys are about it. And all the other ones, because I was obsessed with that movie, just like, everybody was just like, ah, just kind of going through the motions. And you guys, on every single thing, you just give your whole heart to it. So, like, you guys have no business saying that you're not talented. I suppose. You know... <laughs> <laughs> we shall continue to say it. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jake, we're just fans of this shit, man. We're just yeah. fans of this shit. And I am who I am, and Jake is who he is, and I want our personalities to come out. I want people to get to know the real me. I don't try to sugarcoat who the fuck I am, and Jake doesn't try to sugarcoat who the fuck he is. And it just comes out. And if people get it, they get it. And if they don't get it, then we hear about it in the iTunes reviews. And that's, you know, that's, that's the bottom, that's the bottom line. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we're fans of this shit. We have been, you know, there's been times in my life where I wasn't watching all this shit, but I've come back and I, you know, this is, this is the shit that I'm passionate about, you know, and like my, my family doesn't get it. My, 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 my parents don't understand this shit. My love for this shit. My dad kind of does because my dad is the, one who got me into all a, a lot of this stuff, you know, like my love for like certain like science fiction and and action movies, and you know, growing up watching like the Conan the Barbarian movies mm-hmm. and all you know the science fiction stuff. My love for Planet of the Apes and stuff. It all comes mm-hmm. from my dad. Uh, me, and my, but my mom, my mom is not a science fiction person at all. So, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, we're just fans, Jake. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, and. Me and you became friends over this shit, and it took it took a while, dude. It took a while, but man, we're we're like the best of friends. Yeah, you guys argued over oh, yeah. Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's how it happened. Like, and like, how mad you got about like? I want to go back and re-listen to the whole Doctor Strange thing. It was just like this epic fight you guys were having online or, or, or on the podcast about something with. Doctor Strange, like how many realities or whatever he looked at, and it was just—it was hilarious. <laughs> I believe Dan West was involved in that as well. <laughs> oh, he was. He. Solos. This is on Amazon. The series ponders what it means to be human, arguing that we are connected to others through shared experiences, even in our most isolated moments. Solos is a dramatic anthology streaming television series on Amazon Prime. It's created by David Weil. And uh, it's a total of seven episodes. Stars uh, a lot of different actors here. Big names here. Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, Helen Mirren, Uzu Adubo, um, Adubo uh, Anthony Mackie, Constance Wu, Dan Stevens, and Nicole Bahari. I've seen the first three episodes. I, I'm, I haven't watched the entire thing. Um, but, uh, I, I, as I'm watching this, I'm like, how are these connected? How are these connected? And then like, by the time it got to, uh, the third episode, uh, titled Peg with Helen Mirren, I was like, holy shit, I definitely see the connection here to the second story. How many episodes have you guys watched? I'm curious. Jake. I just watched the first episode. Okay. So you don't know about the connections. <laughs> so <laughs> no, no. Someone needs to let Neil's mom know about episode three though. 
I don't get it. I, I'm stupid right Helen now. Helen Mirren. Oh, Helen oh. Mirren. Helen Mirren. <laughs> 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 oh, Neil, how many episodes? Uh, I watched the first two. First two. All right, Chris. Same first two. Oh shit! You guys, I'm I, I'm the uh, overachiever here with three episodes under my belt for solos. No, uh, in the first, uh, in the second episode with Anthony Mackie, we learn about his adopted daughter Peg. In the third episode, Helen Mirren plays Peg, what? the adopted oh, daughter, and it's like the future. She's like you know an older woman, and it's like we get to see what she's doing, and she 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 talks about. Her father, she talks about the robotic clone of her father, and then she talks about her mother, and it, it connects with that story. I, I was thinking after the first, well, let's jump into this because the first story is kind of like a time travel story. Uh, Anne Hathaway's character, Leia, is, uh, trying to, uh, communicate with the future. And basically, uh, her mother is, what is it ALS? Yes. Yeah. And she's try her mother is suffering from ALS and she's trying to talk to her future self 5 years in the future, talk to her future self to find out if there's a cure for ALS and and blah blah blah. She's and this is, you know, part of her research too. Um I don't know. I I th- I thought the first episode was fantastic. I I really thought Anne Hathaway did a great job. I thought that this was a really interesting kind of like um time travel uh you know story and it reminded me a little bit of uh oh my god what was the uh uh Jim Caviezel movie uh where he's talking to frequency frequency where he's talking to his it's his is he talking to his past self through the radio that was dad He's talking to his dad. Thank you. He's talking to his dad through the radio. His dad, who had died, he's talking to his dad in the past yeah. through the radio. And I remember about that was like uh, he told his uh, the younger version of his best friend uh, that his magic word was Yahoo so that his friend would invest <laughs> in Yahoo in the future and make a ton of money. I loved Frequency. I thought it was a great movie when it came out for its time. This kind of reminded me a little bit about that, but like these are really short stories. These are not movies. These are like, you know, 25 to 29 minute, you know, uh, episodes. And she's trying to talk to her future self. She ends up talking to, uh, a couple different versions of herself. I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I thought Anne Hathaway did a phenomenal job in that first i really liked that first episode quite a bit i was trying to figure out like how it connected to with the second episode and i was just wondering if it had to connect with with um loss and grief and 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 um i don't know if there's a more direct connection than that in that first episode to the second episode See, I was under the impression that it was purely an anthology series and the connective tissue was that each episode only starred one person, hence the name Solos. Uh, yeah, there's that's def- what I was thinking. It, it, it's, it, there's definitely a connection, though, between the second mm-hmm. and the third episode, though, with Anthony yeah. Mackie's daughter being uh, like a you know 70-year-old woman. It's directly connected with that previous story so i didn't know if there was a little bit more to it 
Yeah, that's wild. That that comes as a surprise to me. That that makes it a little bit more interesting, though, knowing yeah, that there same. might be some kind of connective tissue between the seven episodes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Neil, what did you think about Solos, dude? Yeah, um, I, I thought it was a super interesting concept to do like a a light sci-fi treatment for uh, exploring issues of of grief and loss and sacrifice. I mean, they're, they're both in the first two episodes. Sacrifice is a huge part yeah. uh, thematically of what's going on, and just like facing your own, the, facing the truths about yourself that makes you uncomfortable. Um, it's a really interesting way of going about exploring that kind of stuff. I also thought the first episode was was really really compelling, and Hathaway was was fantastic. Um, and the second episode, I, I, you know, I was I thought Anthony Mackie did a great job. It That's the best. As... Holy fuck! Like Anthony Mackie yeah. continues to impress. The 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 yeah. scene where he's crying, I was like, holy shit! I did not yeah. know that he had that in him as an actor. Yeah. Seriously, like like and. I mean, doing monologues is a very difficult thing to do as an actor. And yeah. when you're basically playing to empty space constantly and to be able to react the way they were reacting. And it was, it was a really good clinic on, on how to do this kind of stuff. And it's really fascinating from that perspective for me. Yeah. I'll give. Hey, Neil, have you ever seen, have you ever seen Locke? Locke. L O C K E. Locke. The Tom Hardy movie? Yes. Does he play twins or something in that? Not, no. It's I know the one where he's in the limo, right? No, he's in a car driving the entire time. And, like, he'll be having conversations on the phone. But it's basically the movie starts with Tom Hardy getting into a car and having multiple conversations in the car. And then the movie ends with him getting out of the car. It's basically oh, – it's it, and it is incredible. Oh, nice. wow. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah. It might be on – Jake, you want to look up and see if that's anywhere? Yeah, I'm looking. But yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting. What are you going to, yeah, dude, you got to watch lock. Like I, I was like, that's <laughs> like, like, you know, like I was, that I was like at that point, I wasn't like full blown Tom Hardy fanboy like I am now, but like, <laughs> you know, like the more shit that I've seen this guy in, like, that's right. just like, that's just like another fucking thing where <laughs> he is just, I think he's just tremendous. We're going to talk about Tom Hardy later. It's on Showtime, Canopy and Hoopla. There you go. Canopy. There you go. Yeah, watch it. If you, Canopy and Hoopla are free services if your local library offers them. So you might want to check and see mm-hmm. if your local – oh, and if you have Hoopla, you can watch my movie Without Grace on Hoopla for free. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, fuck. Um, Neil, what, what are you rating solos? Um, I'll rate it a high-tasted so far. Um, I, I, I thought the – first episode was a little more interesting to me just because of this i didn't know what i was getting into and the sci-fi elements like weren't as present in the second one but i'm gonna definitely continue watching it i i think it's a really interesting way of of putting a show together and it really showcases it really showcased those, those two actors yeah doing some fantastic work yeah, um, they were both incredible performances. I, I just thought the second one was a little. I mean, the subject matter in the writing being what what it was, there, there wasn't a way to get it more dynamic, but it, it kind of suffered a little bit for that from that for me. But overall, I, I really enjoyed both of them, mm-hmm. and I will be going back to it. 
I see what you're saying, Jake, about it being solo and the solo actors, but like they're saying it's, uh, we are connected through to others through shared experiences. But I think like you can take what you're saying as, as a part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I just didn't realize that it was going to expand further upon, upon what was going on with, I, I just thought it was purely yeah. like a twilight zone type of show. I, but I don't even know like past the peg episode, if like that, the next episode, like expands upon that, if it's directly connected. Cause like, I don't see a direct connection from the first episode to the second episode, other than the fact that characters are dealing with loss and, and, and stuff like that. So, what yeah, you th- I, di- I didn't watch the second episode. I saw it starred Anthony Mackie. I saw it was called Peg, and I was worried Mackie was going to get pegged. <laughs> no, the, the third episode is called Peg. Oh, okay. <laughs> he he gets pegged in the third episode, Jake. <laughs> by, by Mirren. Whoa. <laughs> by Helen Mirren. Yeah. Get your mom on that, Neil. She's like, yeah. Helen Mirren? More like Helen Rear End, because I'm going to peg you. <laughs> if I couldn't hit mute fast enough there, sorry. No, I love to hear you laugh. God damn it. No, I, I feel bad. That was a loud one. I, I probably blew someone's eardrum out. No, I, 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 it, the worst is when I say something like that and I hear fucking nothing. <laughs> You know, sometimes I am cracking up, and I do get the mute button fast enough because I'm just afraid of like just the noise of it being alarming to people. No, I want to hear that. I want Jake. I want for I want to. I fuck the listeners. I want to hear. <laughs> I want. I want to hear that for me. I want the self gratification to hear you laugh. Bumper. <laughs> fuck the listeners fuck the listeners i you know i like that i'm the most important audience member i'm into it you are as long as i got you cracking up that's fine <laughs> <laughs> uh so jake what'd you think about that did you tell us what you thought about the first episode no no, no i jumped straight to my pegging joke um, <laughs> Jake Jake is literally crossing that off of his notebook right now. Pegging <laughs> joke check mark. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, oh shit. Yeah, I thought the first episode was very good. I it hit me on an emotional level big time and then I thought it was also just very charming and funny. I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought the the digs at the Game of Thrones franchise were very common. Yes, very um, good. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, uh, that the the 13 oh, going the 13 going on 30 and then the fact that there's a version of her that's like really good friends with Mark Ruffalo I thought was very funny that was funny too I, I thought it was hilarious that her future self um, was contradicting her opinion and naming like five plus other females <laughs> contact <laughs> Yeah, just the idea of being in that kind of like argument with yourself and yourself being like your future self being a bit of a know-it-all. I yeah. thought was very charming and very funny. That's great. Uh, Anne Hathaway just delivered a really good performance. And I agree with Neil. That's tough to do, man. You're you're by yourself. I mean, and she's by herself three different times in that episode, you know, just in an empty room, you know, acting and talking to herself. So she had no one to play off of. And I, I thought she did a spectacular job. Um I was already planning on watching more of this, but I, I, I got to admit, I am slightly more intrigued knowing that there's a possible connection between all these stories. Yeah. Um, one of the things that kind of let me just move on to the next thing was just knowing this was seven separate stories. And it was, you know, I was like, I'll just move on to the next thing rather than watch a completely different story. I want to get to the fucking Constance Wu and Dan Stevens episodes. 
I'm excited to see what Dan Stevens has to do. In yeah, this yeah, me too, man. I fucking love Dan Stevens ever since Legion. Even though, you know, I kind of dropped off that show, but I love Dan Stevens. I think that guy's fucking talented as fuck. You should come back to Legion. That last season was worth watching. Really? I've heard nothing but bad things about it. I thought it was worth watching. All right. Yeah, it's crazy. I did a podcast about it, and I never fucking, never finished Legion. I will. I will watch Legion season three, Jake. Mm. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I mean, it's not the the peak of the show by any means, but I think if you made it through one and two, you owe, you owe yourself for the closure that you get in three. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. Wait, hey, Chris, what'd you closure? Did, nice. Um. Yeah, uh, it's interesting hearing you guys talk. I, I was wondering if it maybe was fatigue of another thing of why you guys are so talented. Like, I was thinking maybe I would give it, like, a taste it, but now listening to it, like, now also, like, with what Neil and uh, Jake said, like, oh, it's it's actually all connected. That actually makes it way more interesting. I, I think I was, like, with Neil, like, the first one, that one got me in the feels because my mom is kind of going through the same. She doesn't have anything as serious as a, a ALS, but yeah. I can definitely see her memory going. Um, uh, and uh, so that was more int- – that was, that was that was good. Um, uh, and just thinking about how hard – like, as you guys said, how hard it is to just act by yourself. I was wondering, like, did they have, like – stand-ins giving the lines or something yeah, like that, i wonder or? i like i know this is silly we've been talking about tom hardy quite a bit but tom yeah. hardy would record the venom lines yeah and he had an earpiece that was he would hear the venom lines from himself going through the earpiece as he was doing the acting for that movie and it makes you wonder if they had like a stand-in I think that that would make everything so much easier for the actor. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and it's not cheating, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that, huh. that that's that's something, if you can do that, why not utilize it? Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% sure there were stand-ins. Just even yeah. to get the eye lines, you need somebody to look at. Right. That, that first episode was directed by Zach Braff. Did you guys see that? I did yeah, see that. I did see that. I was surprised. Yeah, like, he did. Oh, that makes why it, sense why it's so melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I And you watched the Anthony Mackie one too, didn't you, Chris? What did you think about Anthony Mackie? Yeah, yeah, I I like that one too. Again, I was just saying like I think it was just fatigue and I was like just noticing more of just the music stuff of just like I feel like it's trying to push me to be emotional. Um but now I I kind of want to just go back and rewatch it now knowing all this stuff and Yeah. And the, and because I, I also adore Anthony Mackie, like one of the coolest experiences when I lived in New York City was I got to see him in Shakespeare in the Park. He was performing in uh, nice. the last the, the last uh, the the Bacchae. Um And he's just he's I think he's like Juilliard trained. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. Um, I love anything that he's in. He's like that movie Half Nelson is just so good with him. And um, oh, gosh. Oh gosh! What's the, his name? It's the other half of the band Nelson. The yes, the, <laughs> the, it's the, the, one with the long blonde hair. Yeah, the uh, the Mbop kid, right? Oh no, it's a very obvious person, but I can't. He was in the Notebook. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. He's in it, and he's like a. It's an awesome movie. He's a, and this was like when I was teaching in New York City, so it was just like all the feels of, of of like oh this is a similar experience, but he except for the. Ryan Gosling is a teacher. Um, 
in 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 like uh, lower lower end schools, and he, he's addicted to meth. I, I was never addicted to meth. Um, Brian Gossett's also very attractive. Yes, and that's not I, you. I'm not attractive. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, Sorry, I thought we were listing all the differences between yeah. Chris and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is successful. <laughs> but does Ryan Gosling have a vinyl record with actual money in it? <laughs> no. No, he doesn't. I wouldn't laugh. You're a fucking loser, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> what a chode. What a chode. Um, now I'm really excited to watch it or go back and watch it. I think after hearing you guys talk about it, just knowing more about it. I think like, like once there, there's this moment in the third episode with Helen Mirren when you realize that, holy shit, she's, and I guess I'm spoiling it, but who, you know, sometimes you got to spoil some things to get people to watch them, Jake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sometimes you, you do. Sometimes you got to Yeah. You got to show that hand. And here's the thing. It's like, once I realized that Peg was, the daughter, the adopted daughter of Anthony Mackie in the second episode, I was like, holy shit, this is definitely, this is interesting. This is, this is definitely worth watching. And it makes me want to go forward in the series and watch all seven episodes. So I, you know, I'll give the first episode a Tupperware. I'll give Anthony Mackie's performance in the second a a Tupperware. And then I'll give the overall episode itself a, a, a high taste. It Helen Mirren episode was very good. Another high taste. It. So, yeah, I, I I recommend watching Solos on Amazon Prime. I think it's, I think it's a it's it's a good show, and I think it's like they're kind of taking a book out of uh, some of these anthology series, like you know Black Mirror and kind of like do, but they're doing their own thing. They're doing their own mm-hmm. thing with it, and I, I think it's I think it's cool, man. I'm digging it. I, I like anthology series. Yeah. More positive vibe than Dark or Black Mirror. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Because they're accepting their loss and moving forward yeah. with their lives. Like that's kind of the thrust of those first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Modoc on Hulu. Fine. I didn't know if we were gonna get this, man. What? What? What were the other ones that they announced, Jake? They, they uh, announced there was Howard the Duck, Squirrel Girl, was right? Was Squirrel yeah, Girl yeah, one of them? Correct. Yeah. Hmm. We're not getting Howard the Duck and Squirrel Girl. They kind of like stopped that. They halted production on those, didn't they? After the yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Modok, after spending years failing to gain control of the world and battling superheroes along the way, Modok, having been removed from his company AIM after it falls into bankruptcy and is sold to the rivaling Grumble begins to deal with his tainting family while facing a midlife crisis. Patton Oswalt stars as MODOK, a supervillain struggling to handle his company and family. Amy Garcia, Ben Schwartz, Melissa Fumero, Wendy McClendon, Covey, Beck Bennett, John Daly, and Sam Richardson also star. And so we... uh How many episodes did you guys watch? Jake? I watched the first two. Neil? Seven. Holy fuck, Neil. (laughs) Chris. I think I got through three. Holy, you guys are all fucking like make, putting me to shame. I just watched the first one. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'll go first. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, 
I don't know. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Like I get it. It's you know Seth Green's involved. It's very it's stop motion animation and uh, it's got okay. like a very kind of like um very uh, robot chicken. Very robot yeah. chicken feel to it, you know, which is Seth Green's baby. So um you know, some of the jokes like I've seen them done in many other things and you know, but you know, it's it's fun. I I love John Hamm as Iron Man. I thought, yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was fantastic. I I I do like it. I I don't know if it's just like for me. It, I don't know if it's like must watch. Like like let me know differently. Like if if there's an if it's not just all jokes, you know, rapid fire jokes. Like if. If like if this actually goes somewhere to where I will actually care where this story takes me, because I feel like you know it's like they had this idea. Okay, Patton Oswalt, Patton Oswalt as Modoc, this you know character that you can take in this funny direction and do these funny things with. Let's have him with you know uh, a family, and his son looks takes after the mother and looks like the mother, but he's got a daughter that kind of like, like looks like him and. And, you know, they're having problems in their marriage and they're going to, you know, I don't know, they're, you know, marriage counseling and all this shit and, and then they're going to get a divorce and like, yeah, I, I see the humor there, but like, is there more to this story or is it just a hundred percent jokes, which I feel like that's what I like about Robot Chicken because Robot Chicken is just like 15 minutes and it's like a bunch of different things and they're rapid fire jokes and then it's over in 15 minutes. Is there an overarching story here that I'm going to care about at the end of the day? And I'm not saying like, I don't need this to be like fucking like Ozark or breaking bad or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but am I going to give a fuck about like, Oh my God, I got to watch the next episode to see what happens here. And I'm, I guess I'm going to ask that question to Neil before I want Neil to get into his thoughts about the overall th- Neil is is that am I going to fucking care? Yes. Really? Yes. Um do you want me to just go jump into it? I yeah, absolutely. Now I want you to jump okay. into it. Okay, so the first couple episodes for me were really hard to get through. Uh because it felt like just a longer version of Robot Chicken. Yeah. And I almost didn't continue with it. But then I I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll watch episode three. And episode three was a real turning point for me about how I was feeling about the show. It really kind of settled into itself and became less grating. Like, I fucking hated Beck Bennett's character those first two episodes. He was just so annoying to me that I didn't want to listen to his voice anymore. Oh, he's the but guy he, that's trying to take over. Yeah, and, he's yeah. the grumble guy. Yeah. Uh, but he, <laughs> he takes more of a backseat in going forward so he's only in sparsely and it's way better balanced that way um there's yeah in the third episode the plot happens and you kind of see the tone shift and things change and it it, it gets way more compelling story-wise um because because here's the thing neil i hate to cut you off but like I was thinking to myself, like, they could just keep going with, like, this robot chicken thing, or they could really take this character and go kind of like a, a BoJack Horseman route with it, possibly? Yeah. Yes. Yes. They are doing some examinations uh, of, of of personality and MODOK trying to learn lessons and taking the wrong lesson from it. <laughs> it, 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 it. It balances itself out quite a bit. 
um, going forward. Those first two episodes, I didn't particularly care for. Wow. Um, but going, progressing along the series, it definitely, uh, you get to know the characters more. You get to see some more fun stuff. I want to, like, a- after every that. episode that Neil watched, he was thinking to himself, do I go back and watch the Underground Railroad? <laughs> and he's like he's like oh, nope. i'm not he's like Neil's just like you know what i'm not ready yet <laughs> give me more give me more modok mo yeah, money modok yeah go ahead Hader shows up as a leader in episode four and he is oh hell fucking phenomenal um there's a like the, the, the character with the big head leader yeah yeah uh yeah it's <laughs> his voice is spot on exactly how I picture that <laughs> character speaking. It's fantastic. Uh, there's a fight scene in episode five that is incredible. It goes through like different animation styles. And, like there's a like Mega Man kind of part of it. Like, they get a bit you know pixelated. Um, and it's just completely ridiculous and hilarious. Uh, we go to Asgard in episode six, mm. and, and it is another ridiculous episode. Uh, we get w- fucking Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man in episode seven. Mm. Uh, yeah, that interaction is is great. Yeah, it does get really, really compelling okay. um, and really funny. I, I will give the series as a whole a high taste it so far. Um, those first two episodes were low tasted, bordering on toss it for me. Yeah, I'm but with after, you. But at, once I hit episode three, it was like, okay, they're they've settled in. I'm settled in. I'm getting where everybody's coming from. I'm getting the tone of the show. Let's do this. I mean, here's the thing. For me, it was just like I've seen Robot Chicken, and like I get the comedy. This is not new to me. And if you've never seen Robot Chicken, maybe watching this for the first time, or maybe it's just fucking, maybe it's fucking tickling your nostalgia clit. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh, oh, I love Robot Chicken. You know, so like, um, you know. But for me, it was just like, man, I've seen this done before, and like, if it just keeps going like this, I'm really not getting that much out of it. It's good to hear that they're doing a deeper dive into the actual character and yeah. you know like there's, there's yeah. a whole heist mission in episode 4 that is with some like Z level villains uh, mm-hmm. there's this he, he tries to open a portal to the brood home world and there's like this other race that comes through in episode 3 and it, oh man it, it gets re- really ridiculous but it, it gets really really more compelling is is someone on the call at a laundromat? Only <laughs> <laughs> oh, what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, still going. Hold on. It's done. Take your shoes out of the dryer. <laughs> I wonder if it was my refrigerator. Is is it making uh, ice by any chance? It might be. 100% your refrigerator! Yeah. <laughs> One hundo! Like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't make ice. It's not a, it's not a nice thing. It has a noise cancellation on, on the Skype. It's not working. Oh, that's, that's I, fake. 
Oh man, I'm gonna get the Greg status. I'm gonna have a nickname, and I'm gonna have no. Your your internet is working. It's just the ambient noise on your end Uh, is just. It is a living nightmare, sir. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening now? Now it sounds like you're next to a fan. Yeah. Hold on, I'm talking. Oh yeah, it sounds like it sounds like actually like you're on it, like you're talking on a pedestal, like you're above uh-huh. us. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm talking up to you. Hey, hey, Chris! Ah. <laughs> Everything was going so well. I feel like you know, like you know, like when cheerleaders do that whole fucking like triangle thing. You know what I mean? I feel like Chris mm-hmm. is at the top of that pyramid right now. <laughs> hey, Chris. No, you're fine, Chris. Don't, don't, don't. See, he's nervous as as fuck to be on the podcast anyway, Jake. And we're not, <laughs> we're not helping. We're not helping. I'm just hey, like, hear me now. Oh my god, we could always. Hear oh you. my god, that joke. Oh yeah, that was from the fucking Leia episode yeah. of uh, Solos. He went to sprint the crater. <laughs> that was actually really funny. I, I, I yeah, that was funny. I enjoyed that. All right, Chris. I don't yeah. Know. What uh, what'd you think about Modoc? Um, I think I'm I'm with kind of with Neil. I think I was into it at. The I end want of- you to disagree with somebody before the end of the episode. <laughs> like uh, I, before the end of the episode, I, I just want to be like, you know what? I heard what Neil had to say, and fuck that shit. <laughs> Seriously, and to go even further, I want you. I want you to be like, and to go even further, fuck you, Neil. <laughs> I should be I, for one, did not like Stranger Things Season 3. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) And I... No, that's that's a, that's just an attack on me, Chris, and that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. And if I had been on the episode with the the Snyder cut, I would have been like, "Hey, Neil and Jake, stand up. It's not all that great." Neil wasn't on that episode. I mean, not Neil. Uh, uh, Dan. Dan. Sorry. I didn't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think yeah. Dan was way nicer about it than I was. Dan loved yeah, it. Yeah. He, he gave it a Tupperware. I thought, yeah, I thought he was gonna. Just yeah. It. Also, Dan West still in my good graces. <laughs> so. No. <laughs> I, you know, Jake, I asked for this. I asked for him to stand up and be. De- and, 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 backfired. And backfired. <laughs> <laughs> now he's just going after everything I love. <laughs> With all your opinions. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay. Well, is that what you, is that what you <laughs> really want, Brian? Sequels. <laughs> Brian, you were terrible and without grace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You want to, you want to, you want to talk about somebody that had no grace? You in that fucking scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, hey, do you remember Grace Under Fire? Of course. <laughs> okay, <laughs> me and you, me and you, Jake, and that's about it, right? Who, who, who was the lady in that? She, she was actually in the in the Walking Brett Dead, Butler. huh? Brett Butler. Brett Butler. Doesn't she have like a name that sounds like an actor from the nineteen forties? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Brett Butler, the Brett Butler. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Chris. I apologize, and you know no, what? Okay. I I appreciate you 
uh, earlier agreeing with everyone a lot more now. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't know uh, what you got till it's gone. <laughs> I know. Go ahead, Chris. I no, it's, Moda. It's, it's like it's just hearing other people's opinion. Um, uh, Modoc was probably a, I think, a toss it for me at first, but then it got me in, interested at the end of the episode when I was like, oh, it's not just going to be this sketch thing. It's like, oh, they're getting divorced. That's kind of interesting. And it kind of trudged along with the second episode, but like by the third episode, I was like pretty, pretty invested. I don't know if I would, if I will stick with it. I think I want to. Yeah. Um, uh, so I guess I'll give it like a high taste it for right now. Like it's go. enjoyable, and like if it's there, I like it. Yeah, yeah. But like if it wasn't for you, like doing PCL this week, you might not get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, there, uh, there's mu- there's like there's like Jake, there's like uh, must watch TV, which is like Mayor of Easttown. Yes, you know what I mean. There's must watch oh, TV yeah. every week for me. You know, like uh, for all mankind, Mayor of Easttown. Like these are must watch TV shows, and there's stuff that I'll just kind of like let go by the wayside sometimes. You know. Yeah, like some stuff I worry. Like I don't want anyone to tell me what happened in Mare besides seeing it, and that's why it's become one of those shows, you know. And yeah. I, I'm that way a lot. Like once it becomes super like embedded into pop culture, like I'm like fuck it, I gotta watch this shit right away because I do not. I I want all the drama revealed through the show, not through fucking Twitter or you know social media or someone just talking about it. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think I actually had notes on Modoc. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote notes and didn't bring them with you? Uh, it's, it's on my phone. Uh, I've been writing notes the whole episode. You've been writing oh, notes as we're, pod- yeah, well, as we're podcasting? Like, you no, know, like you guys give me ideas. <laughs> like, that's what it's up. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Jake, you, you, you fucking literally pulled what I was going to say. <laughs> Number one, Brian's a dick. <laughs> um, boy. Yeah, it's it's one thing to listen to me on a podcast, but then like when I'm actually like when you're talking and I start to address what you're saying, then you're like, oh my god, this guy's a dick. <laughs> like now it's now it's ne- it's never been personal before. I've you know I've laughed with everyone else. Oh, well, you know not everyone else, but a few people. <laughs> I've, I've la- <laughs> it's going to be your blood in the next bulk album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, no, I, the most thing I can think of is I really fucked myself this week. Because because I'm on this episode, I've already have listened to everything, and now I have nothing to listen to this week. Oh my god, I feel so bad for him. Not really, <laughs> but I, I don't know. <laughs> That'll make it easy for us not to have you on again. Uh, <laughs> no, what you can we, what you need to do is you need to go back and listen to like all your background noise bullshit. God damn it! And, I'm no. using a Yeti microphone. This is so annoying. Well. This week is not sponsored by Yeti microphones. <laughs> no. No. Even a Manscaped shaver is less, like, noisy than your fucking Yeti microphone. Is it, uh, I'm sorry. Um, let's see here. Did, did we, uh, did we get everybody's thoughts on Modoc? Uh, yeah, I, I did not rate it. I'm gonna give it a high tasted. I only watched the first two episodes, so I'm a little bit excited to keep watching this because I, I really fell in love with the first two episodes. And, oh, uh, wow. 
everyone else kind of made it seem like the series picked up a lot more after that. So I, I feel like if I really loved the first two episodes, yeah. I'm in for a super treat moving forward. Um, yeah, you like you like stupid shit right off the bat. I do like <laughs> stupid shit right off the bat. I also like good craftsmanship when it comes to animation. I think a lot of yeah. it looked gorgeous, didn't it? Yeah, it, it's yeah. very lazy and. Um, you know, I agree that not all the jokes hit and that it did have that robot chicken been there, done that feel, but it did the, like the sets and the action and the frame rate so much more better than robot chicken. And I know that's a little bit of the joke in robot chicken. It's a little bit on the chintzy side on purpose in robot chicken yeah. to kind of accelerate the humor. But this just looked absolutely stunning with what they were doing with the uh, stop motion animation. I actually had to Google to see if maybe they were cheating and it was just complete CGI this time. And it is not. Yeah. Hey, Neil, did you yeah. get, did you get to uh Whoopi Goldberg as pound cakes? Yes. <laughs> you did. How is Whoopi Goldberg as a wrestler with super strength pound cakes? Oh my god. <laughs> that episode might be my favorite so far. Really? That's the one with Bill Hader as, as the leader in it. And that's where there's a like there's a whole crew that he kind of collects to do this heist. And she's one of that crew <laughs> and oh my god, it, that interaction is fantastic. All right, Jake. I might have to get back on Modoc. Yeah, I, this is definitely a series that I will be finishing in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to get more though. Like, like we talked when we started this yeah. review. This this kind of barely made it through the greater, you know, right. when the Disney buyout happened. So I don't know if they were just so far along they couldn't scrap it. Do they not have uh, any plans? Probably. I mean, if 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 they don't have any plans for Modoc in the proper MCU, fuck it, man. They should just be like, you know what? Harley Quinn's in the movies, and Harley Quinn's doing an animated series. And if people like it, just continue to go with it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, before we move on to big shout out to Patton Oswalt. I, I thought he for was sure. so charming as the Modoc character. Like he he brought a whole new level of life to the character. I was just, yeah in hysterics just even in the first episode when he was having serious family drama and all he could do was obsess over iron man's boot and just (laughs) inflections in his voice when he was just going boot it was just i I thought he was nailing the role just on on an acting standpoint he's very good he's very good i like i'm not the biggest Patton oswalt guy and i guess that goes to me just not being exposed to a lot of his stuff it's not like i you know, I didn't watch him on King of Queens, and I and I haven't really watched any of his stand-up specials and stuff like that. But uh, he's a top five comedian for me. I've seen like that the filibuster, you know, that he did, and that was funny. So I think you know he's a funny dude. Yeah, yeah. I got to see him do a live set one year at C two E two. Wow. And I really fell in love with him during that. I thought he just really brought it, and it was really cool to see him perform to such a big crowd. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a bigger crowd for like a stand-up comedy show. And I thought he just like owned that room. And you got Modoc, Modoc on Hulu, everybody. Keep watch it if you want a second season. Make sure you're fucking watching it. Cuz this yeah, it's it's one of these Marvel shows that's not fucking on Disney Plus. Right? It's a rarity, Jake, these days. Yeah, I'm excited to see that Wonder. When I, I saw Wonder Man in one of the uh, screenshots for the episodes, and I got real excited to see in his picture. Yeah. Yeah. 
Army of the Dead. It's dropped on Netflix. It was in theaters last week. It was not playing. I actually, I watched it on a projector though. So I watched it, uh, I, I was at, I'm at my sister's house taking care of her dog. She's got a projector. I watched it on the projector. So it felt, it kind of was like I was in a movie theater, but not in a movie theater. After a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries takes the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. So they're going after $200 million here. Army of the Dead is a zombie heist film directed by Zack Snyder with a screenplay by Snyder, Shea Hatton, and Joby Harold based on – that name, Joby Harold sounds familiar, Jake. Who's Joby Harold? We've, we've brought him up on the show before, Joby Harold. I know I don't know. I'm, I'm Googling. Joby Harold, screenwriter. I'm looking him up too. I've heard that name before. What's he done? Awake, King Arthur legend. Robin Hood, he did the Robin Hood. He did. <laughs> Maybe that's Edge of, your... Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Wick 3. John Wick 3. Joby Harold. He's Joby. also a writer on the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Joby Wan Kenobi. Joby Wan Kenobi. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Neil, I'm upset that you said it and I didn't. <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> Army of the Dead is a zombie heist film directed by Zack Snyder with a screenplay by Snyder, Shea Hatton, and Joby Harold. Based on Snyder's screen story, the film stars an ensemble cast that consists of Dave Batista, Ella Purnell, Omari Hardwick, Ana de la Reguera, Theo Rossi, Matthias Schweigelfer, Nora Arzenator, Hayeroki Senata, Tignataro, Raul Castillo, Huma Crary, and Garrett Dillahunt. And, uh, yeah, this dropped on Netflix this week. And, uh, I'll start off by saying, I, you know, I'm a Zack Snyder fan, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and, this is two and a half hours. I honestly, by, you know, and I was enjoying myself for quite a bit of the film. And then it just, it really does go on too long. And then I feel like there's this, like, there's this moment in the film where, and hold on guys, I, I, I guess spoilers. If you haven't seen Army of the Dead, fucking turn it off here in a second here. The whole heist makes no sense to me. Hold on. <laughs> Why didn't they just have Garrett Dillahunt, who played the guy that worked for Hayaroki Sonata? Why didn't they just have him go in there and cut the head off that lady and then leave? It's, yeah. it's a very good question. Because why did he have to stick around for the whole heist and all that other bullshit when I feel like he could have just walked in there with the lady that, like, gave him access to this quarantined this quarantined Las Vegas he could have gone in there done what he did cut the head off the lady and then walked out and it feels like this whole heist was like a like why the fuck did, why did that happen I don't it, that, that's a question that is never answered but I had the exact same question so I mean, I I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't love it. And honestly, out of all the Zack Snyder films, I don't think that this is shot as beautifully as most Zack Snyder films. It 
I have a theory about that. All right. I, I, okay. All right. I, I, I'm just going to give this a, uh, and, and I'm not being generous. I think like I, I we're going to get Jake's rating and I, I know it's not going to be good, but my rating is not generous. It is what I feel. I'm going to give it a solid taste it because I enjoyed it enough, but man, this is just not, I felt like this could have been, it could have been cut out, cut down by about 45 minutes. And, um, they could have found a better way to fucking, to, to make me believe that this heist needed to be pulled off at all. Because as I'm watching this, I'm telling myself, like, why is this heist even taking place? Like, why, why didn't dude just fucking go in there and cut that zombie's head off and leave? And that's the end of the movie. Cause like, it makes me, he was so malicious too. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt, who also fucking, this is not his first like fucking zombie experience. He was, uh, he's, I think he joined, uh, Fear the Walking Dead in season three, three or four. I can't remember, but anyway, Neil, what did you think about Army of the Dead on, uh, on Netflix here? Well, I got to see it in the theater last week. Really? Good for you, dude. Yeah, it was my first theatrical experience. <laughs> since february 2020 wow, wow. Uh, when i saw birds of prey so that bumped my rating up quite a bit i, I bet yeah because uh, yeah. that was fantastic and and it did look really really good on a gigantic screen um a lot of the effects like the gore was really good um i i thought the tig stuff was pretty seamless and that's kind of goes into my theory of why there was such a blur in the background of a lot of shots. Yeah, is- let, let me get into that real quick um, so that this makes sense. If you don't know what Neil's talking about, uh, Tig Notaro, starred in the film, was not – this comes from Dark Horizons – was famously uh, – Notaro famously wasn't involved until months after the film wrapped production. And mm-hmm. Snyder decided to remove comedian Chris D'Elia – from the film and replace him with Nataro, Delia was accused of sexual misconduct in March oh. of 2020. Of course, the pandemic kicked off around the same time, preventing the cast from getting together to reshoot select scenes. This meant that uh, Delia had to be digitally removed from the movie and Nataro had to be swapped in. Vulture had done a new feature piece on what was involved in this swap and how complicated it ended up being. Nataro had to almost film almost all of her scenes in front of a green screen and Snyder's team would then edit it into existing footage. There were complications. Nataro couldn't be pasted over Delia. Their movement and more importantly, their sizes were too different. Snyder says, quote, I had to do this incredibly technical experiment, recreating every scene shot for shot. My visual effects supervisor, Marcus, Termina did the work of taking Chris completely out of the movie so Tig could have freedom to move within the scenes. Snyder and the VFX team also replicated the physical spaces and camera angles of the original scenes at the, at a studio in Simi Valley and used green out props, laser, laser pointers and tennis balls to approximate the eye lines. Snyder says some of the trickiest shots or when she's walking in the group. Guys, think about this. She was never with this cast. 
Yeah. So weird. Never. She was never with this cast the entire time you're watching this movie. Tig Notaro was never with this <laughs> cast at all. Oh, so God, when they're saying good. when well, I, I even noticed when like when uh, when 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 Batista was talking about her and they were saying she, they originally yeah. had, had to say he. Like they, they, she was never in this movie. This is. The article goes on to say there could be no ad-libbing. Her dialogue had to sync with the other character reactions. Nataro did manage to share a scene, oh, with Ana de la Guerra for a half-day shoot and did all her scenes in September last year. Any scene where her character touches another character were pantomimed or filmed with her assistant, Patrick McDonald, wearing a green suit. In the cases where footage of Nataro did not sync up to the existing footage, a CG scan was made of Nataro's body to create a fully digital version of her they could insert into scenes. How much the swap cost isn't clear, though Snyder says it costs less than creating the film Zombie Tiger scene in the adverts. Army of the Dead, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh that's fucking that is that in itself is fucking incredible because it felt seamless and I'm looking yeah. I'm looking for the seams the entire time and it it felt pretty yeah. seamless. Yeah, I mean I knew that that whole thing had gone down before I saw the movie. So I was paying attention to the scenes that she was in and looking for those those weirdness moments and I didn't really find any. And I thought that in itself was pretty goddamn incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and, and major credit to her for doing that performance without anybody else in the cast being there with her. Yeah. Um, I, I also thought that the entire smart zombie plot could have been completely excised and mm-hmm. then the movie would have made more sense and would have been cut down a sufficient amount to not drag on. Yeah, the smart zombie thing. I, I, Neil, before the movie came out, you know, they really focused in that trailer on the, on the bride, the, 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 the one that had, not the bride, but I guess she had like the, 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 the crown on her head. Yeah, the one who got decapitated. Yeah, yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, is, is that, is that it? Is that some kind of like magical artifact? the crown and is that why she's like smart and why she's able to control the other zombies and that didn't come into play at all nope <laughs> um, not even a little bit yeah did, that entire plot line could have been gone and i would have been fine with it kind of a uh, departure from like i think like snyder wanted to do something different because like you know dawn of the dead you know his previous movie that it, that he did with james gunn Really felt kind of like it came out of like the, you know, the George A. Romero universe. And this felt like he was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to do my own thing here and I'm going to have a smart zombie. And so you have a, you have a zombie that, uh, um, if he bites you personally, then you are you're one of these, you're a smart zombie. But if a smart, if, if one of the, zo- the other zombies bite anybody else, they just turn into like a kind of like a, yeah, a shambler. Exactly. A sleepy zombie. Yeah. 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 I mean, I thought Batista was pretty, pretty good. Um, he's showing, he showed a little bit more range than I had seen from him previously. Um, 
I, I and like the whole twist with Garrett Dillahunt, I knew that was coming from the moment I saw his face because that's kind of the character he always plays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I definitely knew that was coming. Um, but overall, I, I had a great fucking time watching this. Uh, How did the two and a half hours go for you? Did it go quickly? Did it move? It dragged for the first part with. Not the very, very beginning where it's just the, the opening credits and whatnot where they're first escaping. But like the, a lot of the setup part of it really did drag. Uh, but once they got inside the walls, it seemed to move pretty well for me. Um, I, I, you know, the, the heist thing would have made a hell of a lot more sense had they not had that twist of the, the smart zombies and trying to get the head. Yeah. Like that, that, yeah. That would have been a much better and tighter film, I think. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a high taste just because I had so much fun watching in the theater. And it was, it was like the, the effects were really good. Um, and again, like most of the performances were, were pretty de- decent. Uh, I like the coyote lady quite a bit. I really like the, uh, the locksmith guy. Oh, he was the best. Dieter. Dieter yeah. was the fucking yeah, best. Dieter was fucking hilarious. Dieter was fucking hilarious. Uh, I, I read t- they're making a prequel about his character. Nice. <laughs> I fucking I love Dieter. Dieter fucking was the best character in the movie. Yeah. I fucking love yeah. Dieter. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um even like the the weird like uh guy who shot a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like Oh, the the There's some really <laughs> random team members. <laughs> I yeah, the fucking guy that they got from like Instagram or whatever, yeah. like his YouTube videos. TikTok or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I thought, his performances were, like the performances were good. Uh, I, I just there there are definite problems with the plot and whatnot. But overall, my experience gives it a high taste. Well, I like like I do I you know I do appreciate like the over the top kind of like characters and the backgrounds that they give them. It reminds me of Sam Raimi's The Quick and the Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I always kind of like that stuff. Like each one of these characters has like their own specific set of skills and like what they're going to bring to the team. I just think at the end of the day, like the story just wasn't tight. I yeah. thought, I thought Batista was fantastic. I thought Dillahunt played a great fucking villain, but there's like so many holes in the story that like it kind of took me out of it. Um, but overall, I mean, it's just a solid taste it for me. And it's one of those where it's like, I fucking, I fucking love a zombie movie. I love a great zombie movie. But man, it's just a solid. What did you rate it, Neil? High taste it. High taste it. Jake. And uh, that's a lot to do with my experience going back to the theater for the first time in over a year. Jake. Jake, I'm a, yeah, I, I, I understand that. Jake, I'm going to wait on your toss it. I'm going to hear from Chris first. Yeah, okay. I'm, ah, darn it. Uh, high taste it for me. Uh, which was surprising because I had very low expectations. Um, and I guess I would say there are parts that I would like Tupperware. I really love Batista in this. Like He's good. He's um, really good. Yeah, he like, damn, you're like, as, as far, I don't know, this might be controversial. I think he's, of all the WWE um, wrestlers who have gone into acting, I think that was like the most impressive to me. Like I, I don't know. Rock, I-, I'm, I think like, I think Cena's doing really good too. I like it when he does comedy. The guy that's the underdog that I want to see fucking succeed is Batista. Yeah. But as far as like actual – He's also a super good dude. 
He yeah. is. He's just a great guy. <clears throat> like I wrote a, st- I gave him like a, a fucking fresh rating when I reviewed Stuber and I posted that article and he retweeted it, man. Like he fucking, I like he didn't have to do that. And I was just like, holy shit. He's just a, and it is a fucking fresh movie. I loved Stuber. I thought it was super funny, but, and he didn't have to, he's just, he's very appreciative of, of, you know, people that enjoy all the, the, here's the thing. And I feel bad for a lot of actors and I feel bad sometimes like when we do this show is because we have to get on here and we just watch something and we fucking didn't like it. And here's the thing. It's like these people, this is the, this has been their job for the past, like, you know, half a year or whatever. Like this is what they fucking put their hard work into. And then me and Jake get on here and we're just like, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's, it's sometimes, it's sometimes it's shitty that, you know, that, but at the end of the day, we just have to be honest about like, but that has nothing to do with like how I feel as like, feel about like some of these people as people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's one thing to like fucking like say shit about somebody's movie that they made and like, oh my God, this movie's terrible and blah, 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 blah. But it's another thing to fucking like, you know, I like, I like, I would never be able to, it'd be, I would never, I would never like go into somebody's face and be like, ah, your movie fucking sucked and blah, 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 blah. Like <laughs> it's, it's right. I mean, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it fucked is. up. It Even as much as I like, I rip on Zack Snyder. Like he seems like a great. He's a really dude. good dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's nothing against him as a person. He seems really into the fandom. Yeah. He's really great with the fans. He seems like a very humble guy in many ways. I, I think he seems like a great person. It's not a judgment on him as a human being and right. his humanity. When I just can't stand his movies, so yeah, it is hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and like he's second to none. Like with his knowledge of getting shots and that thing with the now knowing the 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 tiga nataro thing is just holy shit right insane yeah like 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 fucking like zach snyder fucking did with with tig nataro which which what what joss whedon and the crew of justice league couldn't do to fucking henry cavill's fucking mustache yeah exactly (laughs) they had they had their work cut out for them with a fucking mustache and fucking Zack Snyder makes it 100% believable that Chris D'Elia never even fucking was in the previous movie. Like, you would never have any clue if nobody told you. They probably spent more money on the fucking mustache, too. They probably did, Jake. You're probably right. Yeah. Chris, you dug this fucking movie? I I was surprised. I did not have very... I'm a scaredy cat. I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch this movie, but, like, that opening sequence was a Tupperware for me. It's like, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. And I, I think my brain just shut off, so I didn't even notice the whole how asinine the the heist was. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the parachuter thing was hilarious. Oh my god! Oh, I yeah, that a lot too. <laughs> yeah, I was just like cracking up the whole time in the opening sequence. I love Dieter. Um, Dieter's you guys great. Said. Um, I love anything with uh, how do you Hiro Yuki Sonata. Hiro Yuki Sonata's fantastic, Hiro. isn't he? Uh, like I, uh, the Last Samurai was like I think that was my first introduction to the character, Same. the Tom Cruise movie, and mm-hmm. like 
you know, yeah, you can say it's Dances with Wolves with Samurais, whatever. I fucking still love that movie. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And Hiroyuki Sonata's performance is fantastic in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My first experience with him was in Lost. Lost, okay. See, yeah, for me, it was, it was, uh, it was The Last Samurai. Oh, God. Any, oh, my God. You know what I love about samurai movies? And I even saw it when, in the Swordsman movie that I talked about last week. I love it when it just starts raining in any samurai yeah. movie. God damn it. I love that in any any action movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Give me, give it to me in John Wick. Give it to me in anything when it starts fucking raining. Oh, I thought they were going to do something with, cause they said like, oh, the, the zombies come back alive when it rains. I dude, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? There, like, there's this part where like these zombies, oh. you see like all these zombies like laying out and they're kind of dead. And they said like when it rains, it kind of like reanimates them. I guess like, like, like sea monkeys or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to see like an epic ending of that or something like that. That would have been cool, that. dude. Yeah. Be, and they start playing that Phil Collins song. And, Ooh, I yeah. wish it would rain down. And people are getting fucking like, cause that's something that Zack Snyder would do. You hear that fucking Phil Collins song and people are getting eaten up by. <laughs> Except it would be a cover. It would not be being sung by Phil Collins. <laughs> oh, it would be a cover, dude. That drove me crazy in this movie, man. And that shit doesn't usually drive me crazy, but every fucking, like, all these songs were covers. Michelle, Michelle pointed out something that made me crack up, was that the only time the song wasn't a cover was when they were in the elevator, and elevator music is notoriously always a cover. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's really smart. I never thought about that, but that is crazy. That I'm not listening to, artist. I'm not listening to Muzak in the elevator. I'm actually <laughs> listening to the actual song. Jake, I gotta know what you thought about Army of the Dead. It was a solid taste it for me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, you guys have covered a lot of the ground. Um, it was definitely too long. I definitely tapped my Apple remote to see how much time was left and 40 minutes was left and I groaned. It, it could have got to the action a lot faster. Um, I agree with Neil. My first cut is the zombie family. I just did not give a fuck about husband and wife and, and their baby. The whole scene with him taking the baby out was just extremely needless and pointless. Um, I also agree with Brian that the moment I found out what the other guy's mission was like, and I, that was one of the most exciting parts of the movie was I don't, I think it's on purpose that you know this guy is there for some shady, nefarious reason. Right. You just don't know what that reason is. And I, I was very excited to see what his deal was. And it looked like at first he was like purposely trying to get the other people killed on the team. So I was like, <laughs> okay, he's there to get an even bigger share of the money. And no, it's just some stupid shit that, yeah, he could have just gone in with the blonde woman, got one head and got out of there. It's like so- the argument about like Indiana Jones and uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie where like if Indiana Jones didn't show up in that movie, the Nazis would have just found the Ark and melted. Yeah, <laughs> it's you're not wrong. They were not wrong. Right digging spot. Like the, um, thought, <laughs> like the whole the the whole movie didn't need to happen with Indiana okay, Jones. The Nazis <laughs> find the, the Lost Ark and they all melt. End of movie. <laughs> <laughs> they get what they get. Um. 
the sleeping zombie scene was pretty awesome, and I love that that actress. Like, she's a badass, wasn't she? Dude, she got a tumble yeah. with awesome death. Dude, man. didn't she remind you of fucking the badass uh, military uh, woman in Aliens, the second movie? Yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yes, Javes uh, or what was her name? Was it? Uh, yeah, she was. Oh, I forget. I forget yeah. her name, but she was fucking badass, dude. I was um I agree with Brian that this was um I was surprised if I didn't know this was directed by Zack Snyder uh, I mean maybe the music would have been a cue but <laughs> I thought it was like not his most gorgeous movie it and wasn't. not just because the zombies were disgusting but just the the framework and the cinematography wasn't what I was used to from a Zack Snyder movie I I was not a fan of I think it was more than the TIG replacement on the shots. I think there was a stylistic approach that was made with a lot of unfocused shots. And I don't think that really ever worked so much for me. I thought it was a little bit of a that's, takeaway. That's weird. I actually liked that. Like, I kind of liked the unfocused thing. Yeah, I didn't like, care for it. It didn't make it any more scary, which maybe yeah. the whole point of it. Um, I, I was really enjoying the beginning went on too long, but I was really enjoying the subplot of every single person that Batista brought onto the crew was being paid a little bit less than the last person. (laughs) It was was every single time. And I thought that was hilarious. And I was really disappointed that there wasn't a payoff to that. I wanted realization at some point between everyone, what everyone was going to be getting paid. I kept thinking that that too. Like they, they were like, well, Oh yeah, I can't wait to make my 250 K. And they're like, Whoa, I'm, I'm making this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It seemed even more ridiculous when they, when they opened the safe and they just saw how much money there was. Like at that point, you're like, yo, you, can you throw me a little bit more than 50k or whatever? Like the lowest person was getting. Like, I, I don't know. It just seemed like they, it was great when they brought it up and it, it gave me good laughs and I thought it was funny. But then to the expense of the movie seeming plot silly, maybe it would have been better left out. And I think just getting them quicker to the encampment would have made the movie a little bit flowing better, right? I mean, it's like, if you compare it, I guess, to Escape from New York, you 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 get all the fucking exposition out as fast as fucking possible, and you get Snake in the fucking encampment, and the movie right. just explodes. And yeah. I thought that's kind of what this movie needed to do. It's uh, it's and, Zack Snyder, though. We're not going to get an hour and a half movie, Jake. <laughs> no, you know the dude has to breathe. There's lots of breathing. And uh, one last thing that really made me laugh is Zack Snyder, like, he... His lack of musical awareness just fucking kills me sometimes. Like, <laughs> the whole playing the zombie song, it's like, oh, I'm making a zombie movie, and the song is called Zombie. When that song has little to nothing to 0% to do with zombies, and actually has a very <laughs> deep, important meaning. And yeah. I thought it was the dumbest fucking thing ever for him to use that song. He's like, oh, it's a zombie movie. we got to put zombie in Oh, there. God. You know, it, it took me back to watching Captain Marvel and, and then playing I'm Just a Girl. Yeah, I, I hated that moment too. It's Me my too. Least favorite moment of Captain Marvel. Mine but as well. But at least that the director didn't have a complete lack. Like at least the song did fit with what was going on. Where the the song and what was happening in this movie couldn't have been more disassociated, and just showed a complete lack of Zack Snyder's. She's not just a girl, though. She was being gaslighted the entire fucking movie that she was <laughs> just a girl, and she's not just a girl, though. It's still closer than what's going on in the song. <laughs> with it's, it's a lot closer. Okay, so. fair, fair enough. Oh, I was boy. heartened by the um, restraint shown with slow mo. Uh, same, same. 
Like there was a there was only a couple of times when he went into super slow motion. That's true. And yeah, that was nice because I was expecting a lot more slow mo. <laughs> yeah, but I did have fun watching this. There, yeah, watching it with Michelle made it a lot more fun. She's terrified of zombies, and she agreed to watch this because fast zombies don't scare her, and the, all the trailer does is focus <laughs> on the fast zombies. And so the minute they introduced the normal zombies, it was pretty hilarious. Dude, you need to get <laughs> hey, you hey, if she likes fast zombies, you and fuck it, you need to watch Train to Busan. That's your next thing. Yeah. Jake. I don't know that she likes fast zombies, but they don't, they don't uh, you're scare. not getting out of this one, Jake. <laughs> you gotta watch Train to Busan. Hold on, Jake. What, Jake, man. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know you, and I thought to myself, I guarantee if Jake watches the raid movie. He will enjoy this, and you watched it, and you know what happened? You know what happened, Jake? You liked it. I love the rain. Hold on. You know what happened? I'm in this story. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and you know what, Jake? You know what, Jake? I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If 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 you watch Train to Busan, you're gonna be like, you know what, Brian? And you know what? Me, I, I will. I will make the same pledge as I did with the raid for Trade to Busan. Give me. Give me two weeks for this one. I need a one week zombie break. All right, one week zombie break. What we got a one week zombie break, <laughs> and then and then Jake is jumping into the world of Train to Busan. That is happening. <laughs> we're gonna have. We're gonna have Jake fill in his fucking uh, his, his lack of Train to Busan. He's gonna watch it. He's gonna come back in two weeks and let Neil. Train to Busan. Is there two, two Train to Busan movies? There like is, but I just, I just train want train you to watch Busan? the first one. I want you to watch the first one. Yeah. Okay. That first one is fan. I love the second one. I love the second one for many different reasons. I do, I give the t- second one a Tupperware. I love the second one. It is like Escape from New York meets a zombie. It meets, it's like meets a zombie movie. But, yeah. but that first one, that first one is, is just, and Jake, from out of the gate, the first fucking scene in Train to Busan is just like, holy shit, uh, you're in, you're in for a fucking ride, man. Like, there's like, I, it, it, Neil, isn't it like a fucking truck or a car's like barreling down the road? Yeah. Hit, hits a deer and then fucking <laughs> the deer is like fucking like dead on the road and then reanimates right in the middle of the yeah. road. Yeah. Yeah, but I did I, love I, that. Um, I did love that Roadhead was the catalyst for the entire Army of yeah. the Dead movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, the, the Train to Busan is kind of similar to how you experience the raid. Jim. Yes, yes. Uh, the first one is just is perfect. At, like, this perfect, perfect film, and the second one is really good. But it's not the first one. It's not. It's you not. I mean, it's really good, and I like what they did. It's so different. Uh, it's not like the raid where it picks up right immediately after. Right. Um, they do a little bit of a time jump, but on the flip side, that first train to Busan movie, Jake, you will be so endeared to many characters in that movie. Um, and it, it's one of those where it takes like a page out of like the walking dead, the comic book where you're, you're more invested with the characters than you are like the actual zombies themselves. You're going to fall in love with this little girl. You're going to fall. Dude, that fucking badass in the, in, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, Neil? Yeah. That one big yeah. dude. I love that yeah. guy, man. I fucking, <laughs> Jake, it's you'll, available on Hulu to watch. It looks like watch nice. it, watch it, Jake. And after you watch that, 
if you don't want to watch the sequel, watch the anime prequel called Soul Station. And uh, if Soul Station's available anywhere, I would highly recommend that one, too. The director actually comes from an anime background. And when you watch the movie, you'll see how the live action kind of like replicates a lot of stuff that you actually see in anime. And I think you'll appreciate that, Jake. Okay. I'm I'm not able to look up where that's available. Maybe I'm not calling it the right thing. Uh, Soul Station, S-E-O-U-L, which is Soul, like Soul Korea. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. um, not like Soul, like our collective soul. soul. Oh, collective soul! Where the river flows. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, question for Train of Asana. If I, if I made it through um, Army of the Dead pretty easily, would like, cause I'm. Oh my scared. god. You to, you'll be sucking the dick of Train to Basan. Yeah. Yeah. If, like, you, if you, liked, if you like this, there, you'll right? love Train to Basan. Okay. All right. You'll love it. You will love, love the it. Raid. I love the Raid movies. Oh, the Raid movies are so good. You'll love Train to Basan, dude. Train to Basan is scarier than Army of the Dead. But it's also fast zombies. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that scares me more or not. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I want to watch that movie, and I really want to watch the... It's the one you guys talked about. It's on the Indian Reservation. Or the, the Native uh, American Reservation. Um, Bone Tomahawk? I think so. It's like zombies there, but like the... Oh, I know what you're talking. That was a Shutter movie. Yeah, uh, that movie's fantastic. That that is yeah. not Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk is a different director and different movie altogether. <gasps> what is that movie called? Oh my god! I'm a- you guys were like just gushing over. It's like ah, I wish I could watch this movie, but I'm sure it'll scare the shit out of me, dude. It is so fucking good. It's the it's the zombie movie where uh, if you get bit. Um, and you're like Caucasian, you'll fucking turn into a zombie, but Native Americans basically like their bloodline, like if you get bit, like you're immune to zombies. Yeah. It's fucking a dope ass movie. What the fuck is that movie called? I can't remember, Jake. It was my, is one of my favorite. I'm trying to Google it, but nothing I'm searching is really doing the trick. Jake, if you want to watch Soul Station, which is the animated prequel to Train to Busan, you can watch it for free. On Roku, it says it's on Tubi. It's on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I can give you, I can give you my Canopy access if you want it, and you can watch it there without it's ads. On canopy? It's on Canopy. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, especially if I like Trade to Busan, I think I would Blood like Quantum. Watch. Blood Quantum. Blood Quantum. <laughs> Blood Quantum. Uh, the Jake. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. You know what? Fuck it. If people aren't listening to Volk, they can go to hell because you guys are fucking amazing. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. That video is fucking fantastic. The video is amazing. I think you guys should have Patrick on someday, the director. He's really fascinating just to talk to in his weird world. Like, like Hollywood is just weird. Just like when you're in that situation. I don't know if you had that same experience, Brian. Just like, this is not really. No. no, no, I didn't have that. Well, I did see a part. I did see a part of Hollywood that I never, like, I've seen in movies, but I didn't know was 
like a thing. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. Ah, fuck Neither it. Do I. Neither do I. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, man. I did see like, I did see like, you know, actors fucking saying like, you know, I'm not going to say that shit and changing their lines like right on the oh, spot. Shit. You know, like, I'm not going to say that. That's not me. And I kind of like, dude, I fucking like, like when, when, when the actor that said like, I'm not going to fucking say that line, I would never say that. When he said that, I was just like, you know, like, I was just like, dude, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. If only someone could have said that to George Lucas a few times, right? Yeah, dude. Oh god. <laughs> dude, it was so it was so fucking cool. I was like, holy shit, man. This guy's like, fuck it, man. I'm not gonna fucking do that. Like like this is me out there on this fucking it, it's me in this movie. I'm not gonna fucking say that. I would never say that. And I was just like, that's so fucking cool, standing up for yourself and shit. Like, I was just I was just taken aback about how much money is involved in it. Just like Patrick just started talking about the prices of things and how much, you know, he charges per day and how much Bo charges per day and how much. Like when he was talking about the actual cost, because they were nice enough. They did that for free. All we had to do was we flew them down. Yeah. And we fed them and put them in a hotel. That was it. So like at the end of the day, we spent something like a grand or something. Yeah. It's like something stupid. And he was just going at the numbers. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine these numbers. Like, this is giving me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. What? Whoa! Hey! Oh, it was my roommate, Rachel. Rachel, are you okay? Is Rachel all right? She's okay. She just opened the door. It sounded. It sounded like Rachel fell down the stairs. <laughs> I'm on a podcast. Rachel's like, I've fallen and I can't get up. And, li- and <laughs> life Rachel alert. Rate Army of the Dead. Yeah. yeah what, Rachel, <laughs> I don't think she's watched it. I, I know she likes um, Castlevania. We were talking about that. <gasps> oh, dude. I, 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 uh, I, I haven't. I feel so bad. I love season one, but I haven't gotten through season two, and they just finished season oh, wow. four. I'm through I've about. I've seen rave reviews about season four. Four or five episodes. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. I feel like such a dickhead for not keeping up with it. Dude, check out, is your roommate alive? No, yeah, she came to, it's just, she was just, cause the cats, I have one cat, Winona, who's like an escape artist, so you have to shut the door really quick so she doesn't try to get out. Okay. Um, okay. Alright, yeah, cause it sounded, it sounded like, it sounded like, it sounded like Rachel took a tumble. No, she's fine. <laughs> oh god. What, what? No, just like, oh no, like, don't imply that. You're thinking like, oh my god, I'm that guy on the episode that's, that, that's got all the background noises and shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> like, worse than the people who fall asleep or just do No, that. it's not no, worse than it's... people that fall asleep. <laughs> you're fine, well, yeah, dude. At least you're engaged. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. I know I'm annoying you guys with all the ambience oh yeah we know no you're fine you're fine dude don't even sweat it justice society world war ii this is the new dc animated movie uh that just dropped recently i uh i i it came out a couple weeks ago on digital uh i finally got it on physical copy and i sent jake the digital code did everybody get a chance to watch this one yes i did yes uh, the Justice Society of America, a group of heroes aiding the allies in World War II, makes an ally from the future who sends them on a his- on a history-changing adventure. It's directed by Jeff Wamister, 
and stars the voices of Stana Kadic, Matt Bomer, whose name is just one letter off from being Matt Boner. <laughs> it's almost like a WandaVision reveal. <laughs> oh, Ralph Boner. Uh, Alicia Rotaro, Chris Diamantapalos, I don't even know how to say that, uh, Omid Abtahi, Matthew Mercer, Armin Taylor, and Liam McIntyre. It tells an original story of the Flash ending up back in time to World War II where he meets the Justice Society of America. The film also shares continuity with Superman, Man of Tomorrow. It starts off, you've got Earth 2 you got Nazi Germany invading most of Europe and Adolf Hitler seeking magical artifacts. Uh, President Roosevelt is asked by Steve Trevor to get the U.S. involved by creating a team of superheroes. So we've got a team here of Steve Trevor, Black Canary, Hawkman, Hourman, Jay Garrick, Flash, and it's led by Wonder Woman. And they form the Justice Society of America back on Earth One. We've got a uh, story of Superman fighting Brainiac, Barry Allen. The Flash shows up to help him. Brainiac fires a kryptonite bullet. Flash tries to catch it. He's running so fast. He uh, goes through the speed force through the, uh, for the first time. And then uh, he hears Dr. Fate's voice and he arrives in what he believes is the past of Earth 1. But he arrives in the past of Earth 2, their World War 1. And he uh, shows up between a, uh, a battle between the Justice Society of America and the Nazis. And uh, he joins their fight. And, um, I mean, this is basically kind of an origin story of the Justice League in many ways. Um, I'm going to start off. I'll just give my rating of this one. I'm going to give it a high tasted. I really did enjoy this quite a bit. I, I, I thought Wonder Woman um, was fantastic in this movie. I loved her fights. The she fucking looked incredible fighting in this movie. <laughs> All I hear is like banging in the background, uh, smacking around. Is Wonder Woman fighting right now it is what? Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, hear- Rachel's making a meal. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I've been there. The thing is, is because I have these noise canceling headphones, so I have no idea what's going on around me. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we do. Um, oh, <laughs> 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 Rachel, don't eat. No, oh, I, I want to welcome the fourth guest to this episode, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, <making> food. <laughs> Ra- apparently, Rachel Ray, Rachel Ray is making food on the <laughs> podcast here. Jake, what did you think about uh, the Justice Society World War Two? I'm also going to give it a high taste it. Um, I enjoyed it quite a lot. I thought the voice cast was phenomenal. I don't know if this is going to be a hot take or not, but I thought this would have been a lot better if we scrubbed the Flash traveling back in time storyline. I, I really just wanted to see a, just, a JSA, Justice Society, origin story without that also shoved in it. Um it wasn't terrible, but it was a little bit distracting from kind of what was advertised and what I really wanted to see. And it felt like it was like maybe they felt people wouldn't be as invested in this movie or want to watch it without some kind of modern day superhero connection going on. And I don't 
think that was needed. I, Were they tugging at the heartstrings with the whole like Barry and Iris engagement and then seeing like what happened on Earth 2 with Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman? Yeah, there was definitely yeah. some parallels there, but none of that worked for me. And I thought the weakest stuff of the movie was the modern day Flash stuff. Even the interactions with him and Silver Age Flash really didn't warrant doing this trick to me. I I just really wanted to see this team get to be who they are and come together. And I thought that was a little bit of a unneeded distraction. But it's still a high taste it. Um it's on par with DC animation. I really loved the music in it. Um, it oh, really had God. a vintage feel. Um, and a lot what of what the they act- did, what, I, I'm going to step in here real quick. What they did with Aquaman was fucking great. It was, it was really cool what they did with Aquaman. And I, I was surprised by that. I didn't know he was going to even be a character until he was. Yes. And, and that was, that was a lot of fun. I, and I thought the animation, I mean, a lot of the DC animated movies look exactly the same as far as the animation, but I thought this one kind of went an extra mile and really had kind of the old, like, Fleischner feel to it, almost an homage to those old classic Superman cartoons with the the drawing style and just the way some of the action shots were. were what about out. what about the fact that the fact that we had two flashes in the same universe and they tried to explain like how like. They, you know, you've got one Flash, Jay Garrick, explaining the Speed Force, and then you've got them teaching each other throughout this whole thing. That did that not work for you? Like, I no, it didn't. I, I just didn't. I didn't care for that stuff very much at all. Okay, one of my favorite parts of this movie, and I know it's silly, but like, was Flash fixing all the leaks on the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like that, but I can also kind of maybe say to myself, like, could they have just now that you've bring now, now that you're bringing this up, could they have just done this with Jay Garrick? I feel like they yes. could have. Um, I, I really didn't like the scene when they were caged up, and Jay Garrick like helped Flash vibrate fast enough so he could go through the floor and let them all out and i don't it really felt like a stretch to to find stuff for modern day flash to do once we got him in the past and i thought he was a distraction of what well i mean ticket to see yeah i guess like they were thinking of like the big payoff of like the origin story of like the justice league on earth one yeah i I can see what you're talking about no and i'm not trying to defend it i think i I, dude i agree with what you're saying like honestly at the end of the day i think this could have just been a great justice society of america movie yeah and i would have preferred that um if you know if the animation was much more connected i know this is loosely connected to the man of tomorrow superman movie but let's say hypothetically all these animated movies took place in the same universe and we had this super deep connection to this flash and he like had this big time canon thing going on then this could have worked a little bit more but this won't really serve any payoff to any future stories so it's just kind of like the whole thing was a little bit of a needless exercise and it felt like i said it was just pandering to people that may not watch it because it's all vintage characters like here's your one modern character so you know you gen z kids will watch this movie <laughs> yeah yeah, no, I get it, man. I get it. That's those are great points, Neil. What did you think about uh, Justice Society, uh, World War Two? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same page as Jake. I, I was I, I, anytime somebody's punching Nazis, I'm in. 
Like that's kind of <laughs> yeah. a good way to draw me in. Like Fuck punch yeah. a Nazi, I'm there. <laughs> Um, I, I dug the animation quite a bit. I, I like the kind of retro feel to it, especially when we're in the past, um, even though it's an alternate past. But um, I did kind of appreciate the fact that the Speed Force was almost like a finite resource. And when the two, fa- the two Flashes were there together, they were sharing the same source, and their powers were both weakened. I, I kind of like that conceit. But I do think this would have been a stronger story had it not involved the future Flash or the mod, the, the present day Flash or whatever. Um, I, I also also be, this, the whole Wonder Woman not knowing about Atlantis thing kind of threw me. No, it's Earth, there, it's Earth two. It's Earth two. Okay, it's a completely different. Yeah, then, yeah. So like, I, I get it. It's just like. It, it was like, wait, wait a second. Weren't they like historical rivals? And I, yeah. I'm not all up on the uh, the um, animated DC universe continuity, so I don't really. I'm, I was just kind of thrown into this, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Though I had a great time. It was the first thing I watched this morning, so it felt kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon, uh, and so that put me in a really good mood. So I'm in a high taste as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Saturday morning cartoons, Jake. Damn. Ah, that Saturday morning cartoon oh, yeah, I lineup. Miss those. I miss those, man. What was your? Oh fuck, man. Smurfs. <laughs> I was a big Muppet Babies fan. Oh my God! I love Muppet Babies. Oh, they made my dreams come true, Jake. They really did. They yeah, really yeah. Did. I was a big fan of all the movies of that era, and like that was the big thing with Muppet Babies is they were always kind of interjecting like Star Wars, yeah. and Indiana Jones, and like all the, the modern movies, and I really liked that a lot. Oh, I loved Muppet. I was a huge fan of Muppet Babies, man. Oh, so good. Chris, what did you think about this movie, dude? Oh, I started thinking about Saturday morning cartoons uh, with, with X Men. Um, uh, I would give it a, a low taste it now, especially after hearing um, what Jake was saying. I already had some problems with it. Um, I mean, I do. I love DC comp or comic movies. Like, I think Mask of Phantasm is probably like at least my second favorite, next to Transformers nineteen eighty six. Yeah, um, listen to yeah. you. Listen to you. Yeah. Um, uh, it just. For me, it just didn't seem to know, or if one thing I had, like, it didn't seem to know what it wanted to be. Like, did it want to be campy or violent? Like, some parts were, like, kind of uber-violent, but then it wanted to be campy. I would top away the artwork. It was really gorgeous. And I was thinking, for some reason, I was kept on thinking Archer and Venture Brothers, but, oh, those are stealing from those old Superman ones. So that's where it's getting it from. Um, I found Steve Trevor, the whole thing, really annoying. Uh... <laughs> Dude, he, and, he was kind of like a fucking lovesick puppy, wasn't he? He just got annoying. Stop it. <laughs> God. God. Respect your boundaries, motherfucker. Yeah, oh, my right. God. Every day. Fuck, every day he's fucking, like, proposing to her, dude. Come on. It's abusive. Maybe she's just not that into you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I wonder what my movies disprove that <laughs> yeah yeah um also i i guess the three more notes that i had was i i guess like getting sick of the like the day x machina of superman just like oh now he's there and you didn't want to do that 
you know, a couple hours ago. Um, what happened to Mustache Superman? <laughs> I don't know. Did he? I don't know why he saved it. Well, did he come? Oh, he did come back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And it just seems unresolved. Like, they just let Aquaman, or the dude who was controlling Aquaman, who I couldn't figure out who he was, um, uh, just kind of get away. And I guess probably they're trying to do world building. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> there we go. Who was that guy? I don't know. Yeah, who was that dude? Uh, I looked it up and I for- promptly forgot his name because then I started like trying to figure out who that Our Man was. Oh, Our Man is oh, fucking... I love Our Man. I love Our Man, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look up who that dude is, too. That's why I was being silent and I'm, I'm having a hard time looking it up. Whatever. Isn't he just in the credits as like the assistant or something? Yeah, yeah. But then... Like on Wikipedia, it's a completely different name. The like advisor. Ooh, yeah. ooh, the advisor. Ooh. He's obviously got some like mental powers, so why don't we know who the hell he is? What a cool fucking character, the advisor. Holy <laughs> 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 oh, shit, dude. I can't wait for fucking DC Comics to come out with the advisor comic. <laughs> The advisor. I'm my advisor right now. I'm wearing my advisor visor. Oh, oh shit! The advisor visor, bro. Uh, oh my god! Do you play? Do you play tennis with your advisor visor? Do you play poker with your advisor visor? Oh, both. It's so versatile. Oh, <laughs> the advisor. What a dumbass fucking name for a character. The advisor. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's yeah. shitty. <laughs> it's it's sad. I feel like DC does. I mean, leagues better than Marvel does with its like straight to video release animation. Oh, Marvel's like giving up on that. Game. They have yeah, so done shit. Yeah, like, tapped out. Yeah, yeah, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were it's like, fine. we're getting like four. Marvel was here. like, you know what? We don't have a character like the advisor. <laughs> we don't have anybody. We don't got anybody that can stand toe to toe with the advisor. We got this Wolverine over here with adamantium claws, but we don't have no advisor. <laughs> and they, everybody at Marvel talks like that too, Jake, which is fucked up. They're all like, "What? Yeah, we don't got nobody like. We don't got nobody like the advisor over here." Yeah. They Marvel. tried coming up with the guy. They called him the suggester, but no one, <laughs> <laughs> no one was doing what he what he's advising. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the suggester. <laughs> Hey, uh, Aquaman, maybe you should go do some nefarious things. He's like, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> and they were like, Aquaman's not in the Aquaman's not in the Marvel universe. You're a horrible suggester. Any <laughs> more Aquaman potato? That should have that should have been Cyclops, bro. <laughs> that should have been Namor. That's you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Oh, boy. This is fucking dumb, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need an advisor. <laughs> At least a suggester. No shit, man. What the? F- we, we wouldn't listen. We wouldn't listen. That's the problem with this podcast. We wouldn't listen. We wouldn't take any advice. That's we, we never wouldn't. fucking will. We never will. 
That's my other favorite one. Oh, Christ. The timestamp one. What are we doing here? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Orange days. Orange days? What the fuck? Orange years? How about that? You act like you act like it lasted two weeks, dude. It's, it's a... It's, it, it, so yeah, let's talk about the documentary, The Orange Years. Hold on, before before we talk about The Orange Years, I watched Two Year Eternity. Did anybody watch any episodes of this? Mm-mm. Yes. No idea. What, Neil? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Neil, you're coming in very low. Neil is coming yeah. in super low. How about now? Oh Way shit! Better. A little bit better, bro. A little bit there sexier too. Jake, you know who you were that you know who you reminded me of when you said that? <laughs> the advisor. <laughs> Jake, you're my favorite fucking DC villain, bro. <laughs> oh man. I will take that as a compliment. Can't wait to see him in an animated movie. Yeah, uh, take that trench. Yeah, uh, dude, <laughs> that trench movie. I was all about it, bro. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, two year eternity. I'm going to talk about this one real quick. It's uh, it follows a mysterious immortal being known as the Orb, sent to Earth with no emotions nor identity. The being is able to take on the shape of those around that leave a strong impression on him starting off as a white orb he takes the form of a rock and then a dying wolf as a wolf the being meets a boy living alone whom he mistakes from his late pet johan after the boy dies due to a major wound in his body the wolf takes his form the wolf travels the world over non-stop until he's adopted by a young girl named march who names him Fushi? Fushi is uh, is then form uh, then forms various beings and acquiring new powers, such as the ability to create objects out of nothing and resurrecting the dead. Moreover, Fushi starts becoming developing more human emotions across his journey across him meeting uh, new people. And uh, I'm through. It's got s- like six episodes out right now, and I'm through four. I'm fucking digging this anime, Jake. This is a dude. I'm digging this one, man. Oh, I didn't realize it was an anime. Yeah, it's an anime. It's on Verve, uh, and, uh, Crunchyroll, if you have Crunchyroll. And it's this fucking orb that comes to, like, Earth to study humans. And, like, it's, it's, uh, it lives off of stimulation and it takes the form of a rock. And then a wolf in like, like the Antarctic or something fucking like dies next to it and it takes the form of this wolf. And then the wolf goes back, uh, finds this boy and this boy had been taking care of the wolf and the, the, the boy is like, holy shit, I thought you were dead. And, um, the wolf of course is acting different than the boy remembers the wolf. And, uh, they kind of, uh, go on an adventure together trying to find the, the people that left his tribe to find a different place to live and thrive. And, uh, the boy gets injured along the way and dies. And then the orb takes the shape of the boy and then meets this girl and starts to form a bond with this girl. This girl is basically, um, she's going to be sacrificed by this group of villagers 
that believe in this deity, and this deity is like this giant. Holy shit! What is? Oh, it's like Ford versus Ferrari. What is? Is Rachel? Is she? Is she in the? Is she in a <laughs> fast? And, my house. Is she in a Fast and Furious movie? <laughs> Might have been the street. I don't know, but I don't live on a very busy street. He has noise canceling headphones, so this is a little bit hilarious. Where like all this stuff is going on, but he's <laughs> like, we. <laughs> waiting for Jake to take one of his classic pee breaks, so I can just run into my room in shame and just like see if the Mac works. Better oh my god, other. that's a dude. That was fucking like Evil Knievel was doing a stunt as we're recording, Jake. Well, the street that I live on is like one of those little side streets that it, you can use to get between two bigger streets quicker. So people will go insanely fast on this road sometimes. Oh, we heard. We heard. I'm not going to lie. He's got me pegged, too. I was <laughs> totally going to ask for a pee break after this review. Oh, I know. You're all about You're all about taking pee. We got one more thing after this, too, and then we can move on to the news. And Yay. Jake still has to pee. <laughs> Jake, you know what? Fuck it. Go, you didn't even watch this shit. Go just fucking take a piss. <laughs> All right? No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I would say I think you should try it out because, like, I know Jake is a big fan of anime. And, like, it's something I've always wanted to try out. And it's cool that you threw this on the list because, like, oh, yeah. right, here's something I can just um, jump into. Yeah. Uh, Dude, uh, so this girl, March, is going to be sacrificed to this beach, uh, this beast, and uh to uh and this beast is like this gigantic bear and then fushi this orb who's now this boy has kind of like he can kind of like he's learned how to like repair injuries and he can heal himself super fast and shit and then it comes down to like this fucking gigantic bear getting ready to kill this girl and fucking Fushi steps in and fucking starts, he turns into the goddamn wolf and fucking like can repair himself. Like it's, and when he repairs himself, Jake, it looks like the venom symbiote. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. It's fucking wild, dude. And, and you watch him fight this fucking huge, like, kaiju bear. This bear is, like, gigantic, like a few, fucking huge monster bear. And the bear will, like, rip into the flesh of this fucking wolf. And then it just, like, instantly repairs itself. It, you can see, like, the flesh and the fur and shit, like, swirl around like the venom symbiote. And just, like, take shape of the wolf again. As this wolf is just, like, taking down this gigantic fucking bear. Dude, I fucking I'm I'm three episodes in and I'm so into fucking two year eternity. It is so good. Like I've been take I I feel like I've taken a break from anime from a while. Like I saw you know the Demon Slayer movie and I'm still into Jujutsu Kaisen, which I still need to finish. I'm like more than halfway through the series, but I haven't jumped on a lot of new anime, and this is the first new anime I've watched in a while. And Jake, I think you dig this, dude. It's fucking good. I think like the first episode, you you can't just watch one. I think you got to watch at least like the first three episodes. Yeah, for this exactly. Story. I don't think I was on board till episode three. There you go, dude. What'd you think, Chris? Um, like yeah, as I was saying, it's like it's something new for me. Like I think for anime, it's something like oh, it looks cool, but I've just never really delved in that world. Um, and I knew I needed to expect like you kind of know like slower narrative. 
Um, but I, I kind of, for just some reason, just stuck with it. And by episode three, I was like, oh, damn, this is actually pretty cool original story. Um, the animation is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and it's just like an interesting concept, too. It's like watching this or being thing learning to become humans very slowly. Um, like, you see, it's like it can only basically – it doesn't even know how to eat at first. It doesn't know how to eat. And, like, the thing has died, like, six times and had to come yeah. back to life because it's just like – it didn't know how to eat and it would just die. It didn't know like what kind of food would sustain it. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of Jake. It reminds me of like, in a way it reminds me of Starman with, um, mm. Jeff Bridges. Okay. Where, you know, you've got like this alien being that comes here and is kind of like learning. Margot huma- Kidder too, right? Margot. No, no, it's not that. That's not Margot Kidder. It, uh, in that role. Is it? It's it's the woman from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It's not Margot Kidder. She looks very much like Margot Kidder, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, who is uh, actress in that movie? Who is it? Uh, it was uh, Karen Allen. It was Karen Allen. Karen Allen, that's right. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she looks Indies very... girl. Yeah, yeah. She looks a lot like Margot Kidder, but Karen Allen was the, the main lead, the female lead in Starman. But man, um, it just reminds me of Starman in that way where, like, you've got, like, this alien entity that's here to kind of, like, study humanity and doesn't expect to become more human. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, it's like humanity is kind of like rubbing off on this alien orb. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what happened in Starman where like, you know, and so this orb, it's simply this orb that's just here to study us. And, and you know, it thrives off being stimulated kind of spends time with this young girl and ah. and this young girl. Oh. What? The, the stimulated word is a little awkward. The translation. Oh I shit. That. Did that come off? Did that come off fucked up when I said that? I laughed after stimulated. Then the next thing you said was this young girl. Oh fuck. You guys, if you think that's funny, you'll love Mia versus Pharaoh, which is on HBO Max. <laughs> it's about what it's about Woody Allen and his do- his young oh, daughter. You, oh, no, God. if you guys think that's funny, you'll love that documentary. <laughs> um, Jake, that was fucked up for me to take it that direction, wasn't it? Yeah, I was a little bit in shock silence. I was just like, oh, you're gonna laugh at that? I'm gonna turn it on you. And and then I think it kind of like backfired on me. I sound like a dickhead. Drew Barrymore just. Oh, oh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she spoke out about. Yeah, uh, she spoke out about uh, against him. Yeah, Yeah. dude, he's fucked up, man. Really? Have you guys watched that fucking documentary on HBO Max? I need to watch, dude. No, Jake. I'm telling you, man. Like, man, fuck Woody Allen, dude. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't need a doc to know that that's the I know. Guy. And I felt that way, too. I felt that way, too. I felt that way, too. But, man, seriously, like, this fucking, like, this fucking opened it up. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy so hard. What a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Huge piece of shit. You can go to fucking yeah. hell. You can go to hell for that. 
Oh my god, it's fucking terrible. Um, let's take a break so Jake can go potty, and then and <laughs> let's take a. Did you rate this? Oh, I fucking I give it a Tupperware after three episodes. Absolutely. Like I think like if you just watch one episode, I think you might be like taste it, high taste it territory, but it's an absolute Tupperware and I want to see where this story goes. Chris, as far as like it sounds like you're very kind of like an anime virgin. Like Yeah. Talk to me, man. Like what are you thinking about this? Is this is anime something that you could get into possibly after watching this? Yeah, yeah. Um thank you for popping my anime cherry. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with the first episode. I probably would have just left it, but I kept watching it. Um, and by that third episode, like that fight scene with the bear <clears throat> and the wolf was just fucking badass. So like it, the action picks up too. Yeah. And the story is just intriguing. So it's very character driven. It's just like, you know, like coming from that American style of, 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 storytelling of just like get to the action as quick as possible right yeah like you, you got to give it a little bit of a slow burn um but i definitely would especially i think jake would love it um from what i know of his love of anime um it's just trying to get jake to watch past that first episode though dude yeah yeah i jake i thought honestly i think if you gave this three episodes i think you'd dig it man Jake's already yeah, peeing. With, no, I'm here. With, with, anime, <laughs> I, with anime, I kind of know the drill. Like, you yeah. have to watch more than one episode. The first mm-hmm. episode is usually just so exposition-heavy and yeah. doesn't really give you much of a feel, for even, like, thematically what kind of show you're going to re- get ready to watch. Yeah. Like, even some of the funniest anime aren't funny at all, that first episode. Like, it's just so much exposition set up. It's almost like they should do hour-long first episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to show it to my girlfriend. I think she's really going to like it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a great so. fucking show. I'm digging it, man. I can't. It's it's uh, six episodes out. I've watched the first four, and I can't wait to finish it and keep going with this one week to week, man. Yeah. So. And I, I'd love to see what you guys. I think I talked with you, Brian, on Twitter about Sturgill Simpson's Sound and Fury movie. Um, it's just he's a country artist, as most known by, but he did this rock album, and along with it, he did this anthological. Um, anthology um, movie to go with it and each song has its own uh, music video sort of but it's all these inter- interconnected stories and it um, I don't know enough about anime to talk about the different animators and like the, the gurus of the business over there but I, it's been implied to me like these are the big, biggest guys over there and each of them takes a, a unique story and tells a different story with each song hmm. that are sort of interconnected and it's like really cool an- uh, samurai fights um so, anyways, you had to say that, and Jake just Jake just pissed himself, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Jake really just... want him to watch. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I, I'm standing up and like doing like an eight year old dance sorry, at this point. I'm sorry, Jake. Yeah, Jake, no, it's fine. It's fine. Sturgill Simpson's important. Sturgill Simpson, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just, let's just give Jake a urinary tract infection so we can talk about Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> I've been trying to get Brian to start the country music podcast for years now. So oh, gosh, I mean, I'm sorry, Jake. I didn't know that you were so old. You know, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's say, let's say, right, we got one more thing. We got one more fucking thing to talk about in Good Pop, Bad Pop, and then we'll fucking talk about that one thing, and then we'll. All right, we'll be right back. Jake, take a piss. Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Hey, we're back. That's the thing that we do. We leave. We come back. Yep. <laughs> Deja vu. I know. I, know right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why do I have to give? Why do I have to say that? Why do I have to pull back the curtain on the dumbest shit, Jake? I, I mean, it's part of the charm. We fucking you know, is it part of the charm, Jake? No. Or should I just should I just let up? <laughs> should I just fucking shut the fuck up and just do the fucking show? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we just move it along. I know. What the fuck am I doing, Jake? <laughs> I mean, you do play bumpers during the break. So it is like, even to the audience, it's like we left. I know, but I, I come back and I'm like, oh, yeah, and we're back. And like, oh, and l- let me explain how we're back. <laughs> Modern technology. It's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I should just, uh, I, I, it's, it's like I'm fucking, it's like day one of hosting right now. I'm, gi- I'm giving up all the trade secrets. <laughs> all right anyway anyway we all watched this fucking documentary it's on hulu i was told about this one i heard about it i forgot about it and then i was reminded about it by one of our listeners amy kirschenbaum she tweeted me on twitter she's like you know what you should watch this you fucking piece of shit you fucking piece uh, of shit. You fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Stephanie that's a, Haynes also mentioned it on Discord. She did. Stephanie Haynes mentioned it on Discord. And, and uh, you know, they were like, when you're not fucking revealing trade secrets about your show, <laughs> maybe you should talk about this fucking documentary on Hulu. And it's called The Orange Years, The Nickelodeon Story. It's a documentary film about the Nickelodeon Network tells the story of its humble origins deep into the Snick years. It's written and directed by Scott Barber, who is not a barber, and Adam Sweeney. <laughs> I'm sure one of his relatives was. Like, that's how a lot of those names... But it's written by directed... <laughs> it's written and directed by Scott Barber, who himself is not a barber, but maybe <laughs> maybe has a relative going back that might be a barber. <laughs> and... It's also written and directed by Adam Sweeney, who's not Sweeney Todd, <laughs> but going back might be related to somebody who's associated. might have been Sweeney Todd. Might have been Sweeney Todd. I know, Jake. <laughs> might have been. Might have been. It could have, would have. We don't know. My, you know, look at me, Jake, my, look that up. While the rest, hold on, Jake, while the rest of us are talking about this documentary, how about you look up that asinine bullshit? I want to talk about this, I want to talk about this doc. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can do both at once. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why I'm berating you and chastising you right now. Jake, I think that's, I think that, seriously, I think that's a deep personal issue with me. 
I think it has. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on. Either. I don't either, dude. I don't think it has anything. To, I think it has a lot to do with what's going on in my life right now, dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's cool. We can talk about it off air. Dude, what, if you're here for me, uh, that would mean so much. No, and maybe we, sure. we can unpack what's going on in my life. <laughs> this is so dumb dude <laughs> you know what now it feels like it feels like all the background noise going on in chris's end doesn't even matter at this point no you know what it's i mean completely pointless seriously i i think i've heard like I think I've heard some fucked up shit going on on Chris's end. <laughs> no. Happening over there. Hey, literally, there's just cats. Oh, I meant to turn off the TV to see if that would have an effect. Are you watching the musical Cats? <laughs> no, I wish I was. Is it with it. or without the bubbles? Uh, I just, it's just the Roku thing scrolling across the city. This episode is like chock full of buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the. Me. The, the, how did this gay, get made podcast on cats is amazing. So good. Yeah. Guys, let's talk about the orange years. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Like, uh, yeah, this is, it, this deals with like, uh, the history of Nickelodeon and, and, and the network. And, um, I'll be honest with you. Like, I can't get into, I can get into like the documentary and what I saw, but I didn't experience the whole thing. I kind of aged out mm. somewhere along the way. Um, I, I, Jake, I think I aged out pretty early on this one, to be quite honest with you. Like I was into, I was totally into you can't do that on television. And I was totally into Double Dare. And I think think i aged out somewhere along clarissa explains it all and doug i kind of aged out then that's me that's just me but uh i still loved this documentary i loved learning about like the history of nickelodeon um I think like I think it's like once Pete and Pete started and Doug started and I watched like I do remember watching Clarissa explains it all but I wasn't watching it like dedicated like every fucking episode I was I was flipping over to like Saved by the Bell at that time you know what I mean Did you watch Pete and Pete I with Pete and Pete Jake I watched the I watched like the the shorts that they had before the actual show hit. Okay. They used to have commercials that were like cute little fucking shorts before Pete and Pete hit the actual show. So how let me explain that in a way that maybe you'll understand. Uh before the Simpsons were the Simpsons, they had shorts on Tracy Ullman. I remember the Pete and Pete shorts. Okay. So Pete Same. Pete and Pete had shorts on Nickelodeon. I was watching those shorts and I thought that this was, I thought it was very funny. By the actual, by the time the actual show hit, I was aged out. For me personally, I was aged out of Nickelodeon. I was watching MTV. I was watching, you know, um, fucking, you know, Saved by the Bell and, 
you know, hang time and California dreams and that kind of shit. I was kind of like aged out. I, I did watch Clarissa, Clarissa explains it all, but I wasn't watching it like every week. Like if it was on, I was watching it sometimes. So, um, I kind of aged out of this Nickelodeon stuff somewhere, you know, but, uh, I, I did enjoy this documentary a lot. I really, I, I, I liked learning about the history of, uh, of Nickelodeon. A lot of the stuff I did not know. Um, but I want to know what you guys thought. Like, I know that, you know, Neil and Chris, you guys are a little bit younger. So maybe like you did stick around for a lot of the snick years. Jake, what did you think about the orange years? Oh, I loved it. It was a high tasted for me. Um, I think I lasted a little bit longer than you, but I was not there for the snick years. Like I, I don't have much of an emotional connection to um, like the all that and the uh, yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark and the Keenan and Kel. I never like watched I, that either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew of it because it was so popular in pop culture, like with the Good Burger stuff. Like, yep. I, I yep. knew yep. of its existence, but I, I really wasn't a big fan. But almost everything before that I did have a lot of experience with. I remember the first morning they debuted the Nicktoons and watching all three of those for the first time. I, yeah, I remember that. I remember that was a big deal and I just couldn't get into, I did watch, I think I watched, I watched a lot more Doug than I ever watched Rugrats. I couldn't get into Same. Rugrats, but I watched a lot yeah, more. I was a huge Ren and Stimpy stan. Wow. I loved Ren and Stimpy. And like when it went over to MTV, I was all about it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the, the big one of those three for me. I just remember that, that cartoon almost kind of changed my life and my yeah. sensibilities. It was so impactful for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this was really great. I thought there was a lot of really great stories that made me laugh that I'd never heard before. Um, I was cracking up at Little Pete's mom's reaction to him starring in scenes with uh, Strongman Artie. I thought that was really hilarious. Like, <laughs> what are you doing with my kid and this guy in this tight spandex pants? <laughs> um, and even though I, I wasn't an all that guy, I was just rolling about Keenan talking about yeah. Coolio. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. Coolio smoking weed and shit. Yeah. Yeah, on the fucking Nickelodeon Universal Studio set and shit. You yeah. Know? And yeah. that was like the area they weren't allowed to like mm-hmm. go back to. And I thought that all that stuff was really hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really cool when they talked about the uh, advertising aspect of Nickelodeon and how, and how they dealt with that, like product placements and everything. Uh, this, this was really well done. I, yeah. Um, dude, I, I, I did. Thought- I watched a lot of Hey Dude. Oh, me too. I watched a lot of Salute Your Shorts. Salute Your Shorts, yeah. Nickelodeon shows. Like, I definitely, you know, seeing a lot of those intros and hearing those songs again for the first time in forever almost gave me an emotional reaction. Like, I was kind of tearing me up, like, hearing the Camp on Alana song again. I haven't heard that in fucking years, dude. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just thought it was really cool. Um, it's something I'll probably, like, I could see myself watching this again in, like, five years. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it that much. I never see. Here's the thing: like, I never watched "Are You Afraid of the Dark." I th- I aged out of Nickelodeon, and I was watching stuff like Monsters and Tales from the Dark Side and Tales from the Crypt. And I kind of moved on, so I never got into "Are You Afraid of the Dark." But man, when I was watching <laughs> what they were showing in "Are You Afraid of the Dark," I really was impressed by the fact that this was actually on 
a kids network. Like, holy fuck. Like, they really did. Yeah, they went for it. They went for it. They brought some of the scary to this, man. I was impressed, man. Because, like, you know, even though I had moved on, like, I, I, you know, I can't see them doing anything like this today for, like, kids of the same age. So I was super impressed that they were doing this in the 90s. I want to, Neil, like, talk to me, man. Is this, did this move you at all? Yeah, I, uh didn't grow up with Nickelodeon because I lived out in the woods and we had one of those gigantic satellite dishes that you ha- that actually has to move. Yeah. Um, and so this was one of the channels I never got growing up. So I didn't have much experience with any of the Nickelodeon stuff. Um, but this documentary was fucking fantastic. I tupper the shit out of the documentary itself. Uh, there was a couple of moments where I got really emotional. Like early on, they're talking about their ethos uh, of letting kids be kids and that like that the whole section really got to me um when they when they talked about the the magic johnson hiv stuff that really got to me Uh, i started crying yeah me too like that whole scene where like that little girl has hiv and magic johnson is just there holy shit that was like i'm tearing up right now like oh my god good that was incredible Um, yeah i love i love yeah, it's very important. You know, educating kids, destigmatizing this stuff uh, that people are going through. It's it's very important. Um, I, I really appreciated how it seemed like their their mission statement was to be wholesome and, and honorable towards kids, and not try and sell them a bunch of crap like every company does now. Um, this this woman uh, Geraldine Layborn, who was in charge of the channel, seems like she really knew what the hell she was doing and and did a fucking fantastic job um i do remember i mean ren and stimpy was was the subversive cartoon when i was younger so i i I did see quite a bit of that like at friends houses and whatnot uh i do remember gak i loved you know that whole thing oh my god yeah Uh, gak was fucking awesome dude I loved yeah. how they they fucking talked about how like when you would put it back in the fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the container, specially designed container. <laughs> the Good container fart. it did it sounded like when you put it back in the container like it sounded like a fart. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I mean, that's just one of those little touches that th- this company seems to have done better than its competitors and for a better reason. Yeah. Um, I also was blown away by the fact that mark mothersbaugh did the fucking rugrats themes holy shit i didn't like the fucking guy that did the fucking black panther no it was thor ragnarok did thor he do, ragnarok yeah yeah he did from thor Kimo. ragnarok I mean, yeah nuts. from yeah. yeah yeah it was crazy it was it was cool to see tom kenny uh, i remember when we were at c2e2 my first year uh they had the reading of Fuck, I think it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off with a bunch of voice actors. And um, me and Jesse Candelori were there, and we watched you know, Tom Kenny and, and just a, a ton of voice talent do Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And it was fucking oh, hilarious. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tom so Kenny, I, I t- Tom I t- Kenny like, you, like, I remember, like, watching him on, you know, Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. like, like, but that's not what made him. Like it was doing SpongeBob SquarePants, yeah. <laughs> which is what made that guy, you know. So yeah, yeah. Chris, what did you think about this, dude? Yeah, uh, definitely a Tupperware 
um, as a documentary. And I think if you're a kid of the 80s or 90s um, and, and that's just like a pivotal part of your upbringing like mine, like it's definitely a tough word just to like go back and just like, oh, shit, I love that tune. I want to make a playlist of all those songs. Um, uh, I, I there was parts that I just thought thought were like really funny when they were talking about uh, the Universal Studios and how it was like a zoo, and that one kid from all that was like, it's like, you know, you're just like surrounded by people, and it looked like he was about to start crying about it. it just like, oh uh, yeah, it was really weird. Um, but there was just so many feels like the Magic Johnson part. Doug Funny, like I thought my I thought I was Doug Funny because I went to this small private Catholic school as a kid and I wore that exact same outfit every day. Um and uh just yeah, just like all the stuff too. I kinda wanna go almost rewatch things. I think I can't remember if it was Doug or Rocco's and like they showed this picture of a doctor's office sign and it said Doctor Bendova. And and I was like, Oh damn. <laughs> what, what <laughs> the fuck? It was crazy how much the creator of Doug looked like Doug. It yeah. totally was, wasn't it, Jake? <laughs> oh my god, I kept thinking that to myself. Like, oh my god, that guy is Doug. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I loved it. Um, there was parts where I was like tearing up, or just like, oh shit, like I've forgotten that I knew you couldn't do that. On, you can't do that on television. It's like, oh, I remember uh, the show as a kid. I loved you can't do that on television. Yeah, I loved it. Surprised so much. they didn't bring up Alanis Morissette. They I was did. At that. They showed her many many times. They did that. show her, but they showed they didn't her, but name they, drop her at all. Yeah, and mm. I, well, I was upset that she didn't fucking show up for the documentary. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's that's why. I was also surprised they didn't talk about Nick at Night at all. That was right? such a huge part of the whole thing to me too. Was watching those classic sitcoms for the first time as a kid. Oh my god! Oh my, I loved Nick at Night, dude. I was fucking watching yeah. uh, Donna Reed. I was watching fucking Laughing. Uh, my three sons. My Green three Acres. sons. Green Acres. Yeah, all that shit, Logan's dude. Heroes. Oh fuck! Yeah. Well, do you, Jake, did you ever watch Lancelot Link? Oh yeah, oh, with the monkey. Yeah. They- <laughs> Lancelot Link's Secret Chimp. Fuck yeah, I used to watch that shit all the time, man. That was fucking... That, that's Nickelodeon, dude. That's how I, I knew my girlfriend was going to love uh, WandaVision. Because that's what she like grew up on, was just watching Nick at Night. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you're going to love this show. Like, I know you're not really super hardcore into Marvel, but you're going to really like this one. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, dude. I'm all... Yeah. Dude, I fucking... Uh, I mean, I used to watch, I grew up on like, you know, I grew up on the Monsters and Donna Reed and my, my dad's a huge fucking fan of like the Andy Griffith show and that's, that's, that's a lot of what I watched when I was a kid. Uh, Bewitched and, and, uh, fucking I Dream a Genie and Gilligan's Island. Dude, I grew up on all that shit, man. That, that's just what was on in syndication, Jake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And could you all of us argue that WandaVision well, I guess. Do you think Wandavision probably might not have happened without Nick and Knight? Because, or is the creative team old enough to have remembered those shows? I don't know, dude. That's a good question, man. But here's the thing: it's like, like who's really going to appreciate Wandavision if you don't have fucking Gen Xers and yeah. and you know, like a, a percentage of millennials watching Nick at Night. The geriatric millennials. The geriatric oh, yeah. millennials. Yeah, yeah. I, I Older heard. millennials. Uh, ooh, Neil, does that trigger you, sir? 
geriatric millennials. I think that's the tar- <laughs> term mean, they use. It is it the is term the they use. This week. It, yeah. It's the term Gen they use. Gen Zers are using that term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We self-identify as elder millennials. <laughs> I, I give this I give this the highest of taste. It's I would give this a Tupperware had I think I had been a part of all of this whole Nick of all the orange years. Maybe if I would have been a little bit younger, because I was there. I was there at the beginning, Jake. I was there at the beginning, and I kind of like that's kind of like I kind of moved on, man. I kind of I was kind of I was that audience that moved on to MTV. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. I, I think I was kind of doing both. Same. That that's interesting to me though, because I was not a part of any of this stuff, and yet I, I found this documentary itself just so fucking compelling. Yeah. Um, that it really spoke to me, but you know, obviously each to their own. I mean, it's just a fascinating story. It's like it's not, yeah. it's not the documentary on on um, uh, Mister Rogers of just like epic moving, oh, but like, I mean, whoever gets <laughs> number two of uh, the 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 head CEO, she had like a doctorate in pedagogy, so like she knew kids and 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 how to respect yeah. them. Yeah, and and it's just like that beautiful not talk story. down to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think I was like I was like as I said with my brother like I think I was watching like Headbangers Ball and Doug at the same time, <laughs> um, like, just getting exposed, like listening to Pantera a lot. Oh my um, god, dude! When I fucking when I fucking uh, the I remember I remember where I was the when I watched fucking Headbangers Ball and Ricky Rackman introduced fucking Pantera. Wow! Oh but, my god. I was just like, holy shit. That changed my life, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but I think I was growing out of it, like, as you said, like, probably with the Snick stuff, like, I wasn't really interested in watching the Are You Afraid of the Dark? And, like, I tried all that, but I was, like, just yeah, I not get it. laughing at it. And I was like, you're going to put that guy on SNL? He wasn't very funny, but he's actually the funniest Oh, he's guy so good. He's, he's he, so good. Yeah, yeah. The Can R. It? Kelly SNL bit is so good yeah keenan thompson's really funny. <laughs> yeah, guys let's move him. let's uh so yeah yeah we all it's the orange i if you if you grew up with nickelodeon watch it it's called the orange years the nickelodeon story it's on hulu let's move into the pop culture leftovers news hear ye hear ye read all about it it's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it this news is gangsta as fuck yo it's gangsta as fuck yo Jake, you like how I took control there, dude? Yeah, you moved that shit right along. I said, you know, I, <laughs> I fucking, I fucking, yeah, dude, I fucking took control of this shit, man. You know what I mean? You were not a sub. You were uh-uh. dom. I was total dom, dude. I was fucking like Fast and Furious dom, dude. <laughs> dude, fucking, fucking Gal, Gal Gadot having a hard on for him that fucking fourth movie. that's funny that's funny that's like her first gig i know dude she was all about fucking vin diesel in that movie dude she was like so sad when vin diesel was like 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 i'm not gonna fuck you (laughs) (laughs) oh if he had said it just like that that would have made the movie way better (laughs) dude 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 his fucking his fucking like the love of his life had died 
and she was all like throwing herself at him and she couldn't stop thinking about him and he's like I'm not gonna fuck you. Holy shit. To this day, my friend and I still will say bra to each other from the second one. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's awesome. Bra. It's a bra. It's a bra. (laughs) News from Deadline. John Boyega set to reunite with Joe Cornish for Attack of the Block 2. My question to you, gentlemen. Who here on the podcast has seen John Boyega in Attack the Block? Not me. Not me. Sorry. All right. You know what? (laughs) I'm going to put Jake and Chris in timeout. Okay. Yeah. You can see your designated corners there. I put my hat on. Put your little fucking dunce cap on. on. Yeah. You're done. You're done. Just stick your little nose in the corner. (laughs) All right. That's what you get. That's what you get. Uh, Neil. What'd you think of, dude, I'll tell you what I thought about Attack the Block. This fucking movie is incredible. I, I loved yeah. Attack the Block. I thought it was fantastic. I think I saw it on, I think I saw it years later. I, I did see it after The Force Awakens, so it was like not something that I had seen prior to The Force Awakens. This is something that I watched after The Force Awakens. But I saw it on, uh, Stars. Yeah, I agree with you. It's an absolute Tupperware. And, um, the the original uh you've got John Boyega play, who plays Moses uh he mobilizes his mates against a group of nasty extraterrestrials looking to take over the neighborhood uh Joe Cornish uh is coming uh back to write and direct the sequel and he will produce with Boyega and um Neil, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, there's no plot for the sequel. We don't know what it is. But um, all that being said, man, I, I'm, I'm super excited for a sequel for this. Like, yeah, I can't wait. I, I that first movie is absolutely phenomenal. I John yeah. Boyega is great. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, Neil. Well, just like the the the, the ability that. With, with, with which they made the movie despite the low budget and having that good of a creature design for that budget was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, like the creature design for the aliens is, is really, really goddamn good. Um, and everybody in it is, is fantastic. I first saw Attack the Block on, uh, I was in a bar and it was playing on the TV in the background. And I was just riveted by it, so I went out and watched it later. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I, I too saw it after uh, Force Awakens, so I knew who John Boyega yeah. turned out to be. Yeah. But he—you can see it from his performance in that movie. Just why he was, why his career rise has been so kind of meteoric. Because mm-hmm. he is very, very compelling in that, and, and like the entire cast is really good. So I, I am really interested to see where they take it. Um, I'm not sure it needed a sequel, but I'm excited for it nonetheless. Yeah, I'm not sure it needs a sequel too. But after the first one, I was like, I was not opposed to a sequel. 
I was like, if they exactly. do, if yeah. they do this again, I'm, I'm down with a sequel. It's uh, Jake. You can watch this for free, Chris. You can watch this for free on Tubi TV if you want to with ads. Oh, gotcha. I actually bought this for five bucks about a couple months ago. Well, then fucking nice. watch it. Then fucking, you know what? <laughs> I'll watch it. We're fucking, we're fucking a couple months removed from a couple months ago, Jake. What? Fucking watch it. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. John Boyega really hasn't had a meteor, meteoric career though. I'll disagree with Neil on that. I, it feels like. <laughs> Other than the Star Wars movies, it feels like he's been in kind of dud after dud, and not that much, honestly. Well, including Star Wars, he's been in dud after dude, dud. Dude, he fucking... What was that movie that he did? Oh, fuck, man. I gotta look up that John Boy... Detroit. What was that movie called? Detroit something. It was just called Detroit. Just Detroit? It was... Yeah, but I said Detroit something. It was called Detroit. That was a good... <laughs> that was a good movie, dude. Yeah, I'm not really talking about the uh, quality of the movies. More like making money and critical reception. I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like of the three main principal actors, he's had the worst career post Star Wars. Why you gotta pick on Neil? Yeah. <laughs> but no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. Why you gotta? Pick, why do you have to pick on Neil because you haven't seen this movie? <laughs> I think part of it has to do with the fact that he was, his character was so severely underwritten in Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Yeah. Where it seems like he's been in a lot more duds when in actuality his, his abilities have been showcased quite well multiple times. Dude, I think you, I think you, I think if fucking, if you get this guy working with the right director, I think that you have what Neil, I think you have what you're talking about, this meteoric rise. Yeah. I think the meteoric it, rise was more from Attack the Block to fucking Star Wars rather yeah, than anything yeah. post Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. a big that's a big leap. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly I think like if you fucking honestly I think if like if you have if you have a director I think he needs to get pulled by a director that wants to work with him. I'd love um, to see him work with like Boots Riley or yes. Um, yes. Uh, Ryan Coogler. Yes. I think they would be some great pairings. Yes. I agree. I 100, I think, you know, like Jordan Peele. That'd be another good, mm-hmm. that'd be mm-hmm. another good, yeah. another good pairing. Um, Do directors like now want to hire him? Like, is it one of those things where I, like, you know, like the guy that, um, I'm forgetting his name. I apologize. The, the guy that played Cyborg. Ray Fisher. Where, yeah. yeah. Where it's I was like, wondering the same thing. John Boyega, he was very outspoken about what he thought about the director's decisions with his character on Star Wars. And I'm not saying that he's wrong. I think he was very right in his opinions. But that's the kind of thing that will make it hard to hire. It's is- That's true. That is very true. And hopefully yeah. if – if here's the thing. Neil, are we so – are we – like here's the thing. First off, more, definitely more people have seen uh, The Force Awakens than have seen Attack the Block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're we're a decade removed from Attack the Block and they're going to they're talking about a sequel. Like so in order to watch Attack the Block 2, you kind of have to go back and watch the first movie. Yeah. How successful yeah. is this movie going to be, dude? I I don't know, and that's a, that's the other part of it that kind of gives me a little trepidation is this it, it was a very it's a kind of a cult 
ish kind of hit. Right. Uh, yeah. I, there are people who have seen it, love it mostly, um, but not a lot of people have seen it. So, is it going to pump up the original, or is the sequel going to suffer because nobody is invested in the franchise? Dude, it's like fucking like this is like. Uh, here's, here's the thing. I love I love Sin City, mm-hmm. and you know what. I love Sin City too, but you know what? Sin City two didn't do shit mm-hmm. because yeah. it came out way, way too, too late. late. And it's yeah. not—it's not a franchise like Star Wars, to where right. like you know, like where it can it can keep the the momentum going, yeah. um, despite gaps. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it's so, also like you look at like um, uh, Boondock Saints and mm-hmm. Boondock Saints Two or Anchorman, Anchorman Two. I mean, well, comedies are a little different. But, Joe Dirt, uh, and then the sequel, <laughs> Joe Dirt oh Two. I don't know who's Joe Dirt. There's a Joe Dirt 2? There is a Joe Dirt 2, and it's a crackle of... Why? (laughs) (laughs) It's Seymour of Kid Rock's amazing action. Or action. Uh, Ball with the ball. Am I right? (laughs) Dude, Mm. Kid Rock fizzes me a lot, off a lot. And he has a really shitty bar here in Nashville, but I, I will give it to... Cowboy is a really cool song. Didn't uh, what, 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 something happened at his bar recently? Some guy like oh, Morgan, the, Morgan Whalen <laughs> performed there. Well, hold on, no, oh, like didn't somebody he had like a fucking philosophy bag and he was throwing it around the bar? Yeah, there was a guy. <laughs> there was a guy at Kid Rock's bar that fucking like had a colostomy bag full of shit and like threw it around the bar and like it busted open, right? Oh Jesus. Yeah, I read yeah. that story. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I think Morgan Wallen probably did play there. It was really sad. Like, like going back to uh, uh, Underground Railroad, like Morgan Wallen's numbers on Spotify like skyrocketed after that whole shit. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's it's his biggest career move was his yeah. controversy. He's made so much money because of it. It's yeah. very disgusting. Yeah. Wait, what? His fans like him more because of what he did, and his country album was like the number one country album of the year post what he said. Yeah, what did he do for like a really long time. He went on like a racist rant. He dropped got, the oh. n bomb on camera. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he steals songs from like good songwriters like Jason Isbell. So fuck him. He's got a raging mullet too. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with a mullet? <laughs> I, I used to have one. There's nothing wrong with a mullet. Uh, there's also nothing wrong with a raging mullet, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that wasn't even his first offense because he got kicked off SNL for doing something similar. No, he got kicked off of SNL because he broke COVID rules. He was like, uh, caught at, he was caught at a huge party like the night before the live show. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah, yeah same same guy. I he heard sounds about like a real that. piece of work. Yeah, Jack White had to come in and save the day. That was a great Jack White performance, yeah. too. That was a real nice, happy accident. Did yeah. you guys know that there's two Mike Tyson projects in development right now? What? I feel like I knew that. No. I knew there was one. Yeah, well, he's big, he's big that's big. not my question. Chris? 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 I'm sorry, Brian. Chris? Chris? I'm sorry. That was not... Now you, you're saying sorry like you're Canadian. And yeah, I, I'm saying like Drake. Chris, that was not it's my Drake question. Canadian. 
<laughs> I know that you probably know that there's one Mike Tyson project in development right now, which is being headlined by one Jamie Foxx. But my question was, did you know that there's two Mike Tyson projects in development? I didn't. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> You're a fucking liar, Chris. I, I You're a fucking like, liar. Like Gomer Pyle and Full Metal Jacket right now getting yelled at. You're a fucking liar. Jake, uh, honestly, like seriously, Jake, this this podcast has lost all integrity with the with the introduction of Chris from Volk. Just now it lost all integrity. You know you know what they put you know what they you know what they you know what they put in that vinyl was cash. They put cash they put cash money in that vinyl record, but they didn't put integrity and truth and honesty in that fucking vinyl. It's all monopoly. Money. It's it's all guys. No. I'm I'm really not that passionate about anything that's going on right now. Um I love you Chris. I think you're fantastic. Thank you. You too, guys. Um there's two I did not know this. There's Jake, get over it, dude. This is <laughs> Oh, get it. Get last it. time I show emotion. No shit. Jesus Christ. Grow. You know what? Grow a pair. Yeah, I've been, I've been, for eight years, for fucking eight years, Jake, I've been wanting to say grow a pair. <laughs> <laughs> that's mean. And that's not true. You None of this waiting? is. Huh? You've been waiting to say that? Neil, you're next. So don't you, you don't, you, don't you fucking inject your bullshit. Right now, you're fucking next in line. That's all I enjoy. All right, I'm no seriously. I'm gonna fuck all of you guys up right now. Well, <laughs> seriously, this is a fucking conveyor belt of fucking me just fucking chastising and berating all of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to hell, boys. <laughs> I don't know. Get the that, fuck off my obstacle. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I'm gonna drop Neil, Jake, and Chris. Can we get Rachel, your roommate, on the podcast right now? Oh, she loves D and D. What's that? She loves D and D. Well, this is not that podcast. <laughs> no, it is a distinct lack of British accents. <laughs> um, who? Uh, this is an article I read from Deadline. I had no idea about this before I read this article uh, within the past couple of days. Hulu won't be knocked out of the ring on Mike Tyson biopic Iron Mike, despite punches thrown by boxer. So apparently there's two Mike Tyson projects in the work right uh, in the works right now. Uh this one by Hulu and of course we know about the biopic starring Jamie Foxx. Hulu is standing firm with its Mike Tyson biopic series despite a few jabs from the former former world champion boxer. In February the streamer revealed it had ordered 8 episode series Iron Mike from Itanya screenwriter Steven Rogers. Not Captain America, by the way. <laughs> and director Craig Gillespie, with Margot Robbie exec producing, and Mixedish's uh, Corinne Gist set as a showrunner and exec producer. The series is set to explore the wild, tragic, and controversial life and career of heavyweight champion Mike Tyson, one of the most polarizing figures in sports culture. 
However, a few hours after the announcement, Tyson accused the Disney-owned network of, quote, cultural misappropriation and said it was tone deaf to announce particularly during Black History Month. It turned out that one of Tyson's issues might have been a rival project that was also in the works, one that he had signed up to be involved in, revealing in March that Jamie Foxx would star in a limited series from Antoine Fuqua and Martin Scorsese. That project didn't have a broadcaster or streamer attached. So what the fuck? I had no idea there were two Mike Tyson projects in the works. One being on Hulu uh, called Iron Mike. And then the, I guess Jamie, I thought, I thought the Jamie Foxx thing was a movie. I thought it was too. It looks like it's a limited series from Anton Fuqua and Martin Scorsese. And, um, it, it, that's the one that Mike Tyson is kind of like, like, like that's the one he's fucking put his stamp of approval on. But Hulu is doing their own thing called Iron Mike. And, uh. Mike Tyson is fucking like, what the fuck? I don't approve of this bullshit. <laughs> like what? Um, I, I had no idea. Um, I'm going to be watching both. I, 100% I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be watching both 100%. But here's the thing. Like, would you rather watch a, I, we don't even know who's in the Iron Mike series. I think like the bigger draw definitely is going to be the Jamie Foxx one, right? Oh, easily. I mean, with the the people making it, the people starring in it, Tyson's approval is for that project. So, oh, he's yeah. he's he's met with Jamie Foxx. Those two have like talked and collaborated, and yeah, he's legit pissed off about the Hulu thing. Like, he's pretty much called it racist and abhorrent at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm interested in both too. Um, Do, hey Jake, kinda, did you watch? Did you watch the uh, Mike Tyson? Uh, it was Spike Lee directed it, and it was his HBO special. I think it was just called Tyson. I did not see that, dude. Fu- oh, watch it. It's so good, dude. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a one Max. it's it's a one man show, and it's Tyson, and he's basically talking about his career. He's talking about. Fucking growing up, he's talking about meeting Cuz, his fucking trainer, and he's talking about. I mean, he's it's just talking about his early career, and he's talk, he talks about his first fight on the streets. Dude, you gotta watch this. It's fucking great. It's a one man Mike Tyson it show. Came out in nineteen ninety five. Is it that old? No, it's newer than that. It's newer okay. than that. It came out with Mike Tyson Undisputed Truth that came out in two thousand thirteen. That might it's it's directed by Sp- I swear it's directed by Spike Former Lee. Former heavyweight champion Mike Tyson and legendary filmmaker Spike Lee bring Tyson's one man hit stage show to HBO. And there you go. This must be it. You got to watch that man. You got to watch that man. Who? Hey, hey Neil, have you ever seen it? Chris, have you ever seen it? Uh, I feel like I remember you talking about it, and then you yeah. like did not listen to like my praise and and you didn't seek it out. Uh. No. Yeah. Fu- uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm fucking with you. I'm I miss the Tyson you. years. It's just, you know. Um, I mean, like, I did like your, I think, like, you kind of, you explained it yeah. to where, like, it kind of made 
made Mike Tyson make more sense. And like, mm-hmm. cause like my, my, when I came to Mike Tyson, I know him as like going to jail. Right. Um, right. Okay. Not, not, uh, not like, you know, his formative years. I know the killer song, <laughs> Douglas versus Tyson. Um, but that's about it. Dude. I fucking, I, it, when I grew up, yeah, I grew up with Mike Tyson being a monster. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Mike Tyson dominating the world of boxing. I grew up with fucking headlines in the newspaper, the <laughs> sports page of of Mike Tyson just fucking destroying his opponents. And uh and then it came down to when he fucking what Jake when he fought Buster Douglas that was like in Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, that was a shocking night. <laughs> Dude, I fucking I was watching that shit live. Yeah, me as well. Me yeah. as well. That's what that killer song is about. It was just like, uh, what's his name? Brandon Flowers is talking like, it was like a pivotal moment in his child of like, my hero just fell. Like, it's like an Optimus Prime moment, you know? What what Killers album is that on? Uh Oh, gosh. Uh, Sorry. Bat- Battleborn. Battleborn. Oh, that's why I don't know it. Yeah, it's later Killers. Dude, hey Jake, do you remember DJ Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince? Do you remember the song I Think I Can Beat Mike Tyson? Oh, of course. Hold on, let me see if I can play this. Skip this ad. Fuck off. I hate this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking YouTube is so annoying. I hate that shit. (laughs) You're trying to sell me a fucking iPhone that I already fucking own! Dude, this song. Do you remember this, Jake? Oh, yeah. In Leroy. Leroy. Yeah. Did you, did you hear about that ball, Mike Tyson? Mike, Mike Tyson, he the boy that played football for no, my G.O. No, you old coop. He, he a boxer, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, I went to his fight a couple months ago. I seen him hit that boy. He hit that boy so hard, his head flew off. <laughs> I was in Jeff's crib one night about eight. And we yep. were watching a couple of Mike Tyson fight tapes. Jeff was like, man, you see how hard Mike punching? Come on, Jeff. The other guy was just lunging. Left, right, left, right, another tape. If that was me, I'd have been okay, though. The very next day, I gave Russell a ring with JL and Leor, and we all called Don King. I said, yeah, Don, I got a problem. Tell him, Prince. Yeah, what's up? What you saying? You trying to solve him? Forget the small talk. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Me and Mike, two months. Trump, Atlantic City. Yo, you got this. You want to bust dude up. Yeah, you can be my trainer. Word up. I'm rough like a freight train, smooth like ice. And yo, Jeff, straight up, I think I can beat my... <laughs> <laughs> you can beat him, man. Man, word up. You know, I put on a couple pounds, man. We can do this. Dude, that's fucked up, man. He played uh he played Muhammad Ali in that movie too, which is crazy to think about. Oh man, it's funny. I didn't even think about that connection. Oh my god. Mike Tyson was a fucking machine. He was a beast. I remember a stand up comedian years ago that got up in front of the audience and he's like, Mike Tyson is a pit bull that they taught to stand upright and fight in the ring. And he wasn't lying, dude. That fucking Mike Tyson was a fucking 
monster, a beast yeah. in the ring. And if you if you let Mike Tyson get inside, he would fucking uppercut you and just fucking take you the fuck out. Like this guy was just Mike Tyson was just a beast in the ring. That's why it was crazy to watch that Buster Douglas fight, Jake. I I, I couldn't believe it. I was watching when it happened. <laughs> yeah. I it felt like it was fixed. Like, I remember that was my first thought was like the fix is in like we all knew Don King was like a super shadester. I really did think like someone was like betting on the lines against Tyson and yeah. just fixed the fight. But I mean, we know now that that's not the case, but that was definitely my first thought. Yeah, it was problems with, yeah. you know, Robin Givens and then Cuz had died, his trainer, and then Buster Douglas, his mom had just died. And so yeah. he was like basically like in the best shape of his career and he was trying to win this for his mother and it was just like the, mm. it was the perfect storm for a guy to fucking yeah. beat Mike Tyson. Yeah, it made him a, a megastar. It did. He fucking, yeah. you know, Mike Tyson had the Nintendo game, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and then after that, fucking Sega Genesis had the Buster Douglas video game mm. after fucking Buck, Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. That was like, that was his one moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, Jake, honestly, are you... I said I'm going to watch both, man. Do, am I a fucking traitor if I watch the fucking Hulu version? No. I mean, cur- just curiosity. You just kind of have to see what's going on. It's episodic, so you're going to be able to watch, like, one episode and know if it's something you're into or not. Yeah. I just... I uh, You know, I love Mike. I love Iron Mike, you know? And it's just like, I don't want to watch something that... He's going to be at your fucking door. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck, Brian? Why are you watching that you bullshit? Love, I thought you loved me. I thought you loved me. I thought I thought you loved. I thought you loved everything about me. Why are you watching this bullshit? <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't know, dude. I, I I really like. I'm more excited, of course, for the fucking Antoine Fuqua, Jamie Fox, Martin Scorsese thing. And who the fuck are they gonna cast in this Hulu bullshit? I don't know if they're casting anyone, right? I think it's purely... Um, Is it just a fucking documentary then? I think that's See, the that's case, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Interesting. Jamie Foxx, when it comes to biopics, it fucking kills it, though. We can't deny that he fucking kicked ass in Ray. Yeah. No, he was great. Yeah, biopics are, are definitely where he should be. Superhero films, maybe not. Oh, my God. Neil. Uh, Neil. Thor spot. <laughs> Thor spot. Oh, fuck it. Are you talking about Electro? Yeah. I'm talking about Spawn, but also Electro, yeah. He was not in Spawn, wasn't he? He was not. No, no, he was supposed he's to be cast, in He's cast in the new Spawn that who knows if that's ever going to fucking come out. Uh-huh. Neil. Yeah. How you doing, dude? Doing all right. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, not too bad, man. Oh, good. All right, man. <laughs> 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 I I I, what do you I th- don't like boxing and I don't care for Mike Tyson as a person, so I'm not gonna watch either one of these. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right, I get it. Dude, yeah, Mike Tyson, man, he's a he, dude, he's a controversial figure, isn't he, Jake? Yeah, a little bit. He's had issues in the past. <laughs> he fucking he fucking threatened to eat one of his opponent's children at one point in time. <laughs> yeah. Not the biggest lover of women either. No. 
that's where most of my issues come from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. But man, as far as like fucking dude, as far as a boxer is as concerned, far as raw athletic skill, like there's no denying he had it. God damn, he did. Oh my god, Jake. Can, hey, Jake. It's like as far as like sports figures go and shit like that, there's like there's like two there's like two matchups that I think I would want to see the most as far as sports figures go. I think I would love to see Mike Tyson in his prime and Muhammad Ali in their prime fight. Oh, I want to see the Jordan LeBron match. That's it. No, that's mm-hmm. fine. I said two. Yeah. I said two. I was thinking the same thing. I said oh, two. Yeah. Jordan versus LeBron one on one. Jordan, the, Jordan versus LeBron one on one, man. Holy fucking shit. Jordan LeBron and then Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. Those are the two matches that I would want to see the most. Do you, man, wouldn't that be a great fucking show? If there was a show where they could fucking like give us like seriously like, like just CGI <laughs> fucking artificial intelligence. They put all the data in and we could watch. The outcome of of some of the greatest, um, you know, sports sports that would be cool. But you know, people will will disagree with the outcomes mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. Like that'll be very controversial. Yeah, but like, yeah, I I, I, I think we'll be there in like five to ten years. I agree. Kind of shit. That would I mean, be that, a, would that, that would be a huge show, though, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Think about the ratings that ESPN would get if we could watch, um, you know, like the fucking, uh, 1996 Bulls versus, you know, 2010 Miami Heat. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, or, or the fucking, you know, the Golden State Warriors that beat their 72 and 10 record. Yeah. Mm. Get my Steph on board. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, my man. local team. I can root for I know. Them. I know. That fucking, <laughs> it fucking, like, um, uh, when the Bulls went 72 and 10 that season, dude, like, that meant so much to me. That, that yeah, year was, and then fucking when Golden State fucking beat that, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> You motherfuckers, you didn't have the... And we lost the finals, I know. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah. I'm well aware. I know, but hey, at least the Bulls won the championship. <laughs> it's the same argument, the same argument with fucking LeBron. Everybody fucking like LeBron versus Jordan. I'm like, every time fucking Jordan went to the finals, he won. Yeah. So, but I'm not taking anything away from LeBron. He's a fucking no. great player. He is. He truly is. And yeah. he's a great, actually, he's actually a great human being. He's a fucking yeah. great. A lot of yes. He's yeah. a great yeah, fucking great person. great stuff for schools and, and underprivileged Kids children. And, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he's and he a, and he's a fucking great example of like what you can do with it. For all yeah. the fucking guys that come out early that declared early, he's the, he's one of the guys that fucking declared early that fucking like didn't, he didn't blow it, man. He fucking yeah, I, I he's, he's smart I he's smart seeing, with his money. I remember seeing a sixty minutes uh piece on him probably a t- decade ago 
talking about his business savvy and just how he was able to turn his his physical gifts yeah. into this whole brand and, and just what he was doing with it. And it was it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that got me kind of into basketball was was learning about people like him who were using their 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 fame and their abilities for really good stuff outside of the sport that they were there for. Yeah. LeBron's a, LeBron's a guy you can look up to. I I I hundred percent agree with you, dude. Go ahead, Chris. It was uh, it was awesome when he hosted that like graduation ceremony thing for all the kids. Yeah. For during COVID during twenty twenty, I watched a big part of that. I was like, yeah, this guy's he's the real deal. He's solid, man. Dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. I mean, I love gambling, so I really look up to Jordan too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, did did you uh, June? Uh, June sent me that uh, June, who we've had on past episodes, good friend of the podcast. June sent me that fucking um, deleted scene from. Did you see the oh, SNL? Shit. The SNL one? I yeah. Think that personally. <laughs> it was Keegan Michael Key and he, when he hosted <laughs> the SNL. Security guard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that amazing. It was so good. <laughs> oh, it was, it was it was the fucking it was the last dance. Oh my did, Hey, Neil, did you watch the last dance? Yes, I did. Oh my god! Yeah, fucking loved it. It was a, it was it was incredible, phenomenal. absolutely incredible, phenomenal, man. That dude, Neil, listen, dude. When they fucking had the '98 championship, when they had the the fucking uh, the the uh, celebration at Grant Park, I was there, dude. Nice. Oh, wow. I was there. I got my name in the newspaper. And I was there. I got to sit in the seats. I was at the celebration. Fucking, uh, got in the car. Got in the, uh, got in the car and drove at about midnight. Got there at four in the morning and waited on the line. And it was, it was surreal being there. I was a That's part fantastic. of, I was part of Chicago Bulls history and I fucking got my name in the Chicago, um, the, uh, Southtown Daily newspaper, which has since been nice. bought out by the Chicago Sun Times, but, I still have my copy of that where it has my quote in there. I'm a part of Bulls history. I loved that team so fucking much. Oh my god, you have no idea what that 90, you have no idea what those 90s Bulls teams mean to me. Oh my god. I got to be uh, in the arena when Steph had his first career two-handed dunk. That's awesome, man. Against the Celtics on a random Sunday, like eight years ago. <laughs> First two-handed dunk. Yeah. How? I mean, t- he's, I mean he's, he's six three. Yeah. And he looks yeah. a lot smaller, but yeah. he doesn't dunk all that often because of yeah. his ankles. Oh, I know. I mean, there's there's a lot of players that are that are like that. I mean, they're super athletic and and they're great players, but they just, they don't have those two-handed dunks, you know? Like I'm trying to think who's the player Andre Andre Miller? I remember Andre Miller playing in the like All-Star game one year and he kept getting booed because he wouldn't fucking dunk the ball. <laughs> 
<laughs> and players kept booing him every, every time he would get he he would break away and he wouldn't dunk the ball and everybody was, everybody was booing his ass when he would break away and he'd fucking like do a layup and shit and everybody was like what the fuck are you doing dude fucking come on dude fucking showcase your talents and dunk the ball and Andre Miller just could not dunk it's like dude I've seen fucking Spud Webb he's five foot six dunk the basketball (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right guys Uh, we gotta what the fuck are we doing news news Highlander reboot news uh, yeah. The news has changed. This news has changed over the last 10 years. Originally, uh, this Highlander reboot was going to star Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and, and Sorry. I'm not kidding you, Jake. Me, me yeah. and Jake, we reported on this years ago. It was going to mm-hmm. star Ryan Reynolds and Tom Cruise. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise yeah. was going to be the, basically the, uh, the uh Sean Connery character and then you had Ryan Reynolds playing like the young up and comer fucking Highlander dude. That didn't go anywhere. And then that would have been amazing to see though. It, it, <laughs> it was in the works, man. They were the, that was happening. Five years ago, Chad Stahelski joined the project, and now we finally, five years later, got our first casting. Henry Cavill Joins Highlander reboot. John Wick's director, Stanch, uh, Chad Stahelski, long war, long in the works Highlander reboot at Lionsgate just got a boost as Henry Cavill is in talks to star. The Hollywood reporter has confirmed, uh, it is unknown what character he will play, but the Man of Steel and the Witcher star is expected to be one of the film's two leading roles. The original 1986 film followed Christopher Lambert as swordsman Connor McLeod as one of a number of immortal warriors who can be killed only by beheading. So you've got basically a world of uh, immortals and uh, they they try to behead other immortals in the world so that they gain their power. And uh, at the end of the day, there can only be one. And that original casting still boggles my mind. You have a Frenchman playing a Scot- Scottish guy and a Scotsman playing a Spaniard <laughs> <laughs> with no accent regulation whatsoever. <laughs> it was the works. It was the 80s, man. It totally works, though. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you. OK. So. um God, what do you, okay, first off, this is like, if this happens, this is further proof that fucking Henry Cavill is never going to be Superman again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, honestly, uh, I'll, I'm going to throw this out there. I think like, I think that this is the fucking injection in the arm that this fucking Highlander reboot needed. Fucking landing Henry Cavill, I think, is a huge score for them. And, um, you know, you can say what the fuck, you can say whatever the fuck you want to about Henry Cavill, but that guy, I think, I think like for as fucking, as much as, uh, Warner Brothers has been fucking like, uh, just having this guy hang around and not make a decision on him as Superman, whatever this guy has done post Man of Steel, post BVS, 
post Justice League, he fu- I think he fucking killed it in uh, in The Witcher, and he, he you know he fucking killed it in Mission Impossible, and um, I think this. And and the fact that he's doing this post The Witcher, I think this is a huge get for them. And I also think it's like fucking like oh uh, oh you, you can't you're typecasting this guy. He fucking he fucking uh, used a sword in The Witcher, and here he is using a sword again <laughs> in uh, The Highlander. He looks like he should be swinging a sword. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. <laughs> It's perfect casting. It's 100% perfect casting. It's 100% perfect casting. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think Henry Cavill is making, if, if this, if this happens, if this deal goes down, if he signs on and he's going to be the next Highlander, I think that this is a, uh, I think this is a fantastic casting. And I think this is great for his career because, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying, I'm not saying this. Just because, oh yeah, he was in The Witcher. I'm saying this because I think this is honestly an upgrade from what they actually did in the 80s with the Highlander when you got a guy like Chad Stahelski involved in this. I think they could do a lot of really... The action's going to be nuts. Boom. Awesome. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Um, I I don't know. I think Highlander is kind of a product of its time, though. I, I have a hard time buying that Highlander would work and turn a profit with today's audiences and today's sensibilities. Who the fuck today, as far as like a new audience, honestly, Jake, other than us fucking like Gen Xers and like maybe a few millennials have watched the Highlander. I think that this is fucking prime, especially for a guy like Chad Stahelsi to come in here and fucking take an actor like Henry Cavill and fucking... You've got a fucking movie where it's all about beheading other people <laughs> with swords. Mm-hmm. I, I I honestly think that this could be. I honestly think like this is such a like an unknown as far as like a lot of people coming up, um, younger people that ha- that are not exposed to the Highlander at all. I think that this is such. I think this could be such a new experience for them that if they did this right. This could be one of those things that is kind of superior to the original. That's my personal opinion. Especially if they don't go the route that the original movie series went and go the quickening route. (laughs) The quickening, yeah. uh, If they they treat this this material as something that can be done properly, then – I think this creative team is right up there with the people who could take it, who could do it really, really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first exposure to Highlander was the fucking TV series. And yep. then from there, I, I eventually saw the movies and I liked the first one a hell of a lot. Um, yeah, but once you got to like Mario Van Peebles doing these fucking movies, <laughs> you're just kind of like, what the fuck? I mean, that was better than two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for, because I came to Highlander later, I didn't. I mean, obviously, but it was one of those movies that was like I thought it was when I finally watched. It was like this is okay. This guy's not a very good actor. It seems like, and then just Sean Connery just comes in and just becomes this awesome, beautiful movie, and the, it never lets go. <laughs> and like, like that running scene, like just thinking about makes me cry. Almost <laughs> like it's just beautiful. Um, but my my one thing is like Henry Cavill is awesome, and I'm just thinking. 
if they're gonna have, if, will they have Ramirez and like who are they gonna get to fill Sean Connery's shoes? Yeah, yeah. I could see like somebody like Antonio Banderas coming in and doing yeah. that like to a fucking T. That would be really good, yeah. dude. Yeah. What What do you guys think about Hugh Jackman? Mm. Oh, oh shit! Weird. Oh shit! If they if they don't make him a Spaniard, then yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't do that today. That's true. Yeah. Damn. You cannot cast Sean Connery <laughs> as a Spaniard today. <laughs> you cannot. Dude, dude, that's still... like that's like that's like when they fucking cast John Wayne as Genghis Khan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still let jo- uh, Patrick Stewart play a Frenchman for oh, Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Patrick Stewart could do a goddamn anything. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd love to see Hugh Jackman. I don't know. Like, I just thought of that. I mean, it's like, oh, he could. Because it's like it's be about controlling. Sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Jake, I get it, dude. But, like, I think, like, I, you know, Henry Cavill, like, yeah, if you want to typecast this guy with a sword, that's fine. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> but, I, like. I think Chad Stahelski could actually bring like better action that we have than we ever have ever seen in the previous installments. Uh, in, yeah, in the Highlander series. It's going to take something very special like that for it to work, I think. Yeah. So, uh, it's definitely the right path. I mean, the casting is good. The creative team is good, but I, I just don't know if it'll be enough. I'd love to be proven wrong. It's, it's yeah. a franchise I, yeah. I, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia for i have a lot of nostalgia for the first fucking movie and that's <laughs> yeah. about where my nostalgia yeah. ends and like um you know the 90s series like i yeah i watched it i didn't watch every episode but i did watch it but like you know and i have nostalgia for the queen soundtrack <laughs> yeah if they reuse oh, yeah. all that i'm all in like, yeah if they reuse that <laughs> yeah that's like my pump me up song is the is the we are or the Defenders of the universe, like yeah, like show like ah, oh, this song is so insane. I just, I think, I think, like, uh, I think Henry Cavill is just like, I think he's, I think people discount this guy. I think he's, yeah. I think he's, he's a lot more talented than people give him credit for. I really do. Yeah, I also think he hasn't been allowed to show how talented he is yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Witcher kind of really reinf- like pump that idea up for me because he was doing yeah. stuff with with grunts and fucks that <laughs> that most, that john that john bernthal only dreams of <laughs> exactly like, like, he was able to emote through very little dialogue in that show and it was just because he knew the character so well i guess or, or something but he was able to do show a lot more in that show than I than I had seen from him previously, especially with the awfully written Superman that he was given. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump into Marvel news. That's good enough, isn't it? <laughs> Marvel news. Marvel news. Loki series. News from Dark Horizons. Various series from the numerous Star Trek and Stargate spinoffs to shows like The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Doctor Who all frequently play with attempts to fix broken timelines and alternate versions of familiar characters. Marvel Studios' upcoming Loki series will do that as well. 
says President Kevin Feige, who tells Entertainment Weekly the new show will serve as one of the MCU's first real explorations of the multiverse. As a direct result, we can expect to see multiple versions of Tom Hiddleston's iconic character. Quote, he's been around for thousands of years. He had all sorts of adventures, wanting to fill in the blanks and see much more of Loki's story was the initial desire for the series. Part of the fun was part of the fun of the multiverse and playing with time is seeing other versions of characters and other versions of the titular character in particular. Feige, however, declined to comment on whether events from the series will tie into the Doctor Strange sequel, which is also expected to deal with multiverse shenanigans. <laughs> hey, what's that place with all the crazy shit on the walls? What? That's a Super Troopers Shh. reference. Oh, God. I love, I love Super Troopers. I, I love that movie. Me too. Uh, Jake is not a fan of Super Troopers. Wow. <sighs> yeah, I'm a hater of almost anything that comedy troupe does. Yeah, yeah. Bro- <laughs> Jake is not a fan of Broken Lizard. And it's it, Jake. It's 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 a strain on our friendship, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we need to fix the lizard. Yeah, fix the lizard. <laughs> Hash, you know, seriously, guys, let's get the hashtag trending. Hashtag fix the lizard. Fix the lizard. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. <laughs> is, is that the new manscape? Tagline? <laughs> Chris, why are, why are you knocking us for the manscape? I'm not. I love it. So, <laughs> Dude, Chris, like I'm, I'm going to use that, 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 the special. Chris fucking sent me the most hilarious meme yeah. that he made. Chris, do you want to explain the I, meme? Well, I, didn't make, I didn't make that. That was on the leftover army. Who made that? Oh, the I, they I, live I, meme? Uh, yes. Yeah. Who made it? Yeah. Who made the Layla They Live meme? Hold on, I'll find it. I'll give someone credit. It's going to take a minute, though, so keep talking. Oh, I want to say John Haywood or Marable. Oh, or Chris. It wasn't Marable. You're, Chris, you're a, you're a sham. I am. <laughs> I thought, it no. It was Jordan I, I, Waldmeyer. Jordan nice. Waldmeyer. Jordan Waldmeyer gets all the credit. I thought, Chris. You, when you sent it to me, uh, I sorry. thought, no, Chris, stop it. Chris, don't make me Chris, right? stop it. Just stop. Chris, when you sent that to me, Chris, when you sent that to me, I thought that that was you. I had no idea that this had ties to the guy that Jacob mentioned. <laughs> Full disclosure, I know I was supposed to come on here and like advertise my my, my band's album, but I really just wanted to come on here and talk movies with you guys. I know. Well, the whole reason you're on is Brian thought you made that meme. I Uh, thought, right? I thought, I thought that you made that meme and you are a fucking sham. Oh yeah, you you are a shim sham of a person. Yes, you're like a Hulu Mike Tyson show. <laughs> you are yes. I I am the deep impact of asteroid films. 
You are the, fucking you're the volcano. You're the Dante's Inferno of volcano movies. I don't Dante's Inferno was the superior one in my oh, opinion. Oh shit, yeah, I, I fucked that up. Is that Dante's Peak? Yeah, yeah it Peak, yes. <laughs> like, I remember being so excited about Volcano and it sucks so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's another one of those movies my mom fucking loves. Oh my <laughs> She's a big Tommy Lee Jones guy. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, just let her know. Helen Mirren does not appear in this movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, that meme is fucking who? Jordan Waldmeyer. Yes, correct. Chris, you're a fucking phony. <laughs> you're a big phony. You, you phony. fucking you sent that to me, and I thought that that was all you. Oh, sorry. I don't really know how to make memes. Oh my god. Jake. Up is down, down is up. I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know. Swords of discombobulated. Cats and dogs getting Cats and dogs getting mass hysteria. (laughs) Fucking Bill Murray quotes from Ghostbusters. I get it, dude. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to see a bunch of different Tom Hiddlestons in this fucking Loki series, guys. Yeah, uh, one will surely have his shirt off. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> you want to see a fucking topless Tom Hiddleston? Sure, why not? Who doesn't? Dude, I, mean, I, I, everybody else. I want to fucking see Tom Hiddleston nips. That's... that's you're you're gonna get it. That's like the one promise this show is bringing. Uh, kind of, that's kind of been one of my biggest gripes about the MCU is no Tom Hiddleston nips, <laughs> no Tom Nipplestons. Twenty one fucking movies and zero nips. <laughs> Tom Nipplestons, thank you, <laughs> Chris. Thank you for finally bringing something original. He won't be able to make it a meme, but he can say yeah. it. And you fucking yeah. You know, I it, just. Do you guys ever watch the Billy Billy on the Street show? I, I love, love Billy, Billy Eichner. Oh my god, I love him. Like the one where he's like making fun of Michelle Rodriguez and like he's like, "What does she bring to the table?" And it's like it's supposed to be Michelle Rodriguez and she's moving all this food to a table. Mm-hmm. And Amy Adams is like just outpacing her. It's like Amy Adams brings so much to the table. So I feel like Michelle Rodriguez right now. Because <laughs> you feel very small. I feel very small. <laughs> I feel like I just need to start starring in movies with Vin Diesel. <laughs> Don't we all? You need I, to fake your death. What's so <laughs> terrible about like what's so terrible about this episode, Jake? Other than the fact that it's I don't know. That, other than the fact that it's a PCL episode, <laughs> is the fact that I feel like we haven't really embraced how much we do love Chris from Volk. It's okay. It's okay. I, I grew up Catholic. I'm used to just feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> I went, like, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school for 12 years. Like, even when I'm not doing something wrong, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. We love no, you. Chris, Chris is great. We, we love you. We bring Chris back. I, th- I think Neil's the issue here. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Jake, is that the problem? Is Neil the problem? I think he's stepping on Chris's toes a little bit. Entirely Neil, possible, yeah. Hold on. Uh, 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 
you're blowing my mind, dude. Because <laughs> I feel like he's hold on, my you're nose. blowing my like mind. You're blowing my mind because Neil has been my number one for a long time. <laughs> I know. I had to wait a few hours to bring this up. I didn't Jake, I don't. Jake, I don't know if I want to fucking slap you right now, or I want to <laughs> fucking like, or if I want to fucking do like a fucking like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers fucking predator fucking like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that fucking like, you know, you've seen the fucking meme of those guys like fucking like, you know, locking hands and shit from the Predator movie. Like, yeah, dude, fucking, you know, Dutch and fucking whatever the fuck, fuck, uh, Carl Weathers character's name was in that movie. And like they hold hands and shit. I don't think you should do B. I'm coming with the hard truths here. Dude, I don't know. Dude, are we going to do this about Neil right now when Neil's on the episode? I can't. I don't want to dethrone Neil as Chris. Chris, shut the fuck up. You are not involved. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Chris. You're off the table. You're fine. I'm muting. I'm muting my Neil. Neil. It's Neil. Neil. Neil is the Neil is the problem right now. That we've got to figure out, Chris. You, Chris, you're distracting right now. It's you're worse than Rachel. <laughs> oh no, my poor Chris! <laughs> yeah, no one told you to unmute, Chris. What the fuck? <laughs> Jake, Jake, this is a, this is a real come to Jesus moment for me right now. Are we having problems with Neil, dude? I don't think it's nothing we can't resolve. I just don't think Neil works well with other guests. Oh, shit, Jake. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. So are you saying that Neil doesn't play well with others? He plays well with me and you. But it's like if we bring in like a new element, which would – okay, that new element bring uh, being uh, Chris from Volk. Yeah, Chris this time. I mean there's uh, countless examples. Countless examples. <laughs> countless examples. <laughs> Like if, if okay, but if we keep if if we keep Neil kind of like in his own like little Neil pocket, like a Neil hot pocket, like a Neil uh, ham and cheese hot pocket, and he's got like his own like little Neil fucking Neil uh, ham and cheese hot pocket with this fucking like uh, thing that you put the Neil hot pocket in. <laughs> And it's it's made for cooking it in a microwave. Jake, I'm 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 just hungry. I'm just I'm hungry for shitty microwave food right now, Jake. That's all this comes down to. Yeah, me too, me too, me too. Yeah, give me that reflective sleeve, I'll be fine. Mm. Loki guys. Loki gonna be fun. Oh that's right. Loki. <laughs> guys, we're gonna see we're gonna see multiple Lokis. It sounds like we're gonna be going through fucking time. It sounds like we're gonna be seeing different multiple Lokis throughout this series, which makes sense. I they've introduced this in um uh, in, in the movie Endgame where we got um like a different well, we went back and we saw the, the the version of 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 Loki that was apprehended by the Avengers at the end of the Avengers movie, the one that hadn't went that has not witnessed the death of Frigga, and that's the Loki Loki that we're going to be dealing with in this series, and they're just going to be jumping around time, and I think we're going to see multiple versions of Loki. Do you think, Jake? Do you think 
not only are we going to see multiple versions of Tom Hiddleston's Loki, do you think we could see, do you think we could see like, uh, it's been a theory of mine. We could see female, like female Loki and things like that. I think so. I, I really want to see crow Loki as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I go, I think was when- his name. What about when Deadpool puts on the Loki horns? God, I can't believe Neil is still talking, Jake. <laughs> You're not going to see Deadpool in the Loki shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I Jake. Can dream, can't I? <laughs> Jake, it's like we didn't fucking even like address the fact that Neil is a problem. It's like no, I, I, we got to get through this episode and then we'll. <laughs> Handle it off air. I don't think he gets it, dude. I don't think he gets it. Ban me from all future visits. God, I would if I was him. I would just be shutting the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you're not me, right? <laughs> I'm, dude, Neil. I fucking love you, dude. I fucking like seriously. Like a uh, couple weeks ago, honestly, I was having like serious like C two E two withdrawals from not being able to hang out with you and everybody else. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and June messaged me about like a, a week ago, and yeah. she and her husband are planning on taking a trip out here and during the summer. So we're tentatively going to have some dinner plans. Ah, that should all- be super fun. See, and I'm fucking super jealous of that bullshit. Why you got to fucking bring that up, man? You're going to have just to rub the salt in the wound. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, 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 hold on. Now you're going to tell me there's a third fucking Mike Tyson project in the works. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was just super nice that that she contacted me and said, like, hey, we're we're going to come out. You could finally meet my husband. I'm like, yes, thank you. That is so cool. That is so cool, dude. Uh, uh, June so was, is, June was sorry. the one that fucking sent me the fucking, the, the last dance fucking SNL sketch and I fucking lost my oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> What's up, Chris? So, so is the C2 E2 that everybody goes to, is it, it's not the December one? It's, it, well, they're doing that one. That is C2 E2, but we're not going in December. I don't think, yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to go in December. Yeah. I remember you guys talking about it because. And I think I had said like, "Oh, we're gonna book a show there so we can hang out with everybody." And then everybody was like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do it that time." Like, oh, well, I mean, it, it's it, like when they had it in March and in mm-hmm. you know February and March, it was it was much more manageable. But okay. yeah. they're 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 thinking about doing C two E two like the week before Christmas, which makes no sense to me. So yeah, it's the dumbest shit ever. I, I yeah, I wouldn't want to fucking. You know, have our listeners have to plan around meeting us, you know, a week before Christmas. Yeah, next to Christmas. That's yeah, funny. there's a lot, there's a lot, you know, yeah, it's Christmas, so fuck that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen to this shit. This is, news, uh, Jake, Great I don't. transition, by the way. <laughs> Jake, you, <laughs> you fucking do this shit, man. I was that was sincere. You fucking do, you know, Jake. You fucking do this shit. Yeah, back me week. up here. I know I've been attacking you this whole episode, but <laughs> oh, now you up. want my help? <laughs> that was I was being sincere. It did, it did actually sound sincere. <laughs> it's fucking, fucking lies. Fucking lies. 
I was blown away by the shit to shit transition. I loved it. Guys, I got news. This I've never I don't think we've ever referenced this fucking uh uh news outlet before. This is news from men's health. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble now. Uh-oh. This is Marvel This is Marvel news from men's health. Oh boy. Neil's gonna be dead in a year is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> How is Neo Marvel news? <laughs> well, didn't you know? They're, they are they, they are marveled to the fact that he's still alive. This should have been in regular news. What no, the fuck this is I? Hugh Jackman wants Tom Hardy to be the next Wolverine. This this says uh, we'd all love to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine again, but after 17 years in the role and at the age of 52, 50 fucking two, Jake. Jesus, yeah, he's old. Chris, 52? Yeah. Hugh Jackman is 50. Neil, Hugh Jackman is 52 years old. We're getting old, Neil. Hugh Jackman is 52 years. If 50, if Neil, if fucking Hugh Jackman is 52 years old, I'm, I'm, I'm dead next year, Neil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He, he doesn't look it, but no. fifty. You know. Okay, Jake, this makes me—I don't know. This news makes me sad, Jake. That, he, that his age, or that he yes. Tom Hardy? I like I fuck the Tom Hardy thing. He. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jake. The big news here is the fucking he, Hugh Jackman is fifty-two years old, bro. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He looks great. Yeah. I agree with everyone else. Oh, I know. He looks. Oh, he looks fantastic. He should be doing a Nutrisystem fucking commercial. Jesus, he's fifty-two fucking years old. John Cena and John Oliver are the same age. How old are they? Yeah. How old are uh, they? 40, 44, 45. It's like something unexpected. Wow. Because you would think John Oliver's actually a little bit older. He looks he looks like a decade older than John Cena. Yeah, right? 52. Hugh Jackman is 52 years old. That's like... Did you say he's a new 52 years old? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, if, if Harrison Ford, like Harrison Ford's almost like 80, right? Harrison Ford's like 78 or some shit. I don't he's, know. He's going to try to do Indiana Jones again. I like how you said try. <laughs> he's going to. I agree. Um, Jake, why did you have to fucking throw him off? Now Chris doesn't even know what to say. I know. I was complimenting him for the first time. I know, but then like now, now Chris doesn't even know where he, like he's all disoriented and he doesn't even know what's going on. Did tell me it wasn't as pretty as Ryan Gosling and that I took that personal. (laughs) I'll look at more pictures of you then. I, maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not. Oh. Save you the trouble, Chris. I think you're fucking handsome. All right, let's get over. Let's get I over didn't that. Say he was ugly, but Ryan Gosling. Come on, Ryan Gosling is a beautiful human being. He is. <laughs> I'm sucking the man's dick in my brain right now. Let's move on, okay? 
<laughs> Can we talk about the fact that fucking Hugh Jackman is 52 <laughs> years old? <laughs> well, well, with Tom Hardy, isn't it a problem that he's already Venom? Well, I mean, they have not introduced the fact that that Venom universe is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is just quotes from Hugh Jackman. This is Hugh, Hugh Jackman wants to be the next Wolverine. And uh, he spoke to MTV ahead of the release of his last outing as Wolverine and Logan. Jackman said, I've been asked the question a lot. And I'm always like, I don't want to make it too easy on the studio to replace me. Uh, I'm sure they're already talking about it. That some actor out there, they've already said, Shh, keep it quiet, but we want you next. He's younger than me for sure. I think Tom Hardy would be great. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, Jake, if you were to ask me on any given day who would be the next Wolverine, my answer is one Tom Hardy. And Hugh Jackman seems to agree with me. Hmm. How old is Tom Hardy? Isn't he getting up there too? He's in his forties, but man, forty-three, too old. Come on, I, it's MCU Wolverine. We need this guy for fifteen years. I thought you were into Henry Cavill. I thought that's who you wanted to uh, play, Brian. I, oh, I know I didn't. I, 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 oh fuck you, Jake! No, he didn't ask you. <laughs> I did. Oh, I know. Jake don't like Henry Cavill. Jake don't like Henry Cavill. No, like honestly, my first choice, my first choice is Tom Hardy. My second choice is Henry Cavill. Who's your choice, Jake? Fucking the the Harry Potter pussy. Yeah, that's still my first choice. You're a fucking pusshole for that bullshit. <laughs> fuck. Uh, fu- what's his name? What's the fucking Harry Potter pusshole uh, kid? Daniel. Daniel. Fuck that. That is some pusshole bullshit. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That's just that's just a bunch of pussies wanting to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just that's just a bunch of pussies wanting to see a pussy play a badass. <laughs> I, I remember you guys talking about like you were talking about Henry Cavill and like you didn't like Daniel Radcliffe or uh, whoever plays Jon Snow. Oh God! Oh my Please. God! Oh, fuck well, Kit Harrington. Can unite on that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe as are you, Jake? Are you f- seriously, Jake? <laughs> I feel the same way about Daniel Radcliffe yeah, playing like Wolverine. I've ever heard in my life. Like fall asleep at the idea of those two being Wolverine. Of who? What the fuck? Your two choices, Tom Hardy. Oh fuck you! Fuck you! You're gonna fucking you're gonna fucking have Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. Hold on, hold on. Peace. Um, Oh, whatever. Like, like, hey, hey, Jake. Let's just have let's just have my mom's vagina play Wolverine in the next movie. Over Tom Hardy or Henry? Hey, uh, uh, huge casting news. (laughs) Put some claws in your mom's vagina. Yeah, no shit. Fucking uh, Kevin Feige announces Brian's mother's vagina (laughs) is playing Wolverine. Maybe stupid idea, but like I feel like you you hit the nail on the head when you said I think it was a couple weeks ago, um, a young Clint Eastwood, right? 
Yeah, that's impossible. Though. But like, what about Clint Eastwood's son? Fuck that yeah, guy. Fuck that. No Scott okay. Eastwood in anything. No, that guy's terrible. He's terrible. I did not know that. Ah. Scott Eastwood is an awful actor. Ah, okay. Never mind. No. Fucking Daniel Radcliffe. Get the fuck out of here, Jake. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Actually, would like a different Harry Potter actor to be Wolverine. That's Devin Murray. Who's Devin Who's he Murray? Play? He plays Seamus Finnegan. Okay, I'm into it. I just don't want some, like I just don't want another old guy. He's like five foot three, so Shame like it. that's that's a pretty good height for Wolverine, I think. Well, fucking Wolverine in the comics was fucking five foot. What was he, Jake? Five foot three in the comics? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's a tiny guy. I think that's right. That would like uh, for years people were t- were casting uh, fucking what's what's dude's name? Bob Hoskins. Well, Bob Hoskins was Mel Gibson. No, it Robert was the it was the Rams, not the Ramstein guy. The fucking uh, mother Danzig, Glenn Danzig, five foot. Yeah, he was in the comics. Uh, Wolverine is five foot three. Glenn Danzig is five foot three, and people were fucking dude. This fucking Devin Murray guy's fucking five foot two. But I don't think we hate. I dude, I don't think you. Honestly, I think if, if fucking anything, if fucking uh, Hugh Jackman proves you don't have to have a fucking five foot two, fucking five foot three Wolverine. No, you don't have to, but I would like to see it kind of return a little closer to comic book form, personally. It's fucking just my opinion. What are those Oompa Loompa guys doing from fucking uh, Willy Wonka? <laughs> What do I, why, why, why don't we get fucking uh, Peter Dinklage to play Wolverine? Sure, I'd be down. I'm into it. I'm not. Fuck that shit. You guys are, uh, <laughs> guys are assholes, man. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. I give the thumbs up to Daniel Radcliffe and fucking Peter Dinklage. Get the fuck out of here. I think you would hate uh, CNET's choices. Their first choice is John Birdthall. Who? Oh yeah, get get him the fuck out of there! I can't stand him anymore. Who who is saying John Bernthal? Uh, it's like a CNET article. I was trying to get some inspiration on who it could possibly be, and like this CNET article is like first choice: John Bernthal. Second: yeah. Jason Momoa. Oh uh, God! Get the fuck oh, out of here! Fuck me. Uh, fourth: Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam, sorry. Wow, Oscar those are, those are uninspired choices. Yeah, like, Yonorama. Those are like, yeah, those are Yonorama. Like, I will, I will give Jake fucking Daniel Radcliffe over fucking those three choices. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Let's get the cannibal dude to be him. What's his name again? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. <laughs> no, uh, Berserker mode. He's fucking eating Avengers and shit. Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Me and Jake will never see eye to eye on Wolverine. <laughs> what, what about no. maybe? Oh, sorry. We won't, Jake. Maybe? No, I want the character to have some vulnerability instead of like, just to be the same fucking thing we already did. Why are we going to repeat the same thing we already fucking did? Oh, so we're going to hire a pussy? You don't have to hire a pussy, but hire a good fuck. Daniel Radcliffe is not. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to say why that. Do we want to, why do we want an old guy? If we're gonna have an old guy, just have Hugh Jackman play him again. Like, what's the fucking point? I don't. I don't think that fucking. Uh, old guy. Are you say, fo- you're saying Tom Hardy's an old guy? In the MCU. That's the 
Oh my god. Tom Hardy's really? an old guy? He's old for Wolverine in the MCU. Like we're really get like this this is a big character that we don't want to recast in ten years. We want someone that's gonna be the role for fifteen plus years. And like in ten years, fucking Tom Hardy's gonna be fifty three. He just keep fucking <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But, but you don't go to fucking <laughs> you don't go to Harry Potter. All right, let's let's let's, we're not that desperate yet, Jake. We're not. No, we're not that we're not as desperate as Harry Potter yet. Okay, so (laughs) let's not like like Jake. That's that's that that's asinine. Like 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 (laughs) (laughs) we're not that desperate. Okay, let's not go Harry Potter. I'm willing to hear better picks, but I have not heard anything better than Daniel Radcliffe. All right. All right. Okay. 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 We need to find better than. Oh, you haven't heard better than Daniel Radcliffe. I'll, I'll Tom Hardy, Gilbert, no. I'll, Gilbert, fucking Gottfried over fucking. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's even older. <laughs> he's older. <than> <laughs> it's better. It's better though, Jake. I'll no, take. I'll take no, Gilbert. I will take Tom Hardy over Gilbert Gottfried. All right. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. I, I I tip my hat, sir. Joel Edgerton, maybe. No. Mm. Oh. Too, yeah. Chris, you're Doughy. You're you're done, Chris. Done. <laughs> hey, so, somebody put a fork in Chris. Put a fork in me. Because he's done. I'm kidding, Chris. I'm fucking with you. This- She's trying to help, man. No, I mean, like, okay, yeah. Maybe, Jake, here's the thing. I've been saying Tom Hardy for the past fucking, you know, five years. And he's gotten older in five years. You know what I mean? But fucking, you watch the movie Warrior, which, Jake, you haven't seen. But if amazing you watch... Movie. Yeah, amazing movie. If you watch Warrior and you fucking look at the build on Tom Hardy in that fucking movie... Mm-hmm. That's the guy you want. That's the guy you want as Wolverine. That's the guy you want fucking smoking a cigar in a Wolverine movie, man. Neil, have you seen Warrior? Tom Hardy would be a better thing, I think, than Wolverine. Get the fuck out of here, Jake. Mm-hmm. No. You're fuck I, I, you're I smoking I, you're smoking crack. <laughs> you're smoking you're a, you're a, you're a crack baby. <laughs> 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 Jake, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Me and Jake, me and Jake literally hours ago are sending each other Facebook messages about how much we love each other. <laughs> I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I mean, the reason I smoke crack is that I'm a crack dealer, so, I mean, I'm- <laughs> No, it's the truth. It's the truth. Like, literally hours ago, Jake is sending me messages about, like, dude, Brian, I love you, bro. And like I'm like Jake, I love you too, dude. And it's like it is like here we get on the episode, and I'm just like fuck you, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm asking for it. I'm dissing on Tom Hardy. I I, I know what I'm stepping into here. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not naive to the fucking like. You know, you know, I'm a Tom Hardy fanboy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I, I'm not shitting on Tom Hardy as an actor. You're, it's the age. Build. 
He's like, yeah. you're, you're like, you're like, he's going to age out of the character in 10 years. Why would we want to do that? Like Marvel has been going younger with these characters. Like that's why they cast Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. She's like in her late, you know, late twenties and we can work with this character for the next 15 years. Yeah. It's like Wolverine's a big one. Like you don't want to have to, re- it's, it's a big deal recasting him now. We don't sure. want to go through this again. And like I, how long, how long will be Tom, how long would Tom Hardy be able to fucking keep up the physicality of like what you need to, to be, I, I, I mean the, the training regimen of what it would take to be a Wolverine. Yeah. It's a lot. It's it a is. Lot. And I, it is. I get it. I one hundred percent get it, Jake. I get it. And I'm fine with the unknown route too. I mean, I, I stand by when Hugh Jackman was cast. The we were collectively like, who? Yeah, 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 yeah. What about uh, Luke Hemsworth? Mm. He might be a little old though. I mean, I'm not a big fan of his acting. I'm not a huge fan of his acting either. And like, he was great in Westworld. Westworld. No, you're thinking of the other brother. No, That's Liam not... Hemsworth is the other brother. Luke Hemsworth. <gasps> you is are right. Oh shit. Hmm. Interesting, mm. man. Interesting. I think I was confused too. I was confused as well. Liam is the youngest, and I think Luke is the oldest, maybe. Yeah. I don't know the Hemsworth that well. <laughs> uh, I'm Who is in the? Uh, uh, What's that? He's thirty-one. Liam, oh wait, Liam is thirty-one. How old is Luke? Liam is thirty-one. I like Luke better than Liam in that role, Neil. I agree with you. I do, I do too. Um, Liam is actually forty. Luke? Oh shit! Uh, Luke, excuse me, is forty. Uh. And he's he's five foot eleven. He's forty years old. I like I do like Luke more than I do like Liam in that role though, Neil. I agree with you. What if they cast Even though an, he's already in the MCU? What if they cast an actual Wolverine, the animal? <laughs> Just like grab a Wolverine out of yes. the Yes. Yes. What's, so what's the What if they capture the a wild animal and they cast the wild animal a literal Wolverine as the Wolverine? <laughs> In the Wolverine, in the MCU. What, Jake, would that make you happy, Jake? If they cast an actual animal? No. <laughs> and the animal was only two years old? They just recast it with another Wolverine. <laughs> That's Nobody disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> Let's find out the average lifespan of an actual Wolverine. <laughs> Five to thirteen years. Five to thirteen. We get a two-year-old Wolverine. We know we're getting him for another thirteen years. Jake, are you happy? I'll take it over Hardy. <laughs> I mean, Rocket was a big hit. This might work. <laughs> Guys, let's move into DC news. I'll play the bumper for you. The full bumper. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news, you fucking pieces of shit. You know, I figured since we didn't do anything in Marvel news, we figured out nothing. <laughs> we solved nothing. I mean, we figured out Loki's going to have his shirt off. <laughs> are we going to see 
like Chris said, Tom's Tom Nipplesworth. Are we gonna see? Are we gonna see nipples? A hundred percent. I've seen spoilers. Oh shit! Oh shit! Guys, what did you think about the Paul Dano Riddler picks that were leaked this week? I love it. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. That um, is a hot take. I love it though. I I don't understand these comic book fans sometimes. Like this is supposed to be like a serious Batman film noir thriller. And we're supposed to have a guy with a green tuxedo and a question mark cane. Like what the fuck do these people want the Riddler to be? <laughs> I, I don't fucking get people. This looks scary and fucking awesome. And anyone who doesn't like this is a fucking idiot. Wow. Oh, shit. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. Come on now. What the fuck? Jake, like, Jake, do we want the Adam West show or do we want a fucking Matt Reeves Batman detective? You are, like, dude, you are progressive as fuck. You're more progressive than the fucking soup. You are progressive. Yeah, they call me Flo. You are, you are progressive, dude. You, you are flow. You're progressive. You want fucking, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's vagina portraying Wolverine. You want. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. I think, I think Daniel Radcliffe is a fucking, I think I like, I like Daniel Radcliffe and I like that movie that he was in. That fucking where he fucking had the guns fucking like on his hands and shit. What was that movie called? Guns Amico. Guns Akimbo. I fucking dug it, man. I just can't see dude as fucking Wolverine. But are you talking about this picture of the with the duct tape? Yes. Yeah. There's a better picture though. Are you are you seeing the black and white? There's a black and white one and there's a color one. They're both great pictures. I like that Matt Reeves designed it after pictures of the Zodiac Killer. And that really kind of yeah. gives you a feel as to what they're doing with the character, that it's actually going to be a, a scary, threatening serial character. Killer? Yeah, I think, serial it's, killer? I think it's fucking awesome, and it really gives me high hopes for this movie. Wow. Okay, okay. badass. Neil, so you, you're digging it, too. Yeah. Like, because the Riddler's always been a pretty silly villain, and, and to go this entirely opposite route is bold, and I, I'm here for it. Okay. All right, Chris. Have you seen these pictures? I'm I'm looking at them now. I'm on board. Yeah, it's cool. Um, you disagree with everybody. God, you know, <laughs> I mean, as long, no matter as what long, answer you give, you're wrong. wrong. As long as it's not, Jim I don't think. I, honestly, Jake, Jake, Neil, I don't think Chris has ever spent a night on the couch ever. <laughs> have you ever spent a night on the couch? Do you know I'm what that's on the like? Couch right now, huh? <laughs> I, I spend most of my life on the couch, yeah. Okay, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. It just sounds like you're very, I don't know, very agreeable and you've never spent I'm a, a night I'm on the a couch. Libra. I just like to make everybody happy. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So you, you're, you like these two. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, you know, it doesn't wow me, but it doesn't offend me. So. Get some real reactions out of Chris Jake. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I was <laughs> I wasn't on board with the like uh, uh, Heath Ledger's look at first, and then like watching the films. Like, I can't imagine another Joker almost now, except for Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, guys, I need a moment. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm a, I can't even deal with Chris right now. I like. Yeah. I, <laughs> 
Just breathe, Brian. Just breathe. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know about this, man. Dude, that it just looks like I don't know, Jake. Yeah, I, mean, I, I trust. No, listen, I listen, dude. What people wanted, I guess. What, what would have wowed you? No, just like fucking like I I wasn't ex- I was not expecting a dude wearing like a suit with a bunch of question with question marks on it. You know, I wasn't. That's not what I was expecting. Um, I was expecting to maybe see just Paul Dano's face and just Paul Dano. I wasn't expecting like a like a dude wearing like a top hat and question marks on a suit and shit. Okay. But I was expecting to see Paul Dano's face. I was I guess I wasn't expecting to see like a guy looking like he was going to fuck me in some kind of like weird sex club. I mean that that's scary though. That's, that's I know it is it. that is scary. Like if I like if I ended up in some kind of like weird sex club, and this guy was wanting to fuck me, that would be a weird thing for me. But like, I don't, Jake. I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Like I, I don't know if like this screams like yeah, that's the Riddler, dude. Like I, I trust Matt Reeves. I love Matt Reeves. I think Matt Reeves and- is a phenomenal director. I loved what the dude did for the Planet of the Apes series, and I love him. But like when I saw these pictures, I wasn't like, "Yeah, finally, fucking the Riddler looks like he's gonna fuck me <laughs> or something." Like, like, I mean, that's the- yeah, yeah, the Riddler's gonna. The Riddler's gonna fucking take control in the bedroom. Yes! Finally, I've got a Riddler that- I didn't know that's what I wanted. It's not like I, (laughs) before I saw this, that's what I, on paper, that's what I wanted. I I didn't know what I wanted until I I saw it. And then you saw it and you're like, yeah, finally a Riddler that looks like he's gonna take charge in the bedroom. Finally. I liken it to, like what Chris was alluding to, uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Um, you weren't expecting it. Yeah. You got it. You didn't realize that you, that's what you wanted, but it, it turned out to be the one of the best depictions of the Joker ever. I no, I, I, I can't argue Paul that. Dano a lot. I, I mean, Paul Dano as an actor is fucking fantastic. He's really good. I love. I, I love. Do you think this is even like, more radical than what they did to the Joker, though? Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But you kind of have to start doing that kind of stuff with these villains, right? Because uh, they didn't, they didn't different. have Joker with like a leather mask and like a strap-on dildo. <laughs> no, that's that's saved for the comics when he takes his face off, right? So, well, I mean, we'll see what happens here with this. I don't, I don't, I can't say that this got me super excited though. Like, like, yeah, finally, finally a Riddler. Nothing has got me more excited for this movie than this image, honestly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, uh, Jake's doubling down. Jake I'm, not, is- I'm not joking. I'm not making a joke, Neil. I know. <laughs> I'm 100% serious. I'm like, this it's- guy looks like he could fuck Brian in a weird sex club. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> are you are you cameoing in another movie, Brian? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Have you been lying to all your listeners and you're actually in the new Batman movie? <laughs> Being fucked by Paul Dano in a weird sex dungeon? <laughs> oh my god, dude, seriously, if that was the case, I would be bragging about that. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously I would not you think you were nervous the first time oh, yeah God. yeah I would not be holding that information back from anybody I would be like yeah fucking hey dude I got fucked by the Riddler I got I got <laughs> dude, dude the Riddler gave me his diddler you know <laughs> yeah riddle diddles yeah. oh man I don't know it, it's it's Jake. It's just not. Uh, I mean, I can I can understand um, certain liberties taken with characters. Like, of course, like you know, a lot of people like. Of course, like you know, Heath Ledger's Joker wasn't like your traditional classy Joker. A lot of people call his Joker hobo Joker and and uh, anarchist Joker or whatever you want to call him, but. This is this is a this is a huge departure from like the Riddler character. So, Matt Reeves doing this in my opinion a huge departure from like what we know as a traditional Riddler is he's really going to have to prove it to me. I trust in Matt Reeves. I think the I think he is a phenomenal director i think he's a, a visionary and i mean god damn it jake i love the planet of the apes franchise and for a guy to bring it back in the way that he did um that's huge for me man because i fucking i love planet of the apes and um so um and i'm not saying he 100 percent brought it back he actually took over uh with the second film but he he I think I think Matt Reeves is a, a phenomenal guy. Yeah, I, but the look of this Riddler man, dude, dude, it just—it's a little. Yeah, it, you it's don't a, like it. it. Yeah, man, I gotta see this in action, man. I like. I'm not. Bu- it's bold. I mean, they're not trying to sell mm-hmm. fucking side, sideshow collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fucking bold, man. I love it. It's almost I mean, like. I'm, sorry. I, I'm there with you, uh, Jake, on the boldness of it. <laughs> yeah. well, I think everybody is on the boldness of it. No, I, but I, like, I no shit, Neil. Like no shit. You got a like, guy who looks like he's gonna fucking take you into a dungeon and fuck you, and it's bold. <laughs> no shit. No, as far as the direction that they're going with these characters, I appreciate the boldness. Uh, this is not something I expected, and I am very happy that they've gone this other direction. What if what if fucking Batman runs around with fucking like uh fucking his ass hanging out? What if Batman? What if fucking Batman fights? What if Batman fight fights crime in assless chaps? The brave and the bold. Oh wow! Oh, it's so bold that Batman goes out in Gotham with assless chaps. That's a very different comic. Uh, <laughs> does anybody does anybody else see maybe a little like uh, like mixture of Hush and the original Riddler thing? Mm. Mm. I can see that. Interesting, yeah. 
Because is it maybe like are people speculating this might have a hush influence? Well, I mean, people are speculating that it's uh, it's a uh, long Halloween story. So mm. I'm really I think excited that's just for coming from the amount of villains that we know that's going to be in it is yeah. really the only reason that keeps getting brought up. How much screen time do you think uh, this Riddler is going to get? Uh, I would think uh, it's got to be more than Colin Farrell's Penguin, correct? Yeah, I would say thirty minutes. Okay. Who, who do you think is the is the big bad, the ultimate villain? I think it's Riddler. Yeah. I, I yeah, think I really it's do. I think it's Matt Reeves' vision of the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see the entire calendar, Neil? No. They they leaked an official Batman calendar, and you can see all twelve pictures from the calendar on the mm. calendar. And you got to assume the main villain is getting spots on that calendar. And Riddler has two months to himself. Catwoman has a month, and the rest of the months are basically Batman. Okay, so that makes me feel like it's a hundred percent Riddler's the okay. main villain. Even if there is someone pulling the strings, that's not really going to be the main villain of the movie. It's going to be That's like a setup for the next one. Okay, yeah, if they're showing exactly. us a calendar, why are we not thinking it's Calendar Man? <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> that would be the most meta joke ever. Uh, yeah. that's dope. He'll, he'll be in his actual like 70s costume. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, shit. News from IGN. Gods Among Us animated movie officially announced by DC Warner Brothers Animation. This is the Injustice movie? Yeah, the Injustice Gods Among Us animated movie. So, uh, first off, I'm going to say that uh, (laughs) Invincible was a success for Amazon Prime. Oh, hell yeah. Right, Neil? Like, if you're fucking immediately announcing that we're getting a fucking Injustice movie, Gods Among Us, uh, over at DC, they are definitely seeing what's going on uh, at Amazon Prime. And uh, they're like, you know what? We want to get in on this. And we've got something ready to go. It's in the hopper and it's called Injustice, dude. Dude, that, it's one, this is 100%. I don't think we get this this soon if we don't get the success of Invincible, Robert Kirkman's comic book, come to animated, uh, form on Amazon Prime. Uh, if, if that doesn't happen, we don't get this so soon, right, Neil? Yeah, in all right, fairness, right. though, we should have got this eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, also with the success of The Boys and the success of uh, Umbrella Academy um, and the, I guess, success of Jupiter's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, all these more adult-oriented uh, comic book or superhero. Yeah, but this, like, characters. comes, like, right off the fucking... Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right off. Right off. <laughs> oh, in, this works. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like oh shit. It's like it's like Invincible gets greenlit for seasons two and three. It's a huge success for Amazon, and then two weeks later, Injustice Gods Among Us gets a fucking 
you know, they're going to make this movie for DC Warner Brothers animation. It's like, this is 100%. I thought it was already, like, already in the works because I thought I saw something about it's going to follow a preview or, uh, after the Long Halloween Part 2. I might be making that up. Uh, let's see here. At this time, uh, this is from IGN. At this time, no other details are known about the Injustice movie. Though with Long Halloween Part 2 scheduled for a July 2021 release, it seems likely we'll see the injustice drop before the end of the year. It remains to be seen just how closely the movie will follow the plot of the original game and whether the game's voice cast will reprise their roles for the film. Um... 2013's Injustice Gods Among Us and its 2017 sequel are set in an alternate DC universe where Superman is driven mad after being tricked by Joker into killing his wife Lois and their unborn child. Five years after the tragedy, Superman rules the world with an iron fist, forcing the Justice League of the regular DCU to cross dimensions and battle this tyrannical man of steel. So once again, Flash from Earth-1 is coming to this world. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the plot of the movie we watched earlier. Yeah. This can, this, this, this movie can get pretty fucking dark. This is gonna get pretty fucking dark, man. I'm, I'm all down for it. I'm down for it. I, are we gonna see Justice League members killing other Justice League members in a DC animated movie? You think they're really gonna go that far? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, uh, I mean, Flashpoint, Jesus. Like, that got really fucking violent. The cartoon? Yeah. I don't remember it getting like, injustice level violent. Nah, I, mean, I, I don't think, think injustice I level violent. Um, I mean, like, when, gosh, when, uh, Batman, what's his name? No, Batman in the alternate history shot, uh, reverse flash in the head. And you, like, see the bullet go through his head. I don't know. I'll shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's so beaten down, he sent himself yeah. down. He's, he's like... <laughs> you berated him enough, Brian. I know. It's like, oh... Why do you gotta blame me, Neil? Yeah, give me some credit here. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. fucking beat him down a bit, too. <laughs> no, I, that's right, not... And Jake. That is not my purpose here, is to fucking defeat Chris. <laughs> oh my god that makes me that oh god chris i love everything you've said thank you thank you <laughs> i love everything that everyone has said as well oh my god except for the fucking daniel radcliffe is a wolverine bullshit <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fucking dumb dude <laughs> <laughs> oh we're getting a, a, this is gonna be Oh my god! I'm so excited for an injustice animated movie. This is going to be dope as fuck. Yeah, as long as it's our like, you know, the Mortal Kombat Scorpion movie. Like, I want that level of violence. If that's where we're going with it, then hallelujah. Um, if it's watered down even the slightest, then fuck this noise. Yeah. News from Dark Horizons: Bad Boys Helmers tackling Batgirl. So we got the uh, Bad Boys for Life directors. Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah have been hired to helm the new Batgirl feature at Warner Brothers Pictures and HBO Max. 
Christina Hodson from Bumblebee and Birds of Prey penned the script, which is being planned for a direct-to-HBO Max release. The feature will follow Barbara Gordon, the daughter of Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon, and her own actions fighting crime in that city. Uh, so yeah, we're getting a, uh, fucking, uh, Batgirl movie. Joss Whedon off the project. And, uh, now we've got these new directors, the directors from the, uh, Bad Boys for Life movie, which Jake, uh, I saw that movie in the theater early in 2020 before the pandemic. And it was fucking really good. It was really good. It was really good. It was a fantastic yeah, it was movie. These guys definitely deserve a shot. At yeah. This. Um, I think it's a bit unfortunate that it's not going to get a theatrical release. That mm-hmm. it, uh, it always worries me when something's like straight to streaming. I mean, we saw just talking this episode where, you know, even when Zack Snyder goes straight to streaming, it seems like the, uh, the budget and the quality tends to dip a little bit. So. I don't know. Hopefully they give this as much money love as they would give anything else. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Go ahead. Or they uh, utilize their constraints to make a more interesting film, like like what Deadpool 1 did. Mm. You know, they were only given a certain amount of money, and then they had to make some clever workarounds in order to get the cool shots. And it turned out to be... A better decision than giving them more money. Or they're just like, you know what? We're fucking HBO Max and we're the ones that fucking made the final, you know, seasons of, uh, Game of Thrones and we threw a bunch of fucking money at this shit. And let's yeah. fucking make a great fucking background movie. Cause there are a people that, uh, that love this character and let's do Barbara Gordon justice, even though this isn't hitting the theaters. Let's fucking make a great movie here. I hope that they do. I hope that they give the the, yeah. the character the respect. Me too. That uh, the character deserves, and I, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Do you, do you guys like? Okay, as far as these movies are concerned, do you think that they tie in to the greater DCEU at the end of the day? No. I was gonna. I was gonna ask that. I was wondering. Yeah. I would. I would picture Batgirl tying into Titans more so than the greater DCEU. Ain't nothing tying in with Titans. I don't see that happening. If it's tying in with anything, it's tying in with Matt Reeves stuff, I would say. But I don't even think that's, that's going on. That's what I'm on. saying is that, like, I, if if any connection, connective tissue could be made, that's the one that I would see it being only on. So if it ties in with fucking Matt Reeves and oh, oh fuck, I don't know if it ties in with Matt. Are you saying? Oh, I don't. I don't think it's going to tie in with anything. But what yeah, I'm saying is that if, at, it, yeah. if it were to, I would think it would be the Matt Reeves stuff. I mean, if we get fucking the announcement that J.K. Simmons is going to be in this, we can fucking count out Matt Reeves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but what true. If we get the announcement that uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright is in it. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, we. I, I mean, that's what it comes down to, right, Neil? Like Jeffrey yeah. Wright or J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we do know we're getting Matt Reeves spinoff stuff. We're doing that like Gotham City Night Show for HBO Max. Uh, yeah, oh. Gotham City PD. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, I named the comic. I forgot what the show was called. Uh, it's like <laughs> GCPD or whatever. All right, final final news story, and we're going to wrap this shit. Aqu- uh, Jason Momoa has co-written Aquaman 2. 
What? Oh, yeah. God. No. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, this comes from Dark Horizons. Actor Jason Momoa has offered some brief new details about the James Wan-directed Aquaman sequel at Warner Brothers. Appearing on the Drew Barrymore show, Momoa confirmed that production is currently scheduled to start this summer in July. He also revealed he co-wrote the film's story treatment with the encouragement of both Juan and the original film's scribe, David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. And Jesus, how many names does that guy need? No shit. It's like <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Joseph. It's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt was just like he was like it was yeah. like the spaceball ship. I didn't know if you were ever going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that I think that fucking Momoa just wrote the parts of this movie where he takes his shirt off. Yeah, he, he added <laughs> some like grunts and parentheses. He just, and, like, and as you said, he just he just co-wrote the story treatment, which is just kind of the basic pitch. Oh boy, James Wan must be really busy with these Fast and the Furious movies for this shit to be <laughs> happening. James Wan is James I, James Wan's doing Fast and Furious, or is that Justin Lin? Oh yeah, excuse me, my my apologies. Yeah, Justin Lin. James Wan yeah. does the fucking Saw movies, right? Uh, Conjuring, Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah, he, God, he did what the do fuck? the first Saw movie, too, I believe. Right? He did one of them, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was the first one. I thought the first Might one was his baby. One. Might have been the first one. I don't, you know, I'm not up on my Saw lore. Uh, so, <laughs> I can't give you an answer on that one. I just did a huge fucking Saw lore deep dive last week, and it's just, it's all escaping me right now. <laughs> For good reason. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Does that does that put you at ease that we're gonna get a great Aquaman two movie here that James that Jason Momoa has co written it? I can't even comment on this. I still haven't even watched Aquaman one. Mm-mm. It's fun, Jake. It is fun. It's 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 just it's it's it's, it's, it's a t- dumb it's a, and fun. It's dumb and fun, and I give it a taste. It. Yeah, yeah. It's worth watching once when you have uh, a couple hours that you just want some pretty mindless entertainment for. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it the Amazing Spider-Man two treatment, where I don't watch the first one until a day before I'm seeing the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Just watch the honest trailer. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll watch the movie, but literally, I'm going to ride it up until the last minute. <laughs> Guys, I am done. I am fucking drunk, and I am ready to get off this episode. Yeah, for sure. I got to get my ass to bed. Yeah, I am drunk as fuck, and I am ready to wrap this shit up. I am so thankful that we had Neil on this episode. Neil, mm-hmm. where can people find you, dude? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me back. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook and everything from my name. Uh, I do a podcast called Smorgasbord, a Star Trek Universe podcast. Uh, we started off doing Lower Decks, then we moved to Discovery Season 3, and now we're kind of rehashing older episodes of Star Trek where we pick a theme and watch all the episodes with that theme. Um, find it wherever your podcast can be found. Chris, where can, he's great. 
Stephen Farshid's fantastic. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? Hurry it up because I'm fucking drunk and I want to get out of here. Uh, yeah. uh, just, just anything, uh, uh, Volk <laughs> underscore band or Live Volk. You just try those things or livevolk.com. Uh, on the road, I, I, I forgot to mention, I don't know if you guys remember the band Electric Six. Fuck yes! We, we just scored an opening run with them. <gasps> That's amazing. They're so good. Yeah, and we're gonna. Yeah, well, we'll be uh, in the Midwest with them in July. It's pretty, pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and, ch- um, check out Volk. It's V O L K. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we're on Spotify and shit like that. But I just really, I mean, I know you're, you're trying to go, but I, I, I don't <laughs> know how to express how insanely <laughs> this is an awesome experience, and and just how much it meant, like that you guys took the time to review that the the video. It meant so much to me and Elliot, um, and we love you guys. We love, dude. We love you too. I'm just super fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, it come, hold on. There, are, there are two factors right now in me ending this episode. Number one, I am fucking drunk as shit. Number two, I've got a piss like a racehorse. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So those are the things that are going on right now in my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, catchphrase this bitch up. Let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Jake. I want to thank Neil. I want to thank Chris from Volk. Everybody, fucking get on Spotify and fucking lo- give Volk some love. Please do it. Give Volk some love. Okay, yeah. a- album next week. The wow. album next week. Guys. Send me that link to that cash vinyl, Chris. Yeah, I will. I'll, and I, I can send you the, the music if you have any interest in listening to that, too. Um. No, I, I want to get that vinyl, though. I, okay. I, I, I'll hit that Spotify as soon as it comes you know what? out. I, 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 you know what? I'll just – I'm sorry, Brian, because Vanta was supposed to send one to Brian, but I have an extra – I'll just if – you, if you can just message me your address because I'm sending one to Brian, I'll just send you one. Oh, even better. Even better. I'm sorry. Right. I can't give you one. No. Can you guys – do this know. like can you guys do this over an email later i don't know for sure God. i tried to get you to say the catchphrase and then i know but then then, but then don't like, me for this shit. <laughs> god damn it like chris started yammering on about whatever and, oh, i hate my life um god damn it. you're a true american hero brian Oh, Jesus Christ. We're doing this next week too, Jake. I fucking hate this. I fucking hate this. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with episode 382. See ya! Nice. Nice delivery. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. There's a ready light.
It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, paint it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftovers, uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.